Hello and welcome to the Arcade Hangout episode number 23. I am Orange Whip, your host. Uh, we are a bunch of arcade collectors, dare I say friends, that like to do <laughs> once a week. Okay. Uh, I like to hang out once a week and just chat arcade games, the classic era for the most part, but some people get into the, the, the 90s, the fighter stuff. Um, we're going to go around the room here, get everybody to introduce themselves, and ask each of these fine gentlemen and gentle ladies um, the question of the week. And that question this week is um, actually kind of from Andrew, 34K, a few weeks ago. Um, answered this question said this might be a good question of the week, so we threw it in here. What is one piece of advice you'd like to offer the community? And we're kind of leaning this towards noobs, I guess, but um, I know there are some slash-on-the-border noobs. Um, but it can be for anybody. And actually, the one I'm going to say is kind of for anybody. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be for a noob. And let's pick a random person, and let's go, uh, let's go Chris. Who hates Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> This week, Seabart1987 <laughs> on Twitter, YouTube, and Clove. Everything except Facebook, such shit sucks. Um, piece of advice. Uh, <laughs> double check your wiring when you're doing a jam, when you're doing a harness. Because putting 5 into 12 and vice versa does not work. It makes things explode, actually. And bulls caps. So Hello. you're referring to um, part side and solder side, correct? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what end? So like, don't put like the 12 volts in the 18 where the five should go, and don't put five where the 12 should go because things break. <laughs> Thank you, Gimbo. And Gimbo from from beyond or something. How did he do that? From beyond. <laughs> it must be that missing square on the end. Uh, so yeah, don't uh, double check your wiring before you start connecting stuff. Because if one little wire's in the wrong spot, you're going to blow up. You could blow up an entire P, uh, PCB. Especially if you put the wrong voltage into the five volt rail, you could fry any one of a thousand chips on on a PCB. Especially so. anything pre jamma mm. Yeah. They're all different connections, and they had the, uh, the ground and the 12 and 5 volts could be on different sides of the, of the harness and everything. So, yeah. so always, always check your pin out and trace the wire, especially the, the incoming DC from the power supply. Make sure those are in the right spot. Otherwise, you're going to have to get a logic probe and start figuring out what chips you blew up, what capacitors, which was all four on the track and field board. Or five. And how how would you know this, Chris? <laughs> well. How, how many track and field boards do you feel? One. Thank you very much. The resistors <laughs> on that board, I'm pretty <clears throat> sure were bad when I got them. Thankfully, Adam is the god of PCBs and said, Fick, do this, and the red comes back. But, uh, yeah, I, I put uh, 12 volts down the 5-volt rail on my first uh, track and field PCB. It didn't like it. Um, it blew up a whole bunch of caps that were on the board, so uh, nothing in the audio section, because I was only getting 5 volts, but there's three caps that are connected to the 5-volt rail, and all three of them just went... That they, all, the bottoms blew out, the tops came apart at the uh, pre-break-apart lines. 
And uh, yeah, it just doesn't go well. So I got parts on order for that and to I, fix the caps. And what you did, you actually didn't even didn't even put the harness on backwards. You actually made your own harness. Is that correct? Uh, no, I had to put in. Um, I had to put an edge connector on it because I had a, a <coughs> something or other connector on it, and it wasn't compatible with the 18 to 36 uh, connector that I need for track and field. So I had to take the old one off that wasn't wired right and no shrink tubing and just had to put one on it for the Konami and solder that on. But what happened is I was soldering on the floor and I repositioned myself and I guess I didn't flip the adapter the, the uh, right way and I accidentally put it on, put on half of the wires upside down and the other half right side up. Nice. Um, Did you have, so that may be a good thing. Did you have it labeled? Parts and I didn't. Solder. I didn't label it first. That was yeah. the problem. That may be a good suggestion. <laughs> when you, when you get it and you, you look at it from the top, you'll see like one through eighteen, and then A through <coughs> D or something like that. So you skip a few letters. Label that shit as soon as you get that thing. Because if you don't and you screw it up, it's going and to cost a, you two hundred bucks. That's not even a tip for for noobs either. I mean, I I know tons of people who don't label like the solder side and the part side, I always try to do that. And I know there's a natural way a lot of times it'll go on there, but, I mean, who knows if you take it off for a little while to repair a board, it can lose that, you know, natural bend in the wires. Yeah. I have a little label make, actually. <clears throat> how much I how much I actually do it, I actually have this sitting right beside me. I have the same one. And yeah. yeah I, I, brother. I think it was Costco. Yeah. And it was uh, Staples for me. You know, you just whip, whip them off, solder parts, and away you go. It takes two seconds see, to do it. See, I like to live dangerously. I just make JAMA harnesses, and I make them all out of the same color wire. The whole thing. Uh, oh. Well, maybe the ground wire, I make it a different color, but... Yeah, the thing with, like, if you take the PCB out to work on it or send it out for repairs, it's going to have a memory, but over time, that connector might take some of the bend out of it, and you might not know exactly what way, what way is up. Because they, they'll lose, like, they'll get their memory of, like, say it's coming down and going into the PCB. <laughs> but if the PCB is out and it's just hanging down, like, if I pin these to a wall, not overnight, but after a while it will straighten out to the point where you might not know, like, okay, well, what the hell, there's no curve in it anymore. I don't know what is parts and what one's solder. So it'll be straight down. So what the, f what the hell one is it? And then you have to trace, like, okay, well, this is my 5 volts going into the PCB from the power supply. This is my 12 coming into one side. I uh, think on at least both these games, the 12 volts comes down on the part side. So you have to check to see where your wiring goes, and then label that shit when you find out which, what, which, way, which one goes on which way. And Otherwise, that's just because it's hanging there, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, gravity's a bitch, eh? Well, you know, it, it, I mean, ground is probably the easiest one to find. So, I mean, you should be able to figure it out yeah, like, based on ground, which way it goes. I mean, ground yeah, because ground's the main part of the board. Yeah, the yeah. easiest one to find. And there's going to be test points on the board or places where you can test ground because it usually wraps around the outside of the board. Or, I mean, or, or ground you just grab it off of a pin off of a chip even if you had to. Yeah, yeah need be. But, like, yeah, the <laughs> ground is usually really obvious. So check it's your ground. Because it's first. like the whole... Like, the whole PCB is pretty much ground, and then you'll be able to see, like, where the edge connector goes. You'll pretty much be able to tell that large chunk of connection is going to the edge is probably your ground, right? 
Well, yeah, I mean, like, ground is going to be, I mean, most most things are going to need to see ground. So yeah. you can find ground usually pretty easy, and ground is usually a pretty big connector on the on the uh, the harness. And for that matter, like, back from the harness, you can trace those wires and what you think might be ground and trace it back and, and see if you can find ground where it's coming out the other end. The ground, I think, is usually my reference point whenever I'm checking the harness. I'm just going to grab a board here so we can kind of point out what I was talking about. Actually, if you, if you hold your board up backwards like you just were and up to the light, you can actually see the ground all over the whole freaking thing. Yeah, that doesn't work. But, well, no, I, I know what you're saying, but, like, I'm, I was talking so about... That's, that's a, what, a versus PCB? Yeah, that's a, that's a good eye. Um, I was waving <laughs> it around. But you can see how this one trace, or this one part of the edge connector here, this trace sticking out, that is connected to this big chunk, which, yeah, you're, you're right, like, if you look on the back... If you go back to the light, that's the whole outside edge, yeah. That's the whole outside edge, so that's yeah, your... The ground is the outside edge. Yeah, yeah so that's oh. why you're talking about find a test point on there somehow. Yeah, and you can always test that with a, you know, you can plug it in, uh, the, the, the PCB even, into a harness if you think you've got a good idea of where it's going to go, <clears> and then test ground from there without actually powering it on, just with continuity on a, a multimeter. Yeah. Put this so, I mean, I wouldn't trust that implicitly, but, like, that's a good reference point to start with. Well, what, what PCBs wouldn't have that much surface area of the PCB ground? Like, is there any example you can think of where a PCB was manufactured and it didn't have that large amount of the actual board made of ground? <clears throat> uh, well, modern JAMA boards are a little bit less obvious when you're dealing with, uh, with ground. Uh, older PCBs, um, Atari PCBs um, are great examples where they... Ground is a really, really obvious one, but uh, some of the modern JAMA ones can be a little bit trickier. Um, the components are a lot smaller. You know, the, the, the boards themselves can be a lot smaller. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, like if you're dealing with a multi-PCB stack, then it may not be immediately obvious, um, as opposed to a newer board where the, the components are much, much smaller, the boards are much, much smaller, um, that might be a little bit confusing, but still, like, I mean, generally speaking, grounds would be a pretty obvious thing that you can find. And again, that's a reference. That's, that's yeah. a good starting point to figure out, like, what you're looking at. Um, that should help guide you. It shouldn't be the only decision that you make before you plug in a PCB to figure out if it's working or not. Yeah. Huh. Like the arcade SD. So you're talking about, like, <laughs> in your uh, multicon back there? That's a yeah. very small board. Oh, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, tiny, right? Uh, yeah. You look at a 16 one or any of the um, uh, the, the newer multi jamma <clears throat> boards that are out there. Well, those can be very tricky. So sometimes you can't even see the boards. They're, they're wrapped in cases. Yeah. CBS2 board, right? Yeah. So well, I've got a, that I've got a, a lot more complicated. 20 and one here that's like uh, Pandora's box. Right. All plastic casing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that could be a little bit trickier because, um, you know, it's not as obvious. But How about, like, a pack game that has, that has AC going to it? Does it have a separate AC field ground on it than a DC ground on the board? Because it's exceptional. Yeah. What was it? What was that, Whip? Well, Pac-Man <clears throat> and Miss Pac-Man boards take AC to the board. They get their different voltages from a different transformer on the bottom. 
So okay. the actual power supply, there's no like separate switching power supply. The power supply is actually on the PCB. So I was wondering if there was a separate, you know, AC field ground on that board as well as a regular DC ground because they are two different things. No, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, so I was just wondering what if it might just be the area of the power supply that that has AC ground. I don't know. Okay. Um, and going back, uh, Chance, you mentioned that uh, you wire all your jamma harnesses with one color. That one color wouldn't be purple, would it? <laughs> the uh, fucking the cab was purple. I wanted to. Oh, you set me up for that, man. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, it is. It is. So I used purple, uh, twenty-two gauge purple, and then uh, twenty gauge black for all the ground wires. And I just wired the whole thing myself. Because I mean, I. I I figured, I mean, I didn't know how to do it, and the best way to learn was to try it. So, so. it is actually purple? It is actually purple, yeah. Well, here, hold on. <laughs> well, no, no, no. So, uh, uh, Chance, uh, I want to introduce you to uh, Dave's gay brother, Glenn. <laughs> hey, real <laughs> men can here. wear pink, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, if you look, if you look, if you can see this, like, because I used, like, Molex Microfit 3 and, like, full-on purple oh, wiring through the whole thing. Dude, that's a little bit gay. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Glenn is offering you a thousand dollars for that machine now. <laughs> no, Chris, I heard you laugh. <laughs> All right, Seabart, would you like to pass her along to somebody? Uh, my dog's staring at me like I'm an idiot now. He's staring at you like you might be a little bit gay. No, she's. <laughs> I swear to God, God she's like. That. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Who are you talking to and why? Let's, uh, let's anyway. pass it on to Dave from Buffalo and his gay cousin. Glenn. Glenn. Brother. So, oh, yeah, brother. Brother. Gay brother. The gay cousin's uh, in the Sabres hat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Dave from Buffalo, uh, MACD2001 on Clov. I've got a YouTube channel with maybe 10 hits on it. Uh, Dave from Buffalo. Uh, the question, you said, um, uh, advice for the community. I experienced it today. I'll talk about it later. But if the buy ain't right, just don't buy it. I've got into that mode where I want to buy everything and go everywhere and purchase every game I see on Craigslist. And today I went to a place with cash in hand and walked away. And it's one of my grails, but I just it just wasn't right. So you don't have to buy everything. You can just. Uh, I was very I was very proud of you, Dave. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. You want me to talk about it now or later? Yeah, or? We can talk about it later. That's fine. All right. Yeah. The, no, that, don't worry about that. Let's hear about it. I want to hear about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had an interesting day. A lot of arcade stuff this week, and Brian and I had an interesting day. But uh, that would be it. You don't have to buy everything. Just uh, and if it doesn't feel right, if you think it's too much, walk away. That's uh, that's my advice. Uh, I want to pass it on to Time Runner because I'm showing UncleRico'sVan.com on the PC. Here. I was explaining to my bro my gay brother Glenn. Uh, <laughs> well, he's only, only bad. Wait, wait, did, he's did just extremely happy, happy right? Yeah, he's happy. Yeah, yeah he's just he's happy. Yeah. Well, okay. He's hammered all the time, and he's on vacation. <laughs> or out so. of vodka. And oh, he's he's definitely your brother, then. Wait, hammered? Is that some sort of euphemism? <clears throat> oh. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Let's keep it. Because that was a fucking point right there. 
No. Wait, and does Glenn need to answer the question, too? Who the fuck is Glenn? <laughs> what? <clears throat> All right. You bring a guest on the show, and then you, you introduce yeah, him to Yeah, come on. Glenn. Okay, this is my brother, Glenn, lives in San Francisco. This is the guy that my father uh, would take me and him to putt-putt golf and games. Uh, he's also in that video that's on my YouTube channel. He's the one playing Mousetrap. I kicked ass with Mousetrap. And uh, and he's the one, Carrie, actually, when you sent me the thing about Crystal Castles, oh, I, I texted yeah. him immediately. He loved Crystal Castles. I loved Crystal Castles. Holy uh, shit. I just learned this weekend Crystal Castles about the, uh, the, the warp zone in Crystal Castles on the first level. Yeah. You guys know about this shit? Yeah, you go into the middle of the castle yeah. and you jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, I I played like my third game ever of Crystal Castles and I fucking uh, some dude like walked up he's like hey dude you could get where where you just were if you just like do this warp zone I'm like what it takes you a level four yeah I didn't know yeah. how to shoot and your high score has your initials on that play field sure is that how it works oh. Oh. <laughs> these guys know the stuff. Crystal Castles right. is, is kind of fun. I haven't played it that often, but I mean, it's kind of a fun little game. I found I found Crystal Castles for Dave because I misremembered it. So I just, oh, did, did you already pick it up, Carrie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had re I I misremembered Dave saying that what he wanted was a Crystal Castles, and in fact, it's a Marble Madness again, alliteration trackball game. That's my. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I saw it, and it was. It was a good price. It seemed to be a beautiful cabinet. Um, it looked but, great. It looked yeah. good. And so I, I emailed Dave. That's what he was talking about. Like, dude, it's a, it's the West Coast, but I'll fucking meet you in the middle of the country. Like, if this is your game, I'm gonna bring you your game. Road but, trip. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll have to drive him out there. So no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in San Francisco, that would have worked even better. Although part of my evil plan was then I would have a Crystal Castles at my house for a little while. But not indefinitely, and then I would just, you know. Oh, uh, Carrie, I think you just made a New Year's resolution for me. I Ooh. need to get, I need to find a game that one of you guys have found somewhere else in the country, okay. and I'll fucking road trip to that area and fucking pick it up. That'd be a blast. That would be, yeah, that would yeah. be cool. <laughs> oh my god! So we need to for our New Year's show. We'll have to have like New Year's resolutions. I'm thinking. But next week we need to have holiday. We need to have our holiday show. I just want to throw that out there. Okay, yeah, we'll so to, that'll be the 22nd. Yeah. yeah we'll have so to figure we'll out what that is. Yes. Yeah, but anyway, sorry, I, I didn't mean to uh, derail back back to you. <clears throat> and, and Glenn. You may see him at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, how do I know you? <laughs> Gay brother. Oh, yes. All foods, <laughs> look out. <laughs> Are you actually you're in San Francisco? You're in the city? I'm in the city. Glen Park. No pun intended. Oh, sweet. Yeah, no, right? Oh, that's too funny. That's the second I'm, uh, I take, uh, I take Bart to Daly City. I'm down in uh, the south of Pacifica. But I work, oh. in, I, I work in Civic Center. So Glen Park, okay. I'm like, ooh, I'm getting close to my, to my work stop when I got to yeah. Park. Yeah. <laughs> so when Glenn is hammered and he goes to a cab and he's, hey, where are you going, buddy? And he's like, oh, Glenn. Yeah. And so they so they know they know where he's going. Is that why you picked Glen Park? Oh, oh right. Give <laughs> me a minute. Yeah, I live in my park, and yeah, it makes Uber drives and cab rides much easier when the vodka's kicking in. 
We have a brocade, but all the games are terrible there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it to- I've been there. It totally sucks. It's really they have Moonwalker, which is kind of made me smile, but everything else was in really poor shape. Yeah, no, it's kind of sad. But you think of the clientele and the sloshing beers. But yeah, yeah the choice just, of the classic games is yeah, rather poor. The, the young techies are having fun though, you know. Yeah. yeah. They're drinking they're drinking, you know, the, the nine dollar beers and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brucade. Yep. Really? They don't have anything good. So can I go now? I'm going to go, right? One, two. Are you guys fucking oh, Only if go you ahead. want to. Very local. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Mark, a.k.a. Time Runner, a.k.a. Time Runner 88 on Clove. Houston, Texas native, former Minnesotan, except I have three storage units, so I guess kind of still is Minnesotan. Uh, TimeMachineRental.com, UncleRico'sVan.com. Check it out. Um, So let's see. Advice for the community. Um, My advice, I think, is uh, have future goals for your arcade because, you know, it's going to be... You're going to have these machines for a while unless you sell them off, right? So my personal goal is is to, to have a private arcade. And, uh, you know, I raise money, uh, fundraise it with my DeLorean, and so I kind of want to have a place where I can leave the DeLorean, surround it by the arcade, and then, you know... Oh, I fundraise for Michael J. Fox. He has a, Parkins- a foundation for Parkinson's research. Um, so that's kind of cool. And, and so that's my goal is to, uh, like, get a... You know, very complete arcade, and then do private events or something like that. Um, non-profit? Non-profit uh, organization? Well, so I would raise... And this is the way I do it with the DeLorean, too. I just, uh, you know, raise money by, you know, charging for the DeLorean, and then I donate to the uh, Team Fox as the foundation. And so I, I wouldn't become my own nonprofit because I can't do Parkinson's research. I mean, uh, so it's it's more like I'm funneling it in there. Um, right, right, but a, a lot of is there not a lot of charities that are actually not doing the research, but they're just gathering the money to donate it to other organizations. Like, let's say United Way, is that what they do, or Red Cross? Probably. It seems yeah, I like. I mean, maybe if I get, um, I, mean, I should talk to my accountant about it. But ideally, you know, if, you know, the way it's working now is with the DeLorean, you know. I rent it out for the day, and then I give, you know, I, I take out my expenses, and then I donate the rest. And so, same thing, right? You rent out the arcade, although the expenses are pretty much done at that point. I think, I think just, if it was a legal entity, I think you just have, um, I, maybe Carrie can answer this, you would probably just have more recourse if someone was to sue you or something. Hmm, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, just you, you someone sat in a DeLorean and the door fell and broke their leg or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, regular insurance actually covers all that stuff. That's true. It's it's you know, and plus if your arcade's in your house, you have homeowners insurance, so it's uh you know kind of a it's all catch twenty two. I don't know. Dave's laughing. At. <laughs> the image that Andrew just put up. <laughs> oh, I missed it. I got allergies going on here. Um. So so that's. You know, that's the, the uh, you know, my, I'm missing it. I'm not seeing what's going on. That's my future goal. I got it. I don't see. Somebody help me out here. What's going on? 
You, no, you're better off. Save, oh, really? save yourself. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's awesome, though. <laughs> Don't click on anything <laughs> ever. What? It's not that. So, Mark, was that an idea you had originally? Yeah. No. No, but it's just like, just... It happened. <laughs> Sorry. Has anyone ever seen Scary Movie? Because that reminds me of Scary Movie. <laughs> the ceiling shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. My, my bad. Oh no, that's okay. It's okay. It's, we have like five hours to talk with this. Hour. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It was not originally, but you know, after I built up the arcade, I thought you know I could sort of combine the two. Plus, I think it would be cool to have the DeLorean in the middle of the arcade. Um, and plus, I would like to get like a big storage building to sort of put everything in there. And so, you know, what do you do if you have your own, you know, big kind of meeting location, uh, you know. I mean, I guess I can go in there and make it my office or something. Oh, and it, so so I actually mentioned this goal, you know, and it's still sort of in the planning phases, and, you know, I want to make it, you know, above board and make sure everybody's, you know, completely, you know, it's all transparent or whatever. And uh, But sometimes when I negotiate to buy something from uh, somebody on Craigslist, I'll say, like, you know, especially if they're, going to start yapping and talking about stuff, uh, you know, I'll be telling them about this. And, I, you know, that actually has gotten me really good deals before. Um, so so that's kind of cool. Uh, I got a 1994 Dynamo Comet hockey, uh, air hockey table and a Miss Pac-Man for 250 bucks. Wow. When I was telling this guy about my uh, idea. So that was that was pretty oh, good. Good angle. Yeah, right? So I have to follow, follow through with it now. <laughs> I mean, I've put this out on the Internet. I guess you will put this out on the Internet, so, you know. But, I mean, it's on Clove. You know, I've talked about it there. Um, I'd originally put a Craigslist ad out that uh, explained this. You know, like those people that post those ads that say, hey, I'm looking for some arcade games. You want to sell them, you know. Um, and I got completely attacked on Clove. And so I had to sort of... <laughs> Back off and, you know... Uh, Which I don't know why, because I think everybody has done that at one point, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you know, I have the track record, at least for the fundraising, so I'm kind of excited about, you know, that future goal, I guess, um, at least for my, for, for myself. I, you know, anybody's future goal can be their own, their own idea. Um, other, uh, what's funny? Other future go future goals is like, what happens if you die? Like, what do you do with your arcade? Or, I mean, obviously you'd will it to your family, right? They keep it. But you know, some people are like, well, I gotta like, I gotta make sure this one game goes to this, you know, person or whomever. You know. I'm gonna get buried in my e dot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna be buried in a tomb, and they're all gonna be surrounding me. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's not a bad idea. Just build a bonfire out of the mall and put my body in the middle, <laughs> and then just torch it. What happened? He was dying. As all the as all the claw people are going, no, hmm. not all because right. of you, because of the games burning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would make exact replicas of all the games and then do it, and then uh, would, paint them all purple. It probably still bother them. Uh, that actually is pretty cool. I like the purple. I just don't Thank know you. what you do if you. I mean, you must have the you know, constantly checking continuity to make sure you don't go to the wrong cable, right? No. Okay. I actually did label them. Oh, okay. That's a good thing. Yeah, so a lot of people, they're like, ah, oh, you've made it out of one color. What the fuck is your problem? You're an idiot. Like, uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, like doesn't it, like, exact same question. 
And I said, no, like I take a silver Sharpie marker or a black Sharpie marker, and on every single like line, I actually have marking on them. My, my 65 International Scout, all the entire wiring in the whole truck was all green. Oh, and they, man. And they just had little numbers that corresponded yeah. to the actual manual or the service manual for the wiring diagrams. I mean, I, I, ripped, all, I ripped all that shit out and put a real harness in it, but... The Oof. argument is it's cheaper that way, right? I just yeah, and for the people who are and for the people who are making it, they're never expecting people to be ripping these things apart and redoing yeah. them and rewiring them and stuff. So they just don't think that was going to happen. So nice, cool. All right, uh, Mark, yeah. would you like to pass along to somebody yeah, else? Yeah, I'm going to pass uh, to Mark. What Ma. the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mock the magic man. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. I should have clicked on that first. Okay. <laughs> I'm opening up chat right now. I'm all flustered. <laughs> Don't do she it. She looks brother. way Don't too do surprised. It. Don't do it. Like, way too surprised. Oh. That's no good. Uh, can I unsee that? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that's probably burned in the back of your retina now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, advice. Uh, just don't buy games on eBay. That's the best advice I've given. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. It's Lock always a good off, no matter what. Just always do Craigslist or network through friends. Most advice I can give. So. Nice. Did you introduce yourself? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mock the Magic Man, uh, uh, YouTube, and all that other crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to stay warm here. Okay, I'm going to pass it on. Who hasn't gone yet? Is Andrew gone? Well, he's not there now. <laughs> he's not. Whoops. <laughs> oh, he's gone. How about, how about uh, Brad, Orange? Uh, I have not gone. Go for it, dude. All right, so I am Orange Whip, um, and the only thing I'm going to plug is the Arcade Hangout. And the new audio-only podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and soon-to-be Google Play Music Podcasts. Ooh. Let's find so, the most amount of people that can hate Chance. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all, all episodes should be up on iTunes and Stitcher, so you can download them on your iPhone or your Android and listen to them wherever you are. That's, I had a lot of requests for that, so took a while, but they're there. Even um, last week's episode, which is not up as a YouTube video yet because it was almost six hours long and it literally just took a long time to render that thing out. <laughs> Whereas the audio took like two minutes, but the video, it took like six hours or something like that to render it out. So It is rendered out just before the show started, actually. So <laughs> I, I, once the show's over, I will upload last week's show onto the YouTubes. How are the downloads going on that right now? I haven't, I haven't even checked. Really? No. Well, we'll give it a few and see how it goes. I mean, the the night that I put it up um, on Podbean is what I'm hosting it on, actually, is which the the podcasting engine. Um, the first night there was already like 160 views or something like that after like an hour of putting it up. So, wow, because um, it because it advertises it on its own network, and then Stitcher actually today sent me a thing, and I think it was either on the front page or it was on like the gaming page of Stitcher or something like that as well. Um, so I, I have no idea. I, I'll look at it later and see. 
Um, all right, so my one piece of advice for this hobby would be, and, and I believe Dave practiced this today, which I'm very, you know, proud of him, is patience. Patience, patience, patience. And I don't think it is it's just for noobs, it's for everybody. People get caught up in a certain game, a game they want it, and one might come in front of them. They don't have to take that one. If it's, if it's not the price that they want, if it's not the condition that they want, um, you know, yeah, sometimes it comes up and it's just like, oh, yeah, i got to get this. But I recently had a, a thing where there was a bulk buy here locally of a whole bunch of games, and I was trying to get it basically just for one game that I wanted out of it. Is this, is this the one that, that, we, that you told me about? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, there was a, there was a bulk buy. I mean, it, it was, there, was a whole, there was a whole bunch of games, and it, and it included two Spy Hunters. And that's actually how I, I originally started chatting with Chance was about this deal. Because uh, he's in Calgary, and he was actually thinking about picking it up and shipping it or driving yeah. down and, and, and taking him back to Calgary. My buddy and I are crazy. We were just going to jump in, like, a fifth wheel and go down there and load it up over a couple of days and then bring it back to Calgary. Or bring it back to Alberta, anyway. Yes, so it's a local collector, and he he just wanted to kind of get out of everything. Most of the games weren't working. I know where he got most of the games. I know what the price he paid for the most of the, most of the games, and I was offering him, you know, substantially more, at least double what he was paying for what he paid for the games. And this is a bulk buy where none of them are working, so it should be actually cheaper. And I wanted there's two spy hunters in it, and I wanted a spy hunter, and I just like I, I made an offer of the bulk thing. Um, that I was comfortable with, and, and he said it wasn't enough, so I ended up just kind of saying, nah, I think I'm okay with this. I might see if I get another friend to help me. And then literally, like, I mean, I, I had lots of chats back and forth saying, you know, like, I can just, I'll, I'll get one somewhere else. Yeah, they might be $800, you know, in good condition, um, you know, working or whatever, but one will come across my doorstep <clears> at some point for a good price. And literally two weeks later, um, one spy hunter showed up at my door, two hundred bucks, and I got it. And I basically just I mess- messaged guys saying, "Yep, got one for the price that I wanted. What they're basically worth. It's not working, but it's two hundred dollars." Did um, Did you make a bid on the whole thing or just the games? Because I know he had the games and the no, parts and the tools. I I this was, was a pretty that, big collection. Technically, I guess big, but yeah. So he was selling like everything. Like he was even selling like a a. a I don't know what to call it, like the the big metal banding machine that you would use to clamp down. Yeah. And uh, he had like dozens of little drawers of every kind of cap you wanted and testing equipment. and Right, and I explained to him, like, a lot of that stuff, you know, if it's two, three years old, it's it's no good anymore. Yeah. Um, and that he'd be better off separating it and selling, you know, just throwing everything into a big box and just selling all the tech, tech stuff as a separate thing. You'd probably have more eyes looking at it and everything and then keep the game separate. And he eventually yeah. did decide to do that, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I did make him an offer on just the games. I said I, I refused to do it on everything else. Cause it's, uh, he had a rejuvenator. I already had, I had two rejuvenators yeah. here. I just didn't need any of that stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's it's patience. Like Stuff <clears throat> will come along. Sometimes, yep, your gray will come along, and it's the only one you've seen. It doesn't matter. Another one will come along, or as Mock says, a friend... Or you'll go to a party and the, you know a guy just picked up another one, or you'll go to a, a warehouse raid with somebody else and holy shit, there's one sitting in the corner, for the price that you want in better condition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, 
always you, you don't always have to go for it just because you see something that's available to you. Hmm. And I've done that a lot. I mean, I've got 50 games, exactly 50 games in my storage, and most of them I paid next to nothing for them. They're all they're all multiple times paid over by ones I've sold already. So. Uh, and that's just by getting them cheap. And I think even Time Runner last week or the week before was saying he doesn't pay anything more than 150 to 250 or something like that for a game. Yeah. That's also American, right? That's like $1,400 Canadian, really. <laughs> yeah, you can, take, you can take a little bit off right now. Yeah, that's for sure. Holy Christ. So like 200 Canadian for this is probably like 150 <clears throat> American. So it's it's a pretty good price for a basically a complete Spy Hunter that's not working. But the cabinet's in really good shape. So I'm so I'm glad I had. Um, no, it has board. It has board, <laughs> issue. but the board issue could be power supplies. I haven't rebuilt it or anything yet. So, see, I don't think I'll ever find a Donkey Kong Cabaret here. Like a few months ago, I was there was a guy on Clov who was talking about like looking for a price, and and I just messaged him like, look, if you even think about selling it, he was he's down in like El Paso, and I said, you know what? I don't care. I will freight it up. I'll pay everything. I just really want that game. And he got cold feet at the end, but we were talking about it on a Facebook group the other day, and nobody around here in BC or in Alberta has seen a DK Cabaret. I have never seen it. It was a decent four-board stack, too. Like, it was a nice one. I've never, ever seen one, and I don't think, from what I can remember, I don't know if any Seattle guys have one either. I mean, if they did, they might have gotten it from somewhere else. And hell, Nintendo's in Seattle, so... Yeah. I mean, there might be somebody that has one there, but that I don't remember. I've been to a lot of parties. I don't remember ever seeing one. I've never seen one personally, and I've been to well, CACs even. You know, it's funny. So I, I'm i not, like, I was willing to pay, like, 1600 American at this point, like, all in with the shipping and everything, and this is uh, a couple of months ago. Sorry, a little tangent. And he said, he kind of backed out because he wasn't ready to sell it yet. And then... Um, a few weeks later, I went and just took that money and spent it on a few other things, and uh, like I think I, I think that's part of what funded my Mario Brothers uh, and the trip to go get it, which was like a twenty-six hour round trip road trip. Wait, wait, did you say Mario Brothers or Mario Brothers? Mario Brothers. Oh wait, Jim Bodine is not here to shit on us, anyways. Oh, uh, okay, whatever. Fuck that. <laughs> I I say anyway. Mario. I say Mario Brothers. Mario. I don't know. I just Mario. 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 And uh, so then he came back to me. He's like, Are you still want to buy it? And I was kind of like, yeah, I can't now. I, I could have been a dick. I could have been like half price. <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think I'll find one in, in Calgary or Alberta or the crazy road trip. But I, 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 I like your advice. That The patience thing is a good thing. That's actually a good question. Like, what games have you never seen in your area? Because that is that is one I was actually been thinking about that for about a month ago or so. I've I never seen a Donkey Kong Cabaret ever. I didn't think I'd ever like because they had a they had a um, a Tron Disc of Tron Elemental, or Element Elemental Environmental Elemental A B C. No, they had an envi- they had a Disc of Tron Environmental uh, that down at uh, at Brofest, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and I, I I knew about that cabinet, but I never really thought and, like and Greencrest. Oh, yeah. Greencrest. Oh yeah, yeah, at Greencrest. Greencrest. There, there's a collector just just north of Calgary here who has one. I went I went to go get um my uh, my joust uh, cocktail from him uh, about a month ago, and he was telling me he had one. And I'm like I I know some people hate that game, but I think that's pretty fucking cool. I never thought I'd see one of those, so I, I still haven't seen it in person, but 
I know he has it. I've seen pictures now, but I didn't even think we'd see that. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen those like when I was a kid. I remember seeing one of those. Um, actually, the the arcade that's kind of still here. That's a fun park and mini golf place. They they had one way back in the day. I remember uh, standing inside it and playing it. But yeah, the Donkey Kong Cabaret. I've never seen one locally ever. And if you do. I'll buy it. I will buy it first and keep it in my collection. Thank you very much. That, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I was willing to throw money at it. Like, I'm like, even a buddy of mine who's not really an arcade guy, he just he remembers him from his childhood. And Wait, no. uh, why why do you want a, a cabaret? I mean, like, I, I'm a Nintendo nerd. Like, I've got, I just loved. I grew up playing Nintendo, and and for me, I like what what I wanted, what I really want, which I know I'll never see, is something early like a sheriff. Like I'm, I'm this close to to like going out to England or uh, Belgium, I think, where the other one is, and just being like, dude, here's money. Like, just he'll never; those guys will never sell those two sheriffs. I know that. Like the upright, the standard upright. But and you love that game that much, just because you're a Nintendo guy. And you love that game that much because you're a Nintendo guy. I it's I just I really like I like I like a bunch of stuff about it. Like Donkey Kong is one of my favorite all time games. And Nintendo is, like, my favorite. Like, when I was a kid, it was Nintendo or Sega. And if you were on that side, you were on that side. And I don't know, I just... All, everything, like, the classic look and feel of, like, the wood cabinet. It's rare. Like, I, I got a red tent. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm talking because my sitting on a red tent right now. And, uh, and I just... I love this red tent because it's different. It's original. It just doesn't look... Like a lot of things out there, and I don't know. I just—it's just something I can't really explain it. I, just, that's cool. I have a question: Is that the sheriff game? Is that the same as the bandits game? Bandito. Oh, Bandito. Kind of... Yeah, <laughs> sheriff. Sheriff and Bandito. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Nintendo licensed Sheriff. At what became Bandito, so I think Sheriff was only in Europe, and uh, and yeah, there actually it's funny. So uh, a guy I met on the the BYOAC forums, um, we we took this Donkey Kong. He he lives in France. We took my Donkey Kong and we measured every goddamn inch of this thing, and we made new CAD plans for it. It's the the Gaetan plans. Gaetan. I can't pronounce. I'm not French. And um, Gaetan. And I said to him the other day, I'm like, look, what do you think it would be? Because you're, you're in France. He's in, in the northwestern side of France. What do you think it would take for you to, if I, if I contact what's-his-name up in England, to send you up there so that you can just get every single inch of that sheriff, and then we can, like I got access to a CNC here in Calgary, we can just make a replica or for, the, for everyone so that everyone has it. We can make replica sheriff artwork and replica sheriff, like not to sully the, the rarity of it. So we would change it a little bit so that it wouldn't, you know, take away from the fact that those cabs are special. But just so that more people can enjoy that game and more people can, can, can enjoy, like, probably one of the earliest pieces of Nintendo original IP in the gaming world. I just think it would be really cool. You put some purple uh, cables in that? Or? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, no, you would treat the wood cables. grain. Yeah. Bright yeah. I gotta say, like, I mean, so here you are, like, a Nintendo fanboy, but you have, like, a non-original Donkey Kong that you converted to <laughs> yeah, a right? Japanese cat behind you. Why do you think fucking John hates me so much? Like, he's like, 
No, no, I mean, that just made, like, take a little bit away from your, like, Nintendo fanboy card a little bit. Well, I'm, for me, it was kind of like, I, again, like, I, I I never thought I would have more than one of these, because when I first started researching these, like, I got into it with MAME, right? Like, I, I built my, my Flynn's Arcade cabinet. I thought that was all I was going to have. That was, like, two years ago. And then I started actually, like, I found a red tent, and I found, like, a Star Castle bootleg. Oh, nice, it's a beer. <laughs> I found, like, a, a Star Castle uh, bootleg and just my red tent, and I just started going, and I'm like, I really want more Nintendo and I never thought I'd get more than just one. Because it's rare up here. I thought it would be rare to, to get them up here. So when I got it, I'm like, well, I'm not going to, A, have room for more than one for an entire row. And, B, I want to have, like, all the Donkey Kong in one place. And I want to have something different and original that no one else has. And it's mine, so fuck it. I'm going to do what I want with it. And, I, I, yeah, I'm getting a lot of flack for that, but I don't really care. I know people that, that they say they think it's the coolest, like, serious collectors who think it's one of the coolest things out there. You can always be converted back. But I, uh, just asking the question, since you you, you profess yourself as a Nintendo fanboy, but then you've got like a, a very non-original Nintendo cabinet there. Uh, you cut out for a second. What was that? Oh, that's right. I'm just just saying that like a you profess yourself as a Nintendo fanboy, but you have mm-hmm. like a non-original Nintendo cabinet there. Oh, totally. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to now have a lot of original stuff. Right. So well, we we know if we've got some extras, who to sell them to for high profits. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I go next? <laughs> who was that? Well, that was me. Uh, oh, sorry. Is <laughs> that, that that's a good segue into what I was gonna say? But no, keep. I, who was it? Was, it was me, wasn't it? What? Uh, that was chatting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going carry. What? What? I picked you last what? week. I'm doing it two weeks in a row. <laughs> yes. Um, so I am not at all qualified to discuss anything at all or give anyone advice about actually repairing shit because I yesterday I will just say yesterday I had a bad repair day. So so I'm not even going to go there. I'm going. <laughs> so like having a bad hair day, but it's not. It's a repair day. Yes, it's like that, but it's worse because it's it's about arcade repair, and that's so much more important than hair. Um. What exactly is Andrew doing with his hands? <laughs> Mine. Oh, you were like, and I was like, yeah. "What are you doing?" She's, the camera's not that you low. You obviously haven't watched the show before. <laughs> no, I missed that. <laughs> And there's always lots of this going on. Oh, okay. all sorts of shit. <laughs> Lick it and stick it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, some some of this. Some of some nipple pinching. <laughs> lots of nipple pinching, thank you, right? Um <laughs> maybe some twisting. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, before you continue on, uh, Ian Kellogg is in our YouTube chat. He'd like to know how the iRobot kit is going. Ah. Hi, Ian. <laughs> yeah, so actually part of my bad day yesterday was um, I'm, I'm about two-thirds of the way through it. Uh, and uh, so I did, I, I, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, this is kind of jumping at, should I, should I go on to this? This isn't quite answering the question, although I could maybe turn it into an answer. But I'll tell you, Ian. Um, so far, so good. It ha- I haven't 
I haven't fixed it. And my my iRobot is not um, working and not a happy yeah. iRobot. But here's what I did yesterday. And I like to think that I'm not the only human being to have ever done this. So um, I'm doing. I'm desoldering. By the way, I got a desoldering gun since I talked to y'all last time. Y'all, yay! I fucking love that thing. <laughs> oh my god! It is. It makes me happy. It's funny. The funny thing is, my border collie hates it because the vacuum noise. He, he's sensitive to noise, and he'll actually run outside. But about at some point last night, he actually fucking gave up and he was just asleep on the sofa. He's like, okay, I give up. You're just doing so much desoldering, I can't take it anymore. Because that kid is fucking huge. Jesus Christ. Uh, there's a lot of parts in that thing. And I love the way that John's video starts where he's like, Ian said this is the most, this is the most complicated thing you've done. Or this is more complicated than anything you've done before. I'm like, awesome. That's just what I need to hear. But anyway. Sorry, sorry just going to jump in. Seabart's uh, going to leave so others can, so somebody else can jump in. So... We'll, we're going to say goodnight to uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, guys. See you next week. Somebody All right, the floor is open, somebody in YouTube chat. There's a whole bunch of them that uh, Jimbo's waiting there. There's a whole bunch of guys waiting there. So, Sorry, Carrie. Who knew? That's popular. Um, and then so, there were two. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so anyway, so yes, just, I'm, just, I'm a desoldering queen. I've done all the capacitor parts, and then I'm doing some resistors and such. And... Um, and some diodes. And so what I did is I desoldered, removed. Uh, you know the board is labeled. I, I, I can tell you because it's burned in my fucking brain. I desoldered and removed C13. The problem is the part that I was supposed to have desoldered was CR13. To this to this day, right now, as I sit here talking to all of you. I still haven't fucking found CR13 on that goddamn board. But I did find C13, didn't realize what I was doing, desoldered that, because they're all really fucking dinky, and they kind of look alike to my new VR. <laughs> I desoldered it, and I had a little pile of all of the other little diodes that I had been putting there. Um, and then right after I did it, well, a few minutes after I did it, I sat down, I went to the restroom or did something, let the dogs out, something, and went back, and I went, oh, shit. So that little critter is mixed amongst the other little critters that I had desoldered that all look pretty much fucking alike. So, <laughs> so I still have to find CR13 and desolder that and put the new part on. Um, and then I need to figure out which one of those is C13, or I need to figure out what a C13 is and order it from our friend Bob Roberts or find it somewhere. Um, fuck. That was my night last night. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I feel like like. Uh, how hard is it? It's like a paint by numbers. You follow, you follow the little chart. You go. Oh, this one. This one. I was sober. Well, Ian. Ian is on right now. You might be able to ask him. Yeah, Ian. I'll. I'll let me just. Ian. I'll text him. Hi. I have to mute my mic, otherwise it echoes really bad. Oh, there you are. Hi. Hi. I'm. Uh, Trying to look, I, I have the the sheet open right now, so I'm just trying to like figure out where you are on it. So you said which one was it? C three? C thirteen. So it's uh, so it, you said C R thirteen, and I desoldered C thirteen instead of C R thirteen. I see it. 
by U1. Okay. Um, and they're all, all right next to each other, little fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I was so distraught. Like, truly, like, I woke up morning feeling like shit about myself. Like, I can't believe I desoldered C13 and then threw it in there amongst all the CRs that I'd been desoldering. So you don't do the uh, John plan of attack where you uh, you do one and put the new one in and then paint the top black and then do another desolder another one and I solder mean, it in. And... I actually do usually do one at a time, but because of my dog and he was freaking out about the desolder. Blame the dog. <laughs> Blame the dog. Yeah, the dog farted. Desoldering done, so I did actually I did a bunch of them. I did, I did like six of them. Um, while he was at, while while Dozer had run outside, because then and then when he came back in, then it was like, sorry, dude, stuck it up. But um, but I actually was trying to get the desoldering done while he was outside. It may sound lame, but it's true. <laughs> so normally I do I do I do one and then I put then I immediately put one in. Um, although honestly, I probably would have then just soldered in C13 by accident, or you know, I would have put in the CR13 in the C13 spot. It was actually it actually probably saved me the fact that I went back later and I was like, oh wait a minute, because I had to I had to look at it with fresh eyeballs because I had gotten up. I think if uh, if you look again, you should be able to spot the difference because I think C13 is just a solid color, it's like solid yellow, and everything else should be orange and black. But I've already, I've already, oh, I see from the, my little parts. Yeah, the parts that you removed and put together. C13 should be a solid yellow or orange color, and the um, the other ones will be like a transparent-ish yellow color. I can I can grab one and show you. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. Nothing looked very transparent. I, I they all kind of looked alike to me. Maybe yours was already swapped. Were you drinking and desoldering? Nope. I I ne you know what? I do not touch alcohol if I if I if I am working on my games. I absolutely You're doing it wrong. I probably <laughs> problem. I was completely sober. Um, do not do not drink alcohol while operating heavy machinery. <laughs> well, it's not like, heavy machinery. When I play, you know, some games. For a woman, it is. For a woman. Oh. <laughs> So much. Oh, yeah. no, equipment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here we go. He's showing the cap. Okay. Can Let's you see. present him? Yeah, I'll present him. One second. <clears throat> I'm trying to show. It. I don't think it's going to show up on camera, but you can kind of see it's a transparent e color. This is the diode. So find the one that's not transparent like this. I don't know if you. Can you can see there's like a little black nub on it. It's transparent. Is that right? So we didn't catch that. So, was that clear? So, so the one that so the one that's not transparent. Is the one that I that I desoldered. The one that is. Yeah, the transparent. You want to find the one that's not transparent in your pile because that's probably the capacitor. If you have a multimeter, yeah. you could figure that out that way too. Um, with the multimeter, they'll have the diode check. So if you do a diode check on a cap, you're going to just get nothing either direction. Whereas with a diode, you get something in one direction. Oh, well, tech tip right there. Yeah, but although I've been, well, I've been, I mean, I had desoldered all of those CR 
like I have like six CR things that I desoldered, and then I have the one C thirteen. Does that make sense? Because I don't know entirely what I'm talking about. I fall. I follow. I just follow. Yeah, that's fine. Um, this is not going to look exactly the same, but I mean the color's going to be similar, like that. Yeah, it's a little yellow. Um, the one that you're going to have, though, it's going to be more, like, spread out, like, with a split. But, like I said, um, with a, a meter, mm -hmm. my meter's a little bit fancy, but... Um, you do have a fancy meter. It's nice. I have a lot of fancy stuff here. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to show this easily. <laughs> but... If you do it on a cap, I'm going to do this absolutely best as I can, but it's going to be really hard. I'm sorry. Okay. That's as best as it's going to get. If you do it on a cap, uh-huh, there's nothing. The diode test does not work. It doesn't matter which way I put this. It does not work. Okay. But with a actual diode, uh-huh, you'll get something, at least in one direction. The junction um, drop. You have, your, you have your multimeter set on continuity for that? I have it set on diode test, which on a lot of meters is the same thing as continuity. Okay. So, yeah, and... You should see somewhere between, like, 0.4 and 0.75-ish. Okay. That's, that's the junction drop of a diode. That's super helpful. Hey, Ian, were we testing a diode on that chassis when it caught fire the other day? Um, <laughs> I think, no, I, I just told you just to turn the power supply on with a load, and yeah. it cap exploded. Exploded my fire alarm, just what went off. The smoke detector. I got, I got on Skype with Ian a couple of days ago so he could help me fix a, a, a U2000 chassis. And uh, we, we soldered a light bulb to the bottom for the load. And then as soon as I, I plugged it in, and as soon as I flicked, he's, he was on, like, on the camera the whole time. As soon as I flicked the switch on my power bar, all of a sudden this white smoke just came billowing out of a cap. And I'm like, can I shut it off now? <laughs> yeah, he looked on for probably, what, two minutes? And no, I'm, no, I no, think... it, was like, it was like 30 seconds. It was like a minute, and you, you kept it on the whole time, and I thought you had it turned it off already, and you're just like, um, should I shut this off now? <laughs> fun, fun fact, that board is on its way to you right now, and we'll be there in, I don't know, like a day? Let me track this. I left, oh, Ian, I left a present for you in that box. Okay, well, right there's the tube it's going to go in. Right nice. there on the messy floor, so I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I put uh, I put a present for you inside the box. Uh, Merry Christmas. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you'll see when you get the box open. So did that help you, did it help you uh, Carrie? Yes, it helps me tremendously. Thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate that. The, um, can I, can I t shall I tell you guys the other stupid thing I did last night while I was... I, had, I did two dumb things. That was one of them. Hell yeah. So, the other the other dumb thing I did, I don't, and I don't even know if it was all that dumb. It, I actually think this part might have been damaged before, but, um, hold on, let me grab my board. Hold on. But wait. 
just right behind me because, you know, I always have to I live alone. Because uh, who the hell is going to put up with this shit? So You did inform us, Carrie, that you were originally blonde, so these <laughs> dumb things that you're doing, they come as no surprise to many of us. <laughs> You're giving you're giving us gingers a bad name. What the fuck? <laughs> it's all <laughs> fake Totally fake. I'm blonde. Um, so while so you know I'm working on my board. I'm flipping it upside down. I swear carefully. And last time, so I did the capacitor portion of the cap kit, which was also just a lot of fun. God, that's just such a big cap kit. I mean, I appreciate it. I need all the right. I know. Um, it's a complicated board. It's complicated. Um, just like me. <laughs> so when I was doing the first one, I noticed that this ceramic, uh, this little ceramic creature here, had uh, had was loose. And actually, I thought, oh my god, that's it! I have solved the problem with my board. <laughs> yeah, it was not, that was not it. So I desoldered it back on. So I'm flipping it upside down and doing my work, and I'm you know do my little my dialogue. Um, and then at some point last night, I discovered that. That this came apart. Resistor. So, oops. Yeah, can you see the the, the wire? So it's I I will note. I would like you all to note that my soldering a little, job. A little bit higher, Carrie. <laughs> it, was, it was hiding oh, behind all our. Yeah, it was hiding behind our, our camera feed. Yeah. So, yeah so, so the wire came out of this this little ceramic creature. There we go. So Ooh. I broke that too. That was my night. You know, I've seen I've seen a few of those those components where they're actually squished right down to the board, so they're not this giant white brick of death just floating a meter over the PCB. Right. <clears throat> yeah, but they're supposed to be they're but supposed yeah, to be that high because that's how they resonate the heat out. They're not yeah, I figured that's they're not supposed to be a part like that. So I have to get no. a new one of these. I think. Right. I mean, that's fucked. I fucked it up. I fucked up my board. Uh, it's just a piece. That's not a big deal. That yeah, and you know, I figure in in the grand scheme of life, this one is this is not one of the bigger issues. It's a pisser, and I felt like I'm supposed to be fixing things, not breaking things. <clears throat> and when when you do go to replace it, as Chance has said, don't don't think you you want to put it down further against the board. You do want to have it elevated like that. Yeah, bit be, be up high. In fact, it's toasty underneath. If you can, I don't know how well my yeah. here. Oh, you yeah. can. It's nice and toasty underneath there. So um, that's yeah. a good tip. That's a good noob noob tip for or anybody's uh, little piece of information. Don't ever do that with resistors that are floating high. Don't think you need to put yeah. them down low because they're supposed to be keep, up high. Keep bad. Oh, I thought you were going to say, Brad. I thought you were going to say, don't break shit. There's, there's, there's <laughs> don't, don't listen to chance. Yeah, <laughs> don't come. Can I quickly interject? Do you have the original Amplifone monitor in your iRobot? I do, yes. Okay, then you might... It's the disco, you might, it's the disco monitor. It's okay, yeah, that resistor is just there on the um, ISO transformer for the monitor. So it may not be required anyways. It's 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 really there in case the monitor's not on. Really? Oh, interesting. Um, it's just uh, maybe... Um, Maybe someone else will know what I'm talking about. It's just a load resistor to keep the power supply from being uh, over-voltaged. Uh, well, and it's interesting, though, that this is, that it did get all toasty like this. I love that I get to show you guys my board. 
Once you got it slid out of the cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're bored and we're riveted. <laughs> yeah. Different cage, thank God. Um, so, th so in other words, this might not be a huge. Although I still need to replace. I still need to get a new piece. I mean. Yeah, that was my night. It was not a good night. Um, I, I, I might have to go here real soon, so while I'm here on the mic with you, um, when you're all done with that, I think I forgot to put it in the instruction notes again, because I had to redo that uh, a couple times. Um, you can't test that board outside of the cabinet. Okay. So once you're all done, um, you're pretty much forced to just stick it in the cab and try. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you. And actually, while I have you here, I'm so sorry. This so is like. <clears throat> so I actually did have a question because there's, um, I think it was C6. So there's these two blue capacitors here, um, and there's, there, yeah. So and then and there's two large caps in the um, in a baggie that actually aren't labeled. It's the only thing it isn't labeled, and I'm, I'm it's because they're those guys, and there's not a really good way to label them. Okay, uh, that's what I thought. I f kind of figured, but while you're here, I thought I'd ask. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. All right. Ugh. It's like having your own personal tech person on the show. Yeah, it's awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for asking about in the chat. I love that uh, that you had had remembered that I had gotten that and had been working on that. I talked about getting halfway through. Um, he probably doesn't send too many packages to somebody named Carrie, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, many, I don't know how many iRobot cap kits you do, but... Uh... Surprisingly a few. Nice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to playing the game again and getting it working. Um, and, when, and when you do, we expect Andrew to fall on his ass again. Right! I know. <laughs> I might even arrange that. Sweet. <laughs> Ian, did you, before I go, since you, I know you have to leave soon, did you want to answer the question? What's, what, what advice do you have for the community? Learn how to use a multimeter correctly. That's got to be my biggest one. So many people don't know the difference between AC, DC, and continuity, and all of that. I think that's the biggest one, and I see a lot of very early beginners in this making the mistake of trying to measure like a power supply with an AC voltage and thinking, oh no, I don't have any voltage to my board, or something like that. It's really simple. Uh, probably no one here has that problem, but I get a lot of emails with stuff like that. And it's kind of hard to, to answer the email because I don't want to insult somebody thinking that they did it. They just measured it wrong. Yeah. You're just saying that because I called you the other night because I was afraid of blowing something up. No, I've had many people email me <laughs> saying my power supply doesn't have any power. And we'll go through a long chain and eventually I'll just ask the question, did you ma measure it on AC or DC on your meter? Oh, there's a difference. Yeah, there is. Idiot. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look at Joe didn't even have a... Joe from Arcade Outsiders didn't even have a multimeter for many years before he got one. Like, he had a lot of games and didn't even have a multimeter. You mean like Jin, uh, Joe Sangadia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he also thought that um, 150 millivolts was 150,000 volts, and he thought he blew up his food fight. 
<laughs> oh, we need to have more little gossip pieces like this. About, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that you might be that might be a good that might be a good show title right there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody sling your dirt. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for that. Thank you so much for, for helping me and giving me some advice on this. I, I appreciate it. I'm feeling better about, about proceeding. And like I said, I woke up this morning just like, uh, like I, I, as many of the people know who have listened to the show, I feel a certain sense of responsibility with the iRobot. And when it arrived, I, I just did a little silent prayer to the arcade gods. Oh, please, please let this game work and you get what you resist. And uh, there we go. So, so thank you. I'll keep you updated and let you know how it goes. Uh, so my, so I will not get. So for my my little bit, I will not give you any kind of arcade repair related advice, like helpful things like multimeters and and um, and labeling things. Um, I'll take the what might be kind of the girly way out and say that my bit of advice I think would be to really know when you're getting into this hobby um, is to know yourself and know your limits. So, and I say that in terms of I've come to realize that, for example, I, I need to be too busy in life. I like having ridiculously long to-do lists. I like having lots of projects around. But for some people, I think it, that causes a level of anxiety that they're not comfortable with. When you're looking at what your next step is, if you've been buying a game and doing repair and doing, do you want to take on a project that's a build? Um, do you want to do you want to get games that are working that you're going to feel confident or you know pretty bulletproof? How many games are you going to get? Realizing that they're 30 plus years old and they're likely to go awry at some point. Um, just to know who it is and what your personality is, to recognize that. Um, I can see where someone ends up in a place where it it's more of an anxiety provoking sort of a thing. Um, Instead of a fun hobby, it's, hey, I don't feel like I can play my games until I get this fixed perfectly. And if that's the case, then um, for anyone who heard that, I'm sorry, Firefox wants me to, to, to download an update. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Fire, Firefox, you're just going to have to fucking wait. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I, I, think, I think Dave from Buffalo gets anxiety about trying to find a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And here I am trying to help him unsuccessfully, sadly. But uh, but yeah, so that would be my advice: is to look at who you are, how you, and how you deal with it. Because having these games is kind of like having a pet. It's not as high maintenance as a dog, um, but it's you know it's it's kind of like it. There is maintenance involved, and before you jump in, think about what meshes with who you are as a person and what your comfort level is. So there you go. Um, um, so I'm trying to figure out who hasn't gone yet. I know Andrew hasn't gone, but I don't think he's here. Are you here? No. Um, Andrew's there. Oh, is he? I can't see him. I don't think cousin Brian has gone yet. Okay. Well, let's let's go cousin let's go cousin Brian. Chance is pointing to himself. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, Jesus, right? Oh, I can't. 
Stand, I, I can't can... forget that you guys can see me when I do stupid stuff. Yeah. So Chance, that's it. Our new our our new resident bad boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you know, you've been advertised. And uh, sure. And and apparently you owe us some dick pics. Just saying. I sent I sent that Dick Clark pic on the oh that was on the other window. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's yeah. an old dick. You know, That's an old floppy deck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate. Unless the rigor mortis is set in, in which case then it would be a very, very stiff dick. But only I think he's all. This was this you know was Chase's dick pic right enough. here. <laughs> yeah. He looks so happy. It would be. I, you know what? I honestly, I think he's been dead long enough that now he's all bone. Yeah, I was gonna say. But I'm bone. The rigor mortis. We have bones, and now we have all bone. Come on, someone do someone do the fetish boy. Nobody. Right. Hello, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> it is a nice dick. <laughs> <laughs> really, a, 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 a famous and historic dick. Yeah, they never changed the look over time. Anyway. <clears throat> no, mortal dick. Mm. <laughs> Not quite immortal, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, not in that sense. Then we go back to the rigor mortis and the and the and the boating and the float. This just went like off the rails. Like <laughs> this is normal. Oh, okay, yeah. So, did you? Who did you pass it to, Carrie? I don't even know who. who okay. ever... Before you pass it, I want to ask you a question real quick. Before I forget. <laughs> who are you asking? Dave. I want to know if that if that whatever happened with that whole eBay thing. Oh, oh yeah, from a the few Florida weeks back. deal. Wow, that was in Florida, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, cousin Brian and I. There was uh, for those of you who don't know, there was an eBay auction, and it was I happened to just be looking at eBay while we were on the hangout a few weeks ago, and there was an eBay auction. I, I think the minimum bid was like. 2500 2500 and it was for 12 games in Florida. And it was uh, like two Robotrons, a Punch-Out, a Phoenix. Two, two centipedes. Two a 720. Centipedes, a 720. Uh, Circus Charlie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? <laughs> the, the 12 games, and we happened to be... Looking at it uh, right on the hangout, I looked, found it was twenty five hundred dollars. So right away in the morning, I talked to my cousin. I'm like, let's go in on this thing, but we got to figure out a shipper because it's going to be, you know, we're in Buffalo and that's Florida, and we kind of set our limit at like thirty seven hundred, I think, for the uh, for the max bid we would do because we actually or Brian found a shipper. That would do it for twelve hundred. He did one of those auction uh, shipping sites, like Shipping Wars or whatever. Right. Yeah. You ship. Yeah. The guy was gonna. Uh, Brian, what was it? Yeah. You ship. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy was gonna do it for twelve hundred. So we were kind of just. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like writing down all the. All right. We'll keep this. We'll keep this. We'll keep this. Sell this. All right. All right. Thirty seven is our cap. And uh, because it was twelve hundred in shipping. There wasn't shipping involved, you know. Then it would have been different. But the auction ended up going for, uh, I think, forty-three hundred. Forty-three hundred. Yes. So we we were down to the wire. What was it? 
4,400. We were down to the wire, kind of, uh, I'm like, there's no way, it's going to go more than that, and uh, it just, it wasn't worth it for us. Uh, I mean, it was crazy talk anyway, but we were kind of excited about the whole thing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep the Robotron, but then, like, all right, the math doesn't work. Oh, there's a Gyrus, a Missile Command, and a Broken Battle Zone. So there's 12 games, and I'm like, all right, if we do all this, I'm doing this for, like, a Gyrus. And uh, I wanted to keep a Robotron, but, like, just doing the math with the shipping didn't work. Like, I'm gonna, we're going to have to sell the Robotron, sell the games that are worth money to get our money back. And, like, I wanted the 720, and it was just uh, so we passed. Yeah, we, we didn't we didn't do it. It went went for more than the 2500 all day long, but not for 44 with the shipping. Did you ever um, go under clock on assets? Echo. Echo. Mm-hmm. Claw, claw, claw. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm hearing the echo. Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> doobie, doobie, doobie. Hello, yeah, it's gone now. Someone muted themselves, I think. Uh, did you ever go into Clav and just put up a post and see if anybody had picked that up? Actually, Zol- uh, Zoltan did because I sent him the link. And he was trying to talk me out of it during the day, like you're crazy, <laughs> like like what are you doing? And uh, he's like, well, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I I forgot to look at the thread. I don't think it got any hits. Just wondering. I'm like, somebody local will just buy that just to get the 720 or or whatever and the Robotron, and it's uh, it was just the shipping that killed us. It was yeah. I mean, you could get rid of the other stuff and if you're just if you're local and you wanted the seven twenty and uh or, or Robotron just pick the best of the two and you know just what would you want to pay for it but with the the distance was that was the problem. Uh but it was crazy because you know I'm, we were doing the hangout and I'm texting uh, Andrew I'm like holy crap look at this. Like it was just a it was just up like for I don't know and not long. I'm like wow this is twelve games in a storage unit. And I did, I did, I did uh, send the guy an eBay message. Like, did you have any more picks of the games? And uh, he's like, no, that's all I got. Oh, and I asked about the 720 because I'm like, all right, you said it, he said it didn't have a power cord. I'm like, well, how did you test it? It was working. And he goes like, well, we plugged it in and it was working, but then when we pushed it back, you know, it was a tight fit and it just ripped the cord off. <laughs> that was his answer. Like, yeah, it worked. Well, we pulled we pulled him out to take the pictures, and then you know tested everything just. To make sure you know, see what worked and what didn't, and when he put push it back, and and the deal was like like Brian wanted the punch out, so we were just trying to do the numbers, and it was just uh wasn't gonna work. Um, a lot of good games. Yeah. Cool. So happy. Well, let's pass. I think it was Chance. Yeah, we got carry off. Sorry, oh, Carrie left. <laughs> yeah, I think she was passing it on to Chance. So. Go ahead, Chance. Introduce yourself. Oh, hi. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it was Chance. She went to go get a drink. I was need a refill BRB, it says. Are you, like, okay. I'm, yeah, go for oh. it. Introduce yourself okay. and then answer the question. <clears throat> I am Chance Johnson, a.k.a. Chance KJ, pretty much Everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google Hangout, uh, Google, yeah, everything. Um, yeah, so the question, uh, advice, just just one piece of advice. 
That's it. One piece. It's a two-parter. Okay, don't be a dick. Uh, I think that's kind of the general piece of advice. Don't be a dick. Like, there are so many people... Like, I remember when I first started in the hobby a couple of years ago, um, I started on the, the, the build-your-own forms, and I feared going on Clove because everyone was like, oh, they're just a bunch of, like, dicks, and everyone's a jerk, and it's like, you're going to get screwed, and... And I, I actually finally got on there about a year ago, and I was like, yeah, this isn't really that bad. And then it turned out that, you know, I was just given a perception that I followed. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't be a dick. And I think in, in part that also translate, uh, translates to test your shit before you sell it. Uh, I, I made that mistake once. Actually, I think, TR, didn't I sell you something? Hmm. Didn't I? I'm trying to think who I... Some, at one point in time, I traded a versus board and a Castlevania to somebody who had a DeLorean. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> One of those other guys. One of those other DeLoreans. Other no, 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 because there's somebody, there's, somebody who has a, there's somebody else who has a DeLorean. That well, I there's don't definitely have. more than one person with a DeLorean on Clove. No, okay, who's the, who's the guy on Clove that has the two oh, DeLoreans? He has the Wild Gunman. The Wild Gunman. I'm pretty sure yeah. that was him. And I felt, okay, so I had, it was a versus board, and I had, because I had just bought my Red Tent, my first one, and it was one of those stories where I think I just know I paid too much for it. It was my one of my first games, and um, so I had a, a spare versus board. I had I had like three or four versus boards, but I I wanted some some funding and I wanted to get some some parts, so I wanted to do a trade. Um, so I got rid of a Castlevania daughter daughter board, and in part of the deal I put a versus PCB in it, and uh, I sent it off to the guy, and he he sent me like a metric shit ton of of Donkey Kong and Nintendo parts which really helped me out. And he ended up getting the board. I thought it was working. I, I, I seriously did. I put it in my, 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 uh, my red tent, and the sound came off the one side, but I didn't have a game in the other side. So essentially what I sent him was a versus board where the audio only worked on half of it, and I was like, oh, I felt like such, I felt like such a dick. Um, so I guess you know, accidents happen, but don't intentionally be a dick. Like... We we have too many people, especially in, in our neck of the woods, that dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Jimbo's on. Jimbo. There's there's too many people like in in Alberta. Or maybe maybe some of you can can relate to this, but I know in Alberta we've got way too many people who who go on our version of Craigslist, which is Kijiji, and they'll find a game for like two three hundred bucks. They'll buy it. They'll there's one guy in Edmonton who does this, buys it strips out the monitor, strips out the arcade, all the artwork, puts a fucking 60 in one in that and sells it for 1800 goddamn dollars. Like that's that's dick mode. Like there's cabs that I could have drove driven and and bought and saved just to save so that he's not being a dick. Like just common sense. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> so don't don't watch a classic. Don't no fuck off. <laughs> I, I know where that's like going. Like a Donkey Kong, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Don't make, don't make a purple Donkey Kong. No, what I'm saying, you can do it, but just don't sell it to somebody. Um, but I know. I just love that story. People. There are too many opportunistic. There, well, but that's the thing. Like, there are people that want to legitimately get into this hobby. There are people that legitimately want to. Um, uh, w want to, to 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 play video games and and people that didn't think that you could own these things and like we've got we've got a company here in town uh, and I'm not afraid like SML they're a, they're an Alberta company 
and like their their prices on their used games, like they had like a theater of magic pinball machine that was nowhere near mint condition for like almost nine grand Canadian. I mean that's like five bucks American. I get it, but still, it, it, they're they're just being opportunistic for the dollar, and and there are some some good collectors out there who who will will take advantage of that, and I, I just think that's really sad. So my advice is just don't be you you get into the hobby. Whether you're already in it or you've been in it a while, just be nice. Don't be a dick. And if you if you are wrong and you weren't intentional, own it. Like be, you know, own up to it. So. I, I don't have a problem with companies being like that. And I mean, no one's more expensive than John's Jukes in Vancouver. Oh, I've heard. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's when a collector does that that pisses me off. Mm. When a collector all of a sudden thinks, oh, this game, you know, the game on Exodus list is two hundred. And you know, locally, oh yeah, they're going for four fifty, and he thinks it's worth nine hundred. And yeah. at some point, somebody buys that game for nine hundred dollars. Now, all of a sudden, that's the going rate for that game. Well, you know, you know and what? It it's just, funny. Shit because... just gets out of hand when when that happens, and that's why that's what my thing was patience. People yeah. don't need to buy shit when it's that expensive. Wait, and it'll either come well, down you know, or you'll find another. What was funny is I I wanted I needed some red tent parts. There's a lot of echo there. Um, I needed some red tent parts the other uh, couple months ago. That's you, Dave. And uh, there was an eBay auction going. Oh yeah. Oh, and uh, I I just didn't really care, and I just started throwing money at it, and I don't. It I I think I set a new record for a pair of like fully populated red tent panels. And I I like I didn't care. I needed the parts. I wasn't gonna wait. I didn't feel like having patience, and like. The month after that, there were people on Clove with way shittier panels in way worse condition, missing stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this one went for three hundred dollars for one panel, so this I'm, I'm going to sell mine for two fifty. It's like, ah, like this 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 collector on collector crime is making me sick. We we there's a there's a guy here in town, is a buddy of mine, Josh. We we've actively I I don't know if he's gonna get mad at me saying this but we we've actively started trolling people on Kijiji who post like twenty five hundred dollar like Galagas and and Pacmans that are just trying to like I know there's somebody out there that'll buy it but it's gonna be some house mom who who housewife who doesn't know what they're buying and trying to like surprise their husband for Christmas and they're getting screwed you know so it's just like ah it sucks like. I get it, but don't be a dick. <laughs> so his pro advice is don't be a dick. That don't doesn't even be, be in, the, in the arcade context. That could just be a great, great life. That's, that's anywhere. Right? Yes. Thank you very much. Don't don't be a dick. You can have and a dick. Say, don't be a dick. Yeah, and don't say you're not going to be evil and then go and be fucking evil anyway. Google. <laughs> No, it, does, it, it, it doesn't really change anything if you say you're not evil. It's like when somebody says, well, you know, no offense intended. Like, okay, that really doesn't actually help. Just, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Carrie, you can also not have a dick and still be a dick as well. Well, you can. <laughs> what am I? Be, not have a dick, be a dick. Yeah. Or a bitch or a cunt. All of those work. C. Yeah. Bart's in the YouTube chat. He says, show title, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Dick, yep. Show your dick. Don't be a dick. Ooh. <laughs> I, 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 yes, indeed. I vote for that. 
All right, Chance, um, would you like to pass it on to somebody who has not gone, which is Andrew Has anyone ever said no to that? Brian. You don't have a yeah. choice. Yeah, then I just fucking kick you off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so wait, who, who, who hasn't gone yet? Andrew, Jim Bodini, and Brian. Gak? Gak hasn't gone, right? Yeah, Gak okay, and yeah. Brian. Okay, I, I got I to go here soon in probably about 20 minutes. So I'm, I'm going to send it. I really want to hear from Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I actually have a follow-up question, which came out of your your uh, talk, which is like, I think we ought to talk about Boyack. About what? And their perception uh, about a uh, build your own arcade control forums oh, and okay. their perception. I've never of heard it called that before. <laughs> that's like that's like and not KLV. Yeah. Okay. Because this was online. You guys were debating this. I I I say as a newbie, I say Clob. And BYOAC. That's where I came from. Uh, build your own arcade forums. That's where I started. Same. Yeah. Well, you're a meme lover, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the perspective of, of, of Boyack uh, and what their perspective is on, on what CLOV is and what CLOV stands for is skewed. And I think that they're... And maybe we can just answer this fucking question right now, which is that, like, Boyack's perspective is that CLOV is a bunch of assholes, but <laughs> CLOVs are purists. We're yeah. trying to preserve these fucking games, and Boyack guys in the past... Now, I'm saying that's yeah. changed. Some of them. That's changed in the, the, the somewhat recent couple of years where they have started building, they were actually building their own cabinets instead of yeah. bastardizing our classics. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're just building cabinets. They're building monstrosities. Like, we're talking 60-inch screen TVs with yeah, eight players and eight buttons per stick. Fucking let them really do that. Talk. They're building that shit from yeah. scratch. So I have no problem with that. So I think Klob's yeah. problem classically has been that Boyack people have been fucking up our classic arcade games that were, by definition, a restoration and preservation community. Yeah. Yep. And turning into main cabinets. And I think that's the animosity. Yeah. Now, before I tell you I completely agree with you, I'm going to just let you know that this is being buried with me, so nobody has to worry about getting this from me and having to strip the fucking paint off it. Because that's my... <laughs> Right, um, and and if not, I'll burn myself. I'll I'll burn it down with me. But that's mine. That's not going anywhere. So, and, but I agree. I agree. And I, I I agree with Andrew that yeah, that it's it's good that a lot of them now kind of realize due to forum posts that you don't you don't you know spray paint a uh, food fight black and you know yeah. make it into a main cabinet. But on the, on the good side of that though, a lot of people get into the hobby. By just starting out by having a main machine. I mean, look at uh, Greg from Arcade Impossible. That was his first thing he got. Yeah. Look at him now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was the same with me. Like my, I, I wanted, I wanted Simpsons, and like SML, our local dealer, wanted to quote me thirty five hundred dollars for a beaten up Simpsons cab. So yeah. I'm like, well, how can I, how can I do this myself? So I mean, I, I made sure when I built my main cabinet that I didn't use like Tron joysticks and a bunch of like. NOS parts from from other games that collectors could use to restore things. Like I didn't want to hurt as 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 John Jacobson said. He's like this this my arcade cabinet, my main cabinet doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. You know? So I mean that's I think that's the root of a lot of the animosity that Boyack has against Club 
is that cloud people have no fucking tolerance whatsoever for people bastardizing or damaging classic games or any of that shit. So yeah, so you're gonna get a lot of crap from someone on on, on cloud who's like, look what I just fucking did to you know this uh, really yeah. awesome you know space duel or like classic game that's been like fucked up and turned into a a, a main cabinet. So yeah. Well, so, I'm gonna... I'm going to quote something that just showed up in the Google thing here. It says, you can be both a CLOV guy and a BYOAC guy. You just got to use common sense and be sensitive to both communities' principles. I completely fucking agree with that. Oh, fuck off, Sam. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but seriously, that's a good point. So so what are are Boyack's fucking principles? I mean, their principles are build your own game to enjoy it, right? Yeah, just do, do what you want. And that, right, that's the thing. There was this big, like, right. bullshit that went down on Boyack the other day, or a couple of months ago, and they're, like, ragging on people for their design choices. And it's like, you're not, you're not adding to that community. With them, it, some of them, there's a purist over there that think a joystick can't be angled, that think that you can't use a 60-inch screen. Fuck it, it's their dollar. If they want to do it, go for it. You know? Well, and they had their own problem with that, so. Well. I mean, it's, it, is, it is the same thing with people on club, though. I mean, it, we there was a, an argument or something that happened down in Seattle, and I mean, if a guy pays money for a game, it's his fucking game. He can literally do whatever the hell he wants with it. But oh. you don't. But you don't have to expect everybody else that's in that community to like what you're doing. Right. Yeah. You better not be posting it to like the public forums and like looking for accolades when you're doing something which is clearly <laughs> against the spirit of the the forums you're posting on. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think this never made it on Claude? Well, that's why I did that. <laughs> I knew I would have get gotten fucking roasted. Like he posted, on, he posted on John's forums though, and most of John's guys are purists because John's a purist. Oh, but that was just to fuck around. Like I was just having fun. So. <laughs> and, now, and now it's on here with millions of people that watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. More people are gonna be pissed. <laughs> Bend over and spread your cheeks. Shiz Whip, please blackout chances game in the background. Yeah. Prepare your anus. <laughs> no, I'm I'm honestly let me let me put it this way. I'm really proud of this thing. Cause like I it taught me so much. Like fixing this and changing it. Wow. But no, like but like going through and having to learn like so much about what Nintendo did to make their parts and how they built their cabinet and and going through every fucking inch of this thing made me want more and, and made me want to do it right. And and so, like, so this, this Mario Brothers on the other side, this thing's going to get the 100% restore. Right, so you're not going to jamatize that bastard, right? Oh, fuck no. This thing, this thing is going... <laughs> Sorry, that was like, a setup. Yeah, no, I got it. But, like, this thing, this thing, like, I'm, I'm going to try for... This is why I put this one on Claw, because I'm, like, I'm going to try for perfection. Like, one of the arcade... Uh, I, I need a new CPO for it. And uh, one of the one of the arcade graphics printers, uh, who shall go nameless because he's he's doing his bit to to make it right, um, but it's more of a popular one. I, I kind of rolled the dice and just went and I bought a repro from them because I was told that their repro was was pretty solid, and I got it back from them. And like the if if you uh, if you look at like the the top of the Mario Brothers controller. Oh, it's not even. Oh, what? It's not a wide body. No, no, no. This is I found this like this in Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Fuck off. You, you had our respect until we realized What's, that it's not a wide body. Yeah, how can you tell yeah. easily if it's a wide body? The, uh, the, the speaker's speaker, in the middle. The speaker is. Oh, it's in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so 
Wait, so it's, not even, it's not even an orange conversion, even. Ah, no, no, no. This, this was a best I can tell. This was a Popeye because it's only got three holes on each side for the monitor bracket, so it was never a, a, a vertical monitor. Wait, is it plywood um, or a particle board? It's it's American. It's a particle board cabinet. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So the the uh, yeah, I guess. Hey. Now that I know like the differences between like the, the 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 Japanese ones and the American ones, I really, in retrospect, wish I would have fucked this one up rather than like taking this one through the the grinder. But but yeah, so the speaker grill on the wide bodies is right in the middle. So and, and it doesn't have the yeah, it's it's, it's wider by like by like a couple of inches. And they're they're orange unless someone fucked with it. And, and it has um, two sets of uh, controls on it. Yeah, and the, the... Well, that has two sets of control. The control panel's up higher off the ground, too, I think. Yeah, and the uh, and the coin door looks more like a classic coin door, or one of the more general coin door, not the classic Nintendo coin door. Um, more, more like an like an R-type. So if you're becoming more and more of a purist for Nintendo stuff, is there a possibility like that, that purple <laughs> thing would eventually be turned into a real machine? No, I, I, I like it this way. And again, that's that's my little paradox, is that I... I'm proud of what I did for myself for this. Would, this would taught you, me so much. How about would you ever make a, a self-made cabinet and move it all into that and then turn that one back into a original? No. Okay. That's a question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would much rather keep it... I'd much rather keep it that color. Like, you know what, there was there was a guy... No, no, I meant mean, uh, build your own cabinet and painted that color and put all the stuff into it to preserve like, the like a, like a repro, Like a repro Nintendo cabinet? Yeah, and keep the original Japanese cabinet. You know, I, I, I definitely could, but at this point I've done so much work, and at one point I turned into lazy, so... I was just... Turned into lazy. Yeah. I'm yeah, no, like I, I, like I said, I get a lot of flack for this, but it, it, it taught me so much, and I really love what I did with it, and it's mine, and I paid the dollar, so... Okay. You love it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people come over, and they like it, too. Does it does it have a CRT in it, at least, hopefully? It, it is it is a fully restored 20 Easy. All right. In fact, just, just, just to point it out, like, there was a lot of things when I made choices on how I wanted to do things. I, I actually used... You know, uh, on the bottom of a Nintendo control panel and throughout, like, even on the Nintendo coin doors, they have these little tiny, well, I've, got, I've got some here, they have these little tiny uh, plastic, you know, wire holders that uh, that kind of hold the wires down. Um, I had to restore them because they were all shitty uh, on the control panels. All the control panels I got were either beat to hell and whatnot, so I, I, I had them all powder-coated and cleaned up and stripped and fixed. Um, but like these, yeah, I got some here because I'm redoing the control panel. These little guys here, um, I figured I could have found white. Um, oh, you bend uh, those over. Shrink wrap. Hold the wire. Yeah, these 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 hold the wires down, right? Yeah. So I I meticulously like I did I had about twice this much, um, but I meticulously went through and cleaned every single one of these up and scrubbed the crap off them and put you know, brand new tape on them, but just so it's kind of like an evolution of what it was for this cabinet, because these are what I have left over for it, um, I made them black instead of white. You know? So, like, the, the power the, the power block in that thing has a switching power supply in it, because, you know, I, I, you know, I built and wired myself, and it's just for JAMA, and I didn't want to, I did not want to fuck up uh, a Nintendo, which I've got, I've still got the Nintendo uh, power block and the power supply and all that stuff. And now that's a backup piece 
for this, but I, I know that's a rare part, and I did not want to fuck that up too much. So there were certain things that I would wreck, and there were certain things I want. Honestly, I could I could take and and spray paint this that same tropical blue, you know, and go back to it if I wanted to. But I tried to stay like a modernized upgrade of the original. I don't know. Let's, let's talk about the buttons. Uh, the buttons are all original <laughs> Nintendo buttons. And the joystick. Uh, yes, I, I I pride myself actually on on trying to find. Oh God, we uh, haven't seen the control panel. Yeah, this this is just a piece of paper. Actually, um, the the actual CPO uh, came in the art package a couple of days ago, and uh, on on Boyac uh, Lucian zero four five Brad Bowman does all my all my printing for all of my projects, and uh, so he's just he's working on on doing some reverse printed marquee work for me and whatnot. Um, but uh, he actually did this too. But like I've got a, a my collection of like Nintendo buttons and Nintendo parts and. And just Nintendo cab parts that I try to save where possible and trying to clean up buttons. But these are all original Nintendo parts anywhere I can find them. Um, and then I'm even I'm even redoing uh, the the cardboard bezels uh, to spec. Um, minus I put this is for a friend of mine, so I actually just wrote on the back up and back so he could get it right. Um, but I'm just trying to restore them as back to normal as possible. And then as soon as I'm done this, I'm gonna fix this guy up. Back That's the joust you're talking That's about? That's the joust, yeah. Cool. Um, I got that, and I got a joust uh, board set um, from another local collector. So this is going back in here, and I had to find reproduction buttons and, and reproduction sticks because finding joust joystick assemblies is uh, for the uh, cocktail is like pulling teeth. Um, and I found like a NOS, I got a NOS manual kit and stickers and everything with this. So that's, it's a slow evolution back to going to original parts where possible, but yeah. Cool. I'm curious, uh, Gak, you were, you were asking him if he had a CRT in it. Uh, so at least yep. you have a CRT in it. Now that it's an easy 20, would you say, hey, that easy 20 could be used in an actual Nintendo cabinet for restoration? Or are you still okay with uh, that being the CRT that's in there, not like a G07 or something? You're asking me this? Or else, well, you're you, you asking me it, this. Yeah, it was the one that asked the, the principle of this was to have, like, because I wanted to play Donkey Kong how it was. And unfortunately, I didn't have access to an actual Donkey Kong board set. I couldn't find one. It was ultra expensive. And I knew I wasn't going to have a whole row of them. So I'm like, if I'm going to at least get this, I'm going to put the original Nintendo monitor, original Nintendo buttons. I wanted to see what, like, the $40 of button fad was all about. And original Nintendo stick, I wanted to do as close as possible. And and I ended up, you know, falling on an, S, an arcade SD, so at least I could get all the Donkey Kong games, so that was a concession I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, a DK board should be cheaper than an arcade SD, no, normally. Not the way I got my, my arcade SD was free, so... Yeah, that's what I said, normally. Normally, yeah. Your arcade SD was free? Yeah. I, tra I traded something for it a while ago. It's a long story. But um, the, the point is, is that this is as close, minus the board and the power supply. And technically, I guess, the wiring harness, which you wouldn't know any different. This is as close to a Donkey Kong. Originally, the feel and the play of a Donkey Kong mm -hmm. as possible. Right, I, I'm just asking, I was just asking Gak, because, yeah, we like to see a CRT in any game, even if it's a main oh, yeah. game, if you have a CRT, that's cool, but I'm just curious as to what he thought, of, is it being an, an easy 20, which are 
getting harder and harder to come by for people who are actually trying to store legit Nintendo cabinets. That's one that's no longer available to anybody. I was just curious if if it was, you know. Well, it wouldn't yeah. be available to anyone anyway because I wouldn't. I, I read, well, it, it would be if you if you put a, C, a Geo Seven in it, and that, that well, that makes it. Uh, I guess on one hand, that makes it that much easier to uh, put it back, back. To original if you ever wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I I was just gonna say, you know, it says Donkey Kong Ultimate on it, right? I, I'm just like, okay, if it's Donkey Kong, it it has to be CRT, right? You know, yeah, at least do that. <laughs> But, you yeah, know, if no, you had a... I, I totally get... I mean, I've never had one, but, man, life would be so much easier, probably, with MAME. <laughs> All the complexities oh, this shit brings us. You know what? I fucking... One of the worst thing about building my MAME cabinet, the worst fucking hands-down thing is the software. It's a never-ending shithole yeah. of... A, I know some people are like, oh, I got hyperspin to work my first try. Go fuck yourself. I, I, I'm, I consider myself a fairly intelligent okay. person. Hyperspin's a piece of shit in my world to me. To some people, it's perfect, and they can run with it. And it's just... It's like me in math. It's like there's this big block there. Fuck that. Well, there's but, a lot like, of options. I would much rather... Well, yeah, and I, I would honestly, I, I didn't put hyperspin in there. I think I put like Maximus Arcade, and I skinned it with with the theme that I used. Um, but like for me, it was like, oh, I can get a JAMA board. What's JAMA? Oh, I can just plug this in, and I don't have to worry about a front end. Or I can, I can just get the sixteen. Well, I'm not gonna put a sixteen one in any of my shit, but because um, I've used them on projects for friends, and I'm like, this is you had to, um, you had to flip your yoke wires for the Arcade SD, though, didn't you? Yeah, I had to cut them upside down. No, no, no. I had to cut them and 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 flip them, uh, and I had to track down an inverter board, a Nintendo inverter board for that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and I had to learn how all that worked, and that gave me a greater respect for just arcades in general and all this, all these little pieces and whatnot, and the technologies and the shit they had to go through to make this work, you know. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the weird thing that I have seen, you know, over the years on KLV is, uh, you know, most of us are purists. It's VAPS, Video Arcade Preservation Society, right? Um, But then you see these threads on, you know, 19-in-1 and Arcade SD and 16-in-1 guys, which is really, it's basically just MAME, right? I mean, variation on MAME. Well, Um, I think the argument with the Arcade SD is, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's the ROMs running on as close to original hardware. Someone's going to fucking blast me for saying this. Um, and, and like, I, I think that's There's as close... To like, the, I think, uh, actually, what I understand is the guy J-Rock does it as close as possible because it's the... The processors. It's like the 6806 processor or whatever it is. The, the, the certain the deal, chips that makes it work the same. The deal with yeah, the... Like Adam's... The, the deal with the arcade SD over like a 16-1 or whatever is the fact that it's limited into the games, so they've actually programmed... It's it's MAME. They've programmed the yeah. MAME to work better with those specific sets of games. Right. That's why you can't just throw any game you want on it and it doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. they've actually um, programmed the MAME that's on it to work better with those games. 
So that's yeah, why it's yeah. better than the 61. Because the 61 is basically just, you know, like a DOS MAME or Linux MAME on it, and you can throw whatever the hell you want on it, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, to the argument, I mean, technically, this is still a Nintendo cabinet. It's still a Japanese plywood cabinet. It's still got all the original, like, little bits of metal clips and, 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 um, like all the little the things in the handles in the back with those little metal grills and the speakers the same and all the other parts are still the same. It's just it's purple and I put an arcade SD and a switcher in it because that's just what worked, right? But again, yep. I could always turn it around and put it back. I'm not going to. Cool. But yeah, it's purple. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I, I got a lot of shit for it because I'm really anal retentive about my builds and when I fix or restore or convert or build something. And, like, I actually went through and completely disassembled the Nintendo, um, the stock Nintendo light bar that's behind the marquee. And I pulled it apart piece by piece and then repainted, like, the casing white. And, like, I saved the little little Japanese sticker that's on there. I, I made sure I, I masked that off because I knew I couldn't replace that. But, you know... Weird. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, would you like to pass it along, Chance? Uh, I think I pass it off to Andrew because we <laughs> talked about Claw. Claw and Boyak. It became, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the Boyak, which I, I'm proud to say that you're actually saying Boyak now. You've said it several times in this conversation. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's, it's easier. Right? Oh, yeah. Are you on 34K? Are you on Boyak? I, I think I have like ten or twelve posts. I think I've most of my posts there, actually yeah. have been on uh, Wyo's build threads on his. Uh, his you you, you are yeah. yeah. Now was it was that an original uh, a Nintendo cabinet? No, no Wyo built them from builds, scratch. Okay. Cool. Oh, his games from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I knew I, that. I, I have the only Nintendo cabinet that that, that Wyo has ever owned is in my garage right now. Uh, yeah. I just haven't read his thread in a while, so I just couldn't remember. He he can make the best damn replica of a Nintendo cabinet I've ever seen. Like so those, he, those, uh, that's just he, fucking does he awesome. Get it CNC'd or does he just like use his own yeah. templates? And no, cut it he's out? he's he I, I don't he used uh he used a radar scope. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew. No, he used, he used my, my he used my blue uh, Donkey Kong cabinet. Hey, oh, okay, red yeah, Donkey Kong. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, he used my but blue. He's some red blue. Donkey Kong came from Wyo. Okay. Wyo, uh, that was the big deal. So like I had my blue Donkey Kong for a while. And that's how I met Sam. Sam came over to my house, and he wanted to take measurements from my Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. Uh, so he could build his own. So he sat there, and, and we sat there chatting about Donkey Kong and building cabinets, and he took a bunch of measurements and did a bunch of shit, and I, I figured he'd be like a guy who's like, that's yeah, the first time you meet him, right? So I figured, like, hey, yeah, you know, he's gonna, he says he's going to build a cabinet, right? He's blushing uh, right now. Yeah. And the, the fucking dude, like... <laughs> Seriously, like, made amazing cabinets. Oh, yeah. Well, but he's made some really cool stuff out of it, too. Like, he made that, uh, I don't think it's even done, like, the Legend of Zelda cabinet. Oh, well, yeah. Like, the, the Zelda, the Zelda cabinet that. becomes something else. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's a cool project. I mean, that, that Legend of oh, Zelda cabinet. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, now Sam went and drove cross-country to, to go and buy a red Donkey Kong, a five-slot red Donkey Kong. That'd be nice to have. Uh, from a dude who's on Clove, uh, B. Koenig on Clove. Mm. Uh, bought it and uh, drove out there and picked it up and 
He's like a um, big time old school BMX guy too, I think. Is he beefcoat? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I've seen videos. I'm, I think it's the same guy. He shows videos of his basement. It, it's amazing his setup. He's got like hmm. a bunch of super rare uh, BMX frames in, in his collection in his basement. No shit. <clears throat> like, uh, you know, the Hutch Trick Stars and the Redline RL20 2s. And he has like a bunch of sporting stuff in his collection. I think it's There's the same a lot guy. of arcade guys that are into like BMX and downhill biking and whatnot. I was surprised. Like, I've, I've run into like three or four of them now. Yeah. We grew up with the BMXs. That's what, that was our life. And then you play paintball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I, so, if it's Sam. the same guy, I, I mean, he probably has $20,000 in BMX rarities in his basement with his arcades. That's crazy. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it might be the same dude. I don't know. He's a cop. I think that's what uh, Sam figured that out from the guy, but, like, that's about as... <laughs> you had to tell him where it was going to be entrapment, right? <laughs> that's the first so, thing that Dave fucking said out of his mouth. Hey, guys, I'm a cop. <laughs> None of you guys are a cop. Know. So, yeah, so uh, Sam's uh, red Donkey Kong, uh, five-slot Donkey Kong, uh, is the reason why I have my five-slot Donkey Kong in my garage. That's Sam's. Okay. So he sold that to me, and I sold on my blue one, um, to another collector here in town, but yeah, that's the reason that that is still, and I still say that. You know, I know you guys probably don't see the office behind me. It's usually the garage and the arcade, but yeah, that red Donkey Kong, that's Sam's that he sold to me. That's still Sam's game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, anyway, it's cool. Yeah. So uh, Sam's a good guy, and Sam uh, built uh, does amazing work. He does all his shit by hand, uh, no CNC. He does his shit in his garage. And in his mom's driveway, so yeah, he builds good shit. Weather, weather permitting. Weather it's permitting. absolutely weather permitting. Right now, he would not be out there uh, working <laughs> no. his garage. The reason why he's in the uh, chat, chatting with us. Well, I think it's, I think um, it's nicer here so, in Calgary than it is uh, in Denver. Real quick, so 34k on cloth. Uh, 34k. Uh, I've got my uh, YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com, the bit bar. And the answer to tonight's question, which is, what is the advice you'd give to the collector community? And I know we've touched on this, and I think Kerry actually touched on this a little bit uh, from our conversation that we we uh, we started about this, which sparked this question originally. Yeah. Which is uh, my my strong suggestion to to newcomers to the hobby is work on one project at a time. Now, for the most part, I think that that's a good piece of advice for most people. Now, I'm not saying that it's a good, perfect advice for everyone. I mean, if you've got a, a scattered brain, want to tackle the world and, 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 and buy 15 games at once off of eBay like Dave uh, for you know thousands of dollars, then fucking do it, and, and then you know who you are. But like, I would say for the most part, my typical advice for a new person to the hobby would be one project at a time. Now, that doesn't mean pass up a fucking like iRobot for you know two hundred dollars or uh, a major havoc for five hundred dollars. Like there's obviously like certain things that you want to learn as you get into the hobby of games that you really want that you should go for, especially if the price if the game falls in your lap for an incredible price. Like make an exception, but I think generally speaking, starting off with a single project at a time and 
finish that project before you take on a new one. And the reason I say this is because I think that a lot of newcomers to the hobby get overwhelmed. I think mm -hmm. that they, they start going, um, you know, it's sort of the shotgun approach, right? And they're just like, blam! And like, whatever they can get, they just like grab it and buy it, and then they get overwhelmed with the number of projects they have, and they never finish one of them. And then they so get disheartened by the hobby, because it, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, if you're brand new to this, that you have to learn. I mean, there's uh, the cabinet itself and the woodwork that's involved. There's the basic uh, wiring of the cabinet and, and how to get electricity from the wall into the fucking marquee light. Like, there's like all these like little hurdles that you can overcome if you are working on a single project. But if you've got five games, ten games, you know, how many was that in that collection, Dave? Uh, 12, 15 games? in one bulk buy, like if that was a newcomer coming to the hobby, they could easily get overwhelmed by all these great games. They've got a couple Robotron, they've got a 720. Holy fucking shit, there's some great games here, but like, now you got to get them running. And you feel like this thing where it's like, oh, I'm getting these games for a great price, but now I've got to learn how to fix them. And it could take them years to figure out just like one. You know, I mean, most people don't have, like this isn't, isn't their only hobby. They're not like, diving into this thing and like being like, this is all I'm going to do. This is like I come home from work and I'm going to work from like 6 p.m. from when I get home until midnight every single night until I figure this fucking shit out. I mean, most people don't have it. They have families, they have lives and other stuff that's going on and they don't really have that time to do with the hobby. So to keep yourself from getting burned out, a good basic rule of thumb would be one project at a time. That's very reasonable. Almost anyone can tackle that. You're not going to get overwhelmed. Um, you're going to learn the shit. So, like, if your first game is a Nintendo game, like uh, our, our, our boy Chance here, so, like, uh, if your first game is a Nintendo game, you're going to learn all there really? is to learn about Nintendo <laughs> games, right? You're going to learn how they're wired. You're going to learn um, Who you call you people? <laughs> sorry, keep going. <laughs> Shut up. Thank you. That's a racist what? joke. Shut up, white boy. Uh, you're learn everything there is to know about rebuilding a, a 20EZ. Like, that's a great monitor, and not an easy one necessarily to start no. with. That's not the easiest monitor to start with. But like, 20 non-EZ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's nothing easy about 20 electrocute myself three fucking times doing it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's you know, lots to learn. So, like, if, you, if, you, if Nintendo is your thing, and you jump into Nintendos, well, like, actually, that's a great example, too. Like, if all your R is about Nintendos, then you're going to learn the 20 easy and what those cabinets and how they're wired. And most Nintendo cabinets use a very similar wiring. The Versus yeah. cabinets, Mario Brothers, Popeye, these are all very similarly wired cabinets and how they're built and the power supplies, very minimal differences. And you may become like a pro on Nintendo cabinets. And like once you build a, a, a Donkey Kong, let's say your first game was Donkey Kong and you don't paint it purple. Um, you know, you could, you could pick up you could pick up a, a junior because they're almost identical, and and like if you were a pro, like you build a, a a DK from start to finish, you could jump into a junior and know every part of that machine because they're yeah. basically identical. Well, and it even goes back to the old stuff too. Like, so I was I was researching the sheriff the other day uh, a couple of weeks ago when I found out about it, and um, what's his name? I, I want to. I want to say his name's Andrew. Whoever the guy in London is that has one of the two, 
And yeah, yeah. he's got a bunch of pictures floating around of that sheriff. He's a new and, uh, uh, watcher to the show, by the way. Oh, is he? I love that. I love that fucking cabinet. It's it's. It, I want that cabinet. Um, I'll freight it over here. Uh, but like, if you look at the pictures, there are parts of that cabinet, the way it's built, the little trays that they use, like made out of the wood, and like some of the ideas that they started with that cabinet, which turned into. Uh, like the Hellifier, and then it turned into the classic DK shape, and then that turned into the the Versus cab and the Play Choice cab, and the and it just kept going. I think the only thing that's not really standard is when they do a cocktail. It's it's always different, right? But, uh, yeah, but there's similarities. I mean, like uh, like look at like the Red Tent. The Red Tent really is not that much different than an upright Versus. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm talking about like the Red Tent cocktail, like the shape. Like I'm sitting on one right now, but like this shape is so much more different and iconic than any... I think that's part of the allure of the Red Tent, and I know that's the allure of the of the Joust, is that it's a... The, the Joust cocktails are side-by-side, but um, their cocktails, when they did it, they did it really, like, different. And even, like, uh, like a, a Donkey Kong Jr. Nintendo cocktail, like one of the older ones, um, th- those things, I mean, they're, they made them out of metal. When everyone else was making, like... like Cocktails out of wood. They went and made a metal pan, like a metal pan, really. So, and the shitty thing is, you can't get parts for them. Like that's why I spent like a fucking thousand dollars on some control panels for a red tent, is because even in all in oil country in Alberta, I can't get these reproduced. Should talk to me. Yeah, yeah, you have to. <laughs> and, and there's a guy, a Bredo in northern in northern BC, just picked up two red tents for cheap. He did too. I, 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 oh man, I got well. Just, just for clarification, I got one, my first red tent from uh, a local collector. I paid like nine hundred and fifty Canadian for it, and I felt like, yeah, it's a little expensive, but it was on my list. And then I drove out like on a round trip road trip, like twenty six hour road trip for one hundred and fifty bucks. I got a second red tent, which was gutted to some degree, one monitor and missing a coin box, but uh, yeah. Get what you can get. Be patient, I guess. That was my tip for the day. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I'm... yeah. So, Andrew, continue on, or were you done? Yeah, no, I think I'm done with my rant, my, like, uh, very long rant about, like, uh, you know, uh, why I think it's good to encourage newcomers to the hobby to stick with one project at a time. Now, again, with the caveat that, like, yes, no... Like Carrie said, like know who your personality is, and if you're able to manage multiple projects and juggle multiple things at a time, I don't discourage that. I'm just saying for new people to the hobby, I say one project at a time is going to be probably very healthy. And it's very easy to start like collecting too much at once, and you get overwhelmed, and you never finish anything. And then we get we get people who do that all the time in club. We get people who are just like. They start collecting. They grab everything they can off of Craigslist. They spend too much. Um, they're paying too much per broken cabinet. Um, <clears throat> that's a terrible idea. And and then they get overwhelmed by, like, oh, now I've got to rebuild these monitors, and I've got to deal with these board issues, and I've got to rewire this thing because it's, it's converted to a Rastan. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you guys see that uh, Rastan, uh, the, uh, the, the Major Havoc, dedicated Major Havoc that was converted to Rastan? Yes. I've been fighting myself on Clob not to reply to that thread saying, just leave it alone, dude. That's a perfect game. 
Why would you fucking change that? Major Havoc cabinet with Rast in it? God damn, that sounds awesome. Uh, but, you know, like people get overwhelmed by all these different things, and, and, and then and then they, they, they burn out of the hobby, and then they're like, all of a sudden they're selling their collection and, and, and moving on to, um, you know, um, international scouts. I don't know, whatever. But there's, there's a benefit to that, though. <laughs> Throw me out of the fucking bus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't need no, to know. No, like what, whatever else. The, the, the next, the, the next uh, flavor of the week hobby is for for people who are, so, who are um, uh, schizophrenic about their their hobbies and stuff. So, like that. question: What is the benefit if, to that? What happens if somebody has the means to buy really nice restored working games? Well, would you well, say, would you say hold off project. so you can? Right, that's but would you say hold off so you can get to learn and play that game and get to know it deeper before you went on to the next one? Or I mean, I, I hope so, but like. If people have more dollars than cents when it comes to that stuff, and they just want to throw a bunch of money at, at games, just buy them, and they're working, and then just pay someone to fix them, you know, uh, shit. I mean, that 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 helps all of us out, right? Those of us who know how to fix games, and they're willing to spend a couple hundred bucks to have us come in and spend a a day tweaking their monitor or you know reseeing their edge connectors to fix their games. For those of you who you know, want to do that for people locally, then why not? But uh, that's that's a dollars versus cents issue kind of thing. Well, do. I guess it's also what Time, um, Runner, Time Runner was saying, is if you have a plan, do you want to have an arcade so you have the ambiance, or do you actually want to get into the games? Right, well, that's, that's a good point, too. Like, I, I, we were talking about that this weekend at our, our get-together here in, in, in Colorado. We do, we do uh, monthly get-togethers. And, you know, we, we all laugh about it, too. But, like, there's been people who come over to my house, and they're like, Oh well, you know, like show me how to play, you know, game X, and it's like, uh, I'll play it, but it's like I'm not like a like freaking god at the games that I own. Like I'm not like I can usually play the games, but I'm not necessarily. Uh, like, the <coughs> I, there's some games where I can play, them. <laughs> but like I, I have a handful of games that I'm pretty good at. Like I'm not terrible at Donkey Kong. I can play a game of Rastan, you know, but. Uh, at the same time, it's like, I'm not super awesome at Tron, for example. Like, I love Tron. I know people fucking love to hate on Tron, but, like, I'm not super great at Tron, but I have, you know, my, my restored Tron here. And people are like, well, why can't you get to the recognizers on one quarter every single time? It's like, well, because I don't... I, honestly, I spend more time fucking fixing games and working on them and restoring them than I do playing them. Yeah. But, like, part of that is, like, the my love of the hobby is, like, I... I I, I really want to work on making these games right. You know, I feel like a custodian of these games. You know, like I, I want to make sure that they're as good as I can make them when I when I own them. Um, yeah. And then and then when they move on to a new home at some point, you know, whether I trade them or sell them or you know whatever happens, um, uh, I want to feel like I did right by them. You know, while I had them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I become like the best player in the world at at. at uh, Spy Hunter or Tron or Star Wars, Qbert. Um, you know, oh. What's that? Defender. Defender. Yeah, you know what, Defender. I'm, I'm never going to be an awesome player at Defender. Honestly, I, I won't either. As much as I love Defender, and I and I think of you when I play Defender. And <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because the, the Andrew the the part the. When I was deciding which what it was, my one gem of advice I would give. Um, I, you know, obviously, you all heard what I had to say, but the the one that I 
the other one that I didn't say is something that you kind of touched on, which is uh, re remember to play the games. Because I realized that there have been times when I've gone a week, ten days, and I've played nothing because I've been so involved with doing, you know, my, because, you know, I work two jobs, honestly. And so, you know, I have limited time which to spend on the arcade. And, um, and it's easy to get lost. I mean, I love doing the repair. I hope that I'm better at repair than I am at playing the games because I know I'm going to suck forever at playing the games. But, you know, I, I force a couple times. I'm like, no, tonight I need to take, it off, take the night off from repair and I need to actually play them. And it's been tremendously joyful. I mean, it's so much fun. They're great games. So that would be my bit of advice. I, I I like I like fixing them. I like rebuilding things. I, it's like a project for me. Like I probably the only reason I built my main cabinet really at the end of the day was so that my friends could play games and relive their childhood. But for me, it was the money I spent, the time I spent on that was it was like building a puzzle, building a model. It was a hobby, and and I do get some playtime on these. And they don't just sit here and collect dust. But for me, I. I I kind of see it the opposite way. Like I would much rather work on the more, and I will probably work on the more, um, like that joust to to get it fixed and working. But then it's mine because I'm only buying stuff that I really really like. Yeah, no, I, no, I actually, Chance, I'm with you. I I actually like the restoration better, but you can lose sight of what it is that you're working on if you never actually play them. I mean, that's what they're made for: is to play and to you know, to bring joy to the, you know, millions of children. It's really, it's really a difference between a collector and a flipper. Yeah, but see, I'm not... If you I'm, collect it, you can restore it and play it. If you're a flipper, you restore it and sell it. But I think there's another I think there's another kind of person here, too. It's not just collector or flipper. I think there's people who want to collect, want to work on them. Like, I want to keep my hands busy. I want to fix and make things. Um, I'm not going to sell them because, again, I'm only buying what I really enjoy, what I really want. Um, and then I'm going to keep them. Like... My goal in a couple of years is to have that house and have, you know, a section of the basement with, you know, the, the blacklight resistive carpet and, or a responsive carpet and a crane and, you know, uh, a change machine so that my friends and family can come over and they can enjoy those kind of things. And, that is, and that's, that is a, that's a collector, though. I don't know. <clears throat> well, yeah, but you were saying collect versus flip, right? And I was just right, but collectors, saying, collectors still restore their stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I do it I do it for the project. I do it for the build, not as much as for gameplay. I like the gameplay and you gotta play them. Otherwise why? Oh, but, I, th I think I think most collectors do like the restoring and the digging into the history and how it all works and all that kind of stuff almost more than the gameplay. I don't know many collectors that don't. Well, Andrew, you know that one girl that does collecting and, and she loves all the nicks and trashness of the yeah. of the Arcade machines. That's one thing she really likes. Yeah. So and she's a big time collector. So yeah. do I. I actually like the original stuff as well. I want the word you know, pussy scratched in the side of my game. <laughs> because that's what I remember. I'm coming out there, and I'm right. That's what no. I remember as a kid. But I want it to be in the inside. I want it to be like a like a resto mod, right? I want the outside to be classic and clear coated, but I want the stuff underneath to be you know working as good as it possibly can, basically restored. But see, yeah. I don't, I don't want this because, like, this is, this is dying. Like, this is going out. Oh, yeah, that's, is, that's damage. That's 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 damage. This this Mario Brothers has never seen public at all. It's I, I'm the third owner, and it was always home owned. Is that Popeye, you mean? Well, was yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah. 
this this Popeye. Um, but it was it was full moon. Uh, particle board, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens a lot on those. It's it's on both sides, and I just want to get in there and I want to fix that. You know, like it was like the 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 coin max. The coin max were just beat to shit, so I got new you know vanity kits for them. But I it, and this the, the control panel. Like I'd love to go out and spend the money and get you know another silk screen control panel, but but nobody seems to fucking have them. So I got to deal with repros. I keep saying this. It's the same as a kid's collecting or restoring cars. There's no difference. There's restoring it to original. There's restoring it to be something that's some monstrosity that doesn't rec- you know doesn't resemble the original car whatsoever. Yeah. And then there's resto mods where you have it look like an original. Um, you know, you get rid of the major rust and you have it look like an original, but it's all kind of new underneath. Yeah, a buddy, buddy of mine has a who just who just got a, a Burger Time, and he had a problem with the power supply. And yes, he he's keeping the power supply, but he he threw a switcher in there. He just he couldn't be bothered. He wants something a little bit more bulletproof, a little bit more reliable, and and all the power to him because it it still is a Burger Time. Yeah, I mean, there is the thing is the original one. If you restored it, it probably would be just as good because they lasted forty years to begin with. Yeah, well, you should see the bottom of the. It's no, it's 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 maybe it's not the power supply. It was what's that other board with a really big heatsink on it? Like, it, it. I swear, like if you look at all the traces on the bottom of that board, it looks like they're boiling off. Yeah, that's the that's the power supply. Is that that's power supply? Yeah. What did you post? What the fuck, Mock? What is that? I know. <laughs> Damn it, Mock. <laughs> this has got to go. This has got to go into the show. That's got to go into the window. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's got to go in there. Yeah. Holy <laughs> oh, shit. What are you searching to... Sorry, Andrew's eating while he's watching this. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, he's not in Yeah. What exactly are you searching for to find that mock? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Funny mix. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew said he wanted a theme. Yeah, I need a theme. Sorry. Right, so let me pass it on, right? So, um, yes, pass it, pass it along. Chris, you haven't gone yet. That'd be me, not Seabart, right? He's not. Yeah, Seabart's <laughs> gone. That's all you, man. All You're right. the only Chris. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, you you hit it close to home there. You know, one one project at a time, get it all the way done. Uh, mine was going to be kind of a variation of that. Um, keep your project to actual working games to a reasonable ratio because <laughs> it will become overwhelming and, uh, you know, you're just not too motivated when you walk out to your arcade and you're like, God, only one out of the ten games work. You know, like, uh, you know. Um, but if that's but, what you enjoy doing is working yeah. on it, wouldn't you be elated? <laughs> yeah, no. but uh, yeah, it's just overwhelming, you know. <laughs> well, you can still work on one game at a time. Yeah, I know. It just. <laughs> I guess I that's, try a, to... that's the different outlooks, I guess. So I, you know, personally, I have I don't know thirty-five, forty games, and six or eight are projects. You know, that's I, I. If it gets more than that, I'm like, I have to get rid of games. It's just too many projects. But it, it seems like I've always had a roughly that ratio, you know, maybe one out of one, one, one out of five six. games or something. One yeah, one out of five, one out of six. six. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, um, try to uh, you know make 
make light of the the little things to make improvements. You know, like I'll I'll go through and switch out the the locks. You know, so the so the coin doors aren't just all flopping around because the because the the lock has been drilled or whatever. You know, That's try to make little floppy coin doors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just do little steps. You know. Get the get the um, coin mech lights working. Um, the leg levelers. I, I personally like the the slider leg levelers, and you know, so I, I try to make them all nice. You know, just the little things. I just ordered help. like twenty sets of leg levelers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've two different times I bought a hundred of them from the. I can't remember the company now, but yeah, I don't know. It's just. Uh, Try to, everything's in moderation, I guess, right? You know, you, you you dive in too much and it'll get overwhelming. It's just kind of the same thing. Uh, 34k was saying, but uh, yeah, just don't let yourself get overwhelmed. Keep it under control. So, I think a, a big part of that is what Andrew was saying too. Like, there's and it comes down to mind too is the patience. You don't feel like mm-hmm. you have to just buy everything that you see. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, if a deal comes along, you know, obviously grab it. But if, if it's like, a, well, it's an okay, it's an okay deal or, you know, there's some problems with it, another one's going to come down the road. Yes. Right? Yep. So and that gives you enough time to get the ones you've already got up and running before you make that, that deal on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I've had, well, one friend mainly that uh, he, he became more of a pinball guy and just, you know, he'd see some new pinball pop up for sale I have to have this, you know. Do you really have to have it? You know, he would just blow out two or three games to get enough funds to buy that one new game he wanted. You know, right. it it wasn't a keeper. You know, three, four, six weeks later, he's selling it. Well, know. I mean, it's I mean, you you probably have a similar situation that I mean, because I like I said, I have I'm up to fifty machines now, and everybody's like, well, holy shit, fifty machines. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of projects in there. Yeah. But I've been collecting 23 years, so in reality, yeah. I've already picked up two two machines a year. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is, yeah. You know, that's that's actually very limiting compared to not putting her down. But Carrie, in the last six months, has picked up five or six games, <laughs> right? And on average, I've only picked up I've only picked up two a year, which is not really that bad, mm. especially in the early days when the games were 50 or 75 bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah, but see, we we see something like that, and we're like, oh my god, that's we think that's so rare in our area. I'm like, I gotta fucking have that. I gotta fucking. I know have there's that. A, there's another guy in BC who I don't really deal with anymore because of that. But I mean, he even kind of called me out on a newscast, like, oh, yeah, I know this guy in Vancouver who owns, you know, he's rich. He owns like forty some odd games. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not rich. I've just been doing it yeah. for twenty some odd years. Right. And yeah. that guy literally in less than a year has over forty games now. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like. I'm not the one that has a problem. Right. <laughs> the problem picking up that many games within such a short period of time. And then, you know, the other thing is uh, not to, um, you know, I, I think a lot of us probably have addictive type personalities. You no. know, we find, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, we got that on tape, right? We so, have, uh, that's a very common thing here. Uh, you know, Really try to not let it get out of control because it'll it'll cause problems with you know family friends you know I've seen it happen with other people you know they uh, just too crazy with it you know in 
in in in just sorry little segue guys because I got to take off here in that respect um, because I don't want to wreck my relationship I'm taking off to go grab the girlfriend because I got to there you go good man (laughs) yeah so I sorry to cut you off there Gak but thanks guys for having me on this is so cool and uh, hopefully you'll have me back again all right email next Tuesday but yeah all right have a good one all right thanks Jens bye I mean I always had the excuse that my wife started this hobby so yeah (laughs) it's her fault. Yeah, it's all her fault. Yeah. Yeah, it took several years for my wife to kind of accept my hobby. The well, first... She has more money in three pinball machines than I have in all of Your my Your wife, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So, I, mean... <laughs> I think once once I got to the point of, you know, being able to sell some games and showing that, you know, I can let them go, and I actually have made some really good deals selling games, you know, and... Uh, I, I've paid for my collection by the sales I've made. Oh, so mine are, mine are paid over multiple, yeah. multiple times. So I think that's once the acceptance level started to happen. It was, you, know, you look out there and, you, you know, even if you say 100 bucks a piece, like, you know, you have three, four grand in machines. Yeah. You know, why actually, are you doing this, you know? <laughs> actually, just uh, yesterday, there was a guy on Craigslist I follow because I have a collector vehicle, and some guy on the BC collector's cars has a 57 panel van, um, and this is something I'm thinking about doing where I mentioned I wanted to start an arcade, and this would be like mm-hmm. a business vehicle to haul games around with. And anyways, he was in, he was interested in interesting trades. He didn't want to sell it, but he's interested in trades. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, 80s arcade games? And he's like, fuck, give me your list. And wow. I, we, haven't, we haven't done a deal yet, but he's actually yeah. interested in one or two games in trade for this 57 panel van. And I literally, that would be zero money out of my pocket because those games I have didn't cost me anything. Yeah. Because they've already been paid for. So, I mean, if you can make the stuff work for you and you can show your significant other that, right? Uh, a lot of times they go do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yep, I just sold a game and it shipped out today, in fact. And, uh, you know, an early Christmas present for the family. I got a new TV a week or so ago. And that sale of that game that went out today paid for the TV. Right. You know, but and, and you didn't have that money that, into the... The thing game. that pisses me off, though, is like, the TV is only going to go down in value. <laughs> you know, yeah. the game I sold, there's a good chance it'll go up in value continually. But, wow. you know, oh well. <laughs> That's was, actually uh, a question I thought about earlier for the weekly question is, you know, have any of you thought about doing this as strictly an investment? Right. Because, I, I mean, I know for what I've paid for in my games, I have a shitload more money in them than I did when I paid for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because they keep going up, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's, a I, there's a Defender right. listing for 2000 in Sacramento. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, see it. let's see how much it goes for. <laughs> oh, no, You've probably even seen it if you look at Craigslist. Yeah, for, for like two years now or something. <laughs> I know. Whatever. I, I look at it each time and I'm like, you go, dude. It's worth every fucking penny. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, in you know, 15, 20 years, maybe it'll actually be worth that. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, since I started collecting, the games have, have gone up so much. Like, yeah. literally, I mean, if I have 50 games and I can sell them, I mean, that's that's a pretty decent little nest egg you've got right. tied up yes, in some games. Absolutely. You know, compared yep. to what I was when I first bought them. And I never thought of them like that before. But now there's, the games are starting to go up so fast in value, it's like it's hard not to think that way. Yeah. You know, it's, 
It's funny, my daughter, bless her heart, she says, you know, Mom, you should let me know how much each of these games is worth in case you die. This way I can sell them. And I <laughs> <laughs> just, just, make, just make sure that the emails for the show to her right. so that she can just come on here and ask us. Yes. And, I'll and, and, and Andrew, Andrew will tell her that, you know, iRobots 250 max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know who I'm not putting her in touch with. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. Like, wait, how am I become an asshole? But the whole theme was don't be an asshole. I'm not that asshole. No, 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 not an asshole. Just that you're able to get people down off of their prices to a ridiculous like you're like, next time you buy a car, dude. I want to bring you in because you seem to have the magic touch. So someone's like ten thousand, you'll be like five hundred. I got it for five hundred. Um, <laughs> I was having that text chat with Dave yesterday. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll we'll let him talk about when it's his turn, though. It's all about not really needing the car. That's that's that's, that's the attitude right there. That's what you need to have. If you, if you need the car, you'll you'll spend whatever they tell you. Yeah, but if you, you don't, don't need, need to, if you don't really need the car, you'll get it for a good price. I, like I said, when I'm buying my next car, I'm gonna get your ass out to California because. <laughs> a lot of shit for negotiating that shit. <laughs> I was like, I five me. fifty bucks off. That made me feel like a horrible human being. Which, by the way, I no longer feel like a horrible human being. But um, anyway, <laughs> I've been known so, to take six months to negotiate a car deal. Where every single uh, dealership I went into, I walked in, they would immediately know oh. my name because. All the other dealerships actually faxed or emailed my name to the other dealerships. You're on the no-fly <laughs> list or whatever. And, and, and the funny thing is, is, is every single time this has happened, I've gotten the exact price. It takes me like three to six months to do it, but I've always gotten the exact price that I end up wanting in the end. Wow. Eventually, they end up giving in. Yeah. I must admit, I, 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 it takes me so long. When I bought my last car, I was... Because I usually hang on to a car. I'm kind of a, I drive it to the wheels fall off kind of a girl. <laughs> I don't I don't change cars very often. My ex husband he used to like every year or two he'd get a new car and I'm like wow really again. Um, but <laughs> well, I mean we can <laughs> resentment. So whatever. <laughs> but but I but for me last time I went out I went in to buy a car I just remember it was it was the good price it was the vehicle I wanted and I was like fuck. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at this car and I told the guy I'm like I just feel like I'm getting married again. Like I'm gonna have this car for like years. And he said, you know, you always you can always sell it after a year or two. I'm like, yeah, but I don't do that. I hang on forever. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, that's that's a good. <laughs> I've I've negotiated very few cars. Um, and I, and anyway, so I'm sorry. The I derailed us with my daughter wanting to getting ready to sell the game. <laughs> when I fucking die. Like thanks, honey. Uh, so anyway, if y'all get get, get a, some sort of contact from my daughter, you'll know that it, I've met my untimely demise, and she needs to get rid of my games in order to support right. herself. So it's uh, I guess I'll pass it on to someone else, huh? So I see, uh, Kalen, you're on here now. Yeah, man. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? How's it going, buddy? What happened to Jimbo Dini? Is he gone? So uh, you, you know, I tried to get on. Is that last week or week before? I can't remember. You were on 
Was it last week? Yeah, it was on last week. I don't know. I, I don't know if my mic was acting weird or what, but uh, I'll, I got to catch your uh, the video. Hopefully, some good stories. Oh, yeah. last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was, <laughs> not not that much. Just just random chat, I guess. Cool. Yeah, it was a six-hour show, so there was a lot of talk about a lot of yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was crazy. What were we thinking? <laughs> I was paying the price the next morning so bad. I had to get like two monsters. <laughs> the day. I, think, I think I bailed like 11. I slept great. God. I didn't even get the finger of the butt. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, you're <laughs> so disappointed. Totally so I'm gonna um, hand it off to the master of um, today's grab posts. Oh shit! Today's yeah. pickup. Today's whatever. <laughs> Who could that be? Yeah, uh, Mr. Kalen himself. What was the question? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, if you have any one good word of advice to new collectors, is that what it was? One piece of advice to anybody in for collecting hobby. Does that okay. doesn't have to be noobs? I didn't see what he got because I was off the forums today. I was really busy at work. So what did I'm he get? sure he got something. I don't know yet he either. He did something, but no, I, so- <laughs> I I sold something. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's either yeah. him or Exidy always picking something up like every single freaking day. <laughs> no, I, I I haven't. Uh, what did I? I haven't picked anything up last couple of days. I've been pretty mellow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I had to give any advice, uh, man, I I don't know. I listened to what you guys had. I think what you guys had to say pretty much sums up a lot of it. But I mean, unless you know, if it's if you're not sure, you could always ask someone. You know, if you know somebody in the hobby. If uh, I mean, I I I basically just started by buying broken games and fixing them. Um, you know, what like like Andrew was saying, one at a time, one project at a time. But I mean, shit. After that, it goes downhill from there. Um, yeah, I mean, one at a time, you know. And if if you're if you know what you're set at getting, if centipede's your game, you know, get a centipede. You know, if you you know if you're if it's something common and you see it and it's in good working shape and whatnot, just get it. You know, don't even hesitate. But you know, just. Price is always a factor too, and you know if you're new and you don't know, you know just like I said, if you if you know somebody involved with the hobby or something, ask them. Just ask them if it's a good price or not. You know? And uh, in your case, probably uh, networking. You know, uh, networking is the greatest thing ever, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But yeah. I mean, that definitely takes years. You know? Yeah. Get and, to know a lot of other collectors and other uh, operators. Yeah. yeah, operators are cool, Bama, and I mean, as you probably all know, a lot of them are hard to deal with. Yeah, you know? some of them are very easygoing, and they'll uh, they'll part with stuff really quick. Others are like they'll think their stuff is worth gold, and it's not. And, yeah, you know. But uh, I mean, whenever you buy something off somebody, just always ask questions. 
hey, you know, do you have any other games? Do you know anybody that has any? Just questions like that always leads to stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just chit-chat. Uh, a buddy of mine here local, he, he just got, I haven't actually texted him about it yet. He he posted, there's the uh, NorCal what buyer and seller thread. Um, oh. Tubular Gearhead is what he goes by. His name's Chris. Okay. Yeah. So local Craigslist deal. Somebody had a uh, Black Widow. I think he was asking like eight or nine hundred. Fully working, looked super clean. I actually sent the guy an email, but um, he, I think my buddy Chris was the first one to respond. And the guy had just recently got a, a, a storage auction type type setup. And so you know, just by chance, Chris asked, "Hey, you got any other games?" You know. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got this weird cocktail game. You know, I don't know if you'd be interested in Yeah, let me know. what it, What's it called? And he's all uh, Warlords. Oh, man. And, and so the guy's all, yeah, so if you want to come get the... Yeah. <laughs> he's also, if you want to come get the, uh, the Black Widow right now, I'll just throw in the Warlords for free. Oh, God. And so he actually got... It's an awesome game. He he actually got the game for free. He he actually got the um the Black Widow for less than asking price, and the Warlords for free. They're both fully working. Um the the Warlords is missing the 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 legs with the leg levelers at the bottom. Like it has the the pipes on the sides of the cabinet, but not the uh, parts at the bottom. But you know, yeah, no but you could buy a centipede and I exactly. Mean, it's, Aren't you know, asteroids and there, there's multiple cabinets yeah. I thought. I might, I might know somebody that has those legs, actually. Yeah. I'll, I'll let him know. But um, holy shit, man. It, just by asking the question. No, you know, hey, you got any other games? <laughs> you know? <laughs> man. I mean, I, I got... Uh, I mean, this is a while back, but a guy posted a free Star Wars sit-down and a choplifter. Both not working. So I ended up going... Uh, I went and got it, and it was a, it was a Star Wars cockpit, and... Uh, and a uh, choplifter, he just gave them to me. So when I got them, you know, I ended up fixing the Star Wars. You got those uh, for free? Is that what you said? Yeah, for free. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, but when I was there, I was like, "Do you have any other games?" He's like, "Yeah, I've got this game called Something Robot." I was like, "I, I robot." He's like, yeah, yeah. Robot. Harry. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I have two Star, I have two more Star Wars uprights." A Tempest and a Defender. So I was like, all right, well, you know, what do you want for him? And he's like, well, we'll talk about it, you know, a little bit later. So I had gotten the Star Wars cockpit running, and uh, this was a while ago. So some guy had come by and goes, hey, you know, I'll give you 2200 for that Star Wars cockpit right now. And this was back when that was a good price for it. You know, that was a really right. good price for it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, shit, sure, you know. And then I went back to the guy, and I ended up getting those five games for two grand. So I mean, I didn't pay anything for anything, you know. Yeah. I mean, it just it works out that way. Just you sold one of them something. for twenty two hundred, but you bought the whole lot for twenty or two thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he threw nice. in some like he threw in some mega touches and shit too. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Huh? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's, Fucking that's Andrew. That, Damn it. That's how it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just clicking on things that I that I know what I'm gonna see. Uh, 
<laughs> so Orange Rip, you've been collecting for twenty three years, you said? Yeah, around that, yep. And Kalen, about how long? If I had to guess, 10 years? Maybe less? No, like since nine, around 99, so close to like 16, I think. Okay, okay. 16 So, yeah, I want to say like, you know, the late 90s, that was like prime time to get tons of games super cheap, right? Yeah. yeah. For me, yeah, I mean, but I wasn't really deep into it, though, at that point. Yeah. I was just starting. And the problem yeah. for me is I didn't have my own place back then. Yeah. Hmm. So it wasn't really until I got my own place where I started to go crazy. Yeah. And there's still deals out there. I mean, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of stuff, but it's just, you know, it's fewer and fewer. Yeah. It's harder to come by. Yeah. And you just got to get lucky and stuff. And, like, who was the who got the, uh, the games on uh, eBay, like the 12 of them? Yeah, out there in Florida. Yeah, I mean that was a good, that's you know that kind of stuff that you know that's what you got to do nowadays too is just pair up with people and get those games and stuff like that. Split them up. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave was trying to get that, but he never he never ended up getting it. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Every now and then I'll you know I mean mainly it's just people I know anymore. I'll pick stuff up or deals that I just know have been sitting there or whatnot. I'll just go grab stuff when I've got space. But yeah, I like parts right now. So. Uh yeah. Amplif <laughs> Maybe amplifones, yeah. Uh, major havoc boards, <laughs> right? Yeah. No big <laughs> deal. <laughs> so a circuit board, you got thirteen hundred for that or something? Yeah, yeah it was like thirteen forty. Thirteen forty. Very nice. But there was one that sold for I think fourteen something or fifteen before that, and then another guy I know sold his for a thousand. So I think part there's of this guy, is there's a guy in Kalav who's got one non working or has glitched for a thousand. Yeah. I yeah. Saw that. But I think part of this is right. They start. People are doing the repro stuff. Well, the build that Scott's doing. The, yeah, yeah. That Scott's doing. Sure. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And that's with the quantums too. I know that they were doing that with the repro boards or what. I don't know if they're still mm -hmm. doing those or. Wow. Yeah, I think we're all still waiting on that. Oh. <clears throat> uh. Cool. So who else hasn't gone here? Jim Bodini and Brian. Oh, okay. Well, let me. Uh, Pass on it. Yeah, Jim Bodini or Brian. How about uh, How about Brian? All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I gotta concur with Andrew. Uh, you pick up something, stick with it until you get it going. Um. And I also want to uh, agree with uh, Whip. Um, earlier today, uh, Chance isn't on now, but earlier today, Chance had said something about uh, don't be a dick. And uh, you, not, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to call anybody out. I'm not going to name any names, but the gentleman we were talking yeah, to, Mr. Earlier, Herman. <laughs> the gentleman we were talking earlier today. Um, 
When, now, Dave was talking about getting this spy hunter, and it's his grail. He looked at one three years ago, like, um, I don't know, what, five, five, ten minutes away, Dave? Is that right? Yeah, four years ago. It was 2011. Yeah, all right. And uh, what he thought was a pretty good price, but he passed on it. And so four years had passed, and he came across this one, and it was on Craigslist for literally a half hour, maybe an hour. <laughs> Andrew's laughing. And, uh, I'm laughing at Jim laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so he... Uh, so he immediately texts the guy, emails him, and leaves him a voicemail, and he gets nothing. And uh, so I'm going to help a cousin out. I call him. You guys are laughing at me. <laughs> no, I'm uh, laughing at picture. There's a, uh, there's a link to a picture. But I, I, I clicked on it like three times because I keep coming back and laughing. <laughs> I just saw the picture. I'm like, what crying. happens here? I'm like crying. I keep coming back to it. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah. It'd be a great prank, though. Seriously, put that on someone's wallpaper for on their computer and walk away. <laughs> I, lo I love uh, Andrew's quote, you don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lesson. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, going fast forward. So Dave finds this... Uh, this this new Spy Hunter cockpit. It's in Rochester. It's an hour down the road. And uh, so I, uh, he, when he tells me about it, I immediately get on the phone. I call the guy. He doesn't answer, so I leave a voicemail. And uh, I believe I even said, hey, listen, uh, uh, my cousin called about this. Uh, we're kind of interested in this. And, um, you know, please call me back. Heard nothing. And then Dave, like, two like a, a day later, gets his text at like 10 o'clock, says, hey, uh, you still want this? Now, the, the listing was for $500 firm. And I think Whip, <laughs> there goes another picture, I guess. <laughs> so Whip. I hadn't seen it before, sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. So please continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, the guy comes back and um, says, hey, I still have the game. Uh, how about 800 And Dave's like, he's thinking to himself, well, what the fuck? It was like 500 hours a, a day ago. So Dave comes back and says, how about 650 And the guy says 700 So Dave agrees to to go look at it for the $700. So he calls me and I'm like, all right, we get the trailer ready. We drive down. Tell him we'll be there at 1.30. We pull in. And when the garage door opens up, oh my God, Dave! Explain what that garage. Where's Dave? Is Dave still there? No. Dave's not there. Dave's not there. All right. Um, the garage. The garage was filled with so much shit that I would have at least taken a hundred dollars off the price just to move the shit out of the way. I still have the game. Uh, how about here? Internet. No, I just muted Dave. I think Dave had his speakers on. Okay. So anyway, so we looked at the we looked at this game. It was uh, no burn on the screen. Um, you know, it's a a used cabinet. It, it has little bruises and bumps and stuff like that. But the first thing that I noticed was the back glass had the uh, 
silk screen or however it was put on, it was peeling off so you could see like the electronics and the, the light in the back. So I, I kind of politely called it out to Dave. I go, Dave, uh, the back glass is peeling a little bit. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so long story short, Dave says, you know what, uh, I'm not going to be a player for $700. And I thought maybe the guy would have come back and said, well, hey, how much you want to you know, offer? Never said that. So we figured we're so close to that strong museum in Rochester, we'll go check out the games there. We drive over there. We walk in, and we must have been maybe a half hour away from where we were by the time we got in there and everything. And uh, I get a phone call, and it's from that guy. I didn't answer it. And then immediately after the phone call was a text saying, I still got the game. So I looked at Dave, and I said, Dave, we'll do our thing here. When we get back, I'll text the guy. So when I got back to Dave's place, you know, disappointing we didn't get the Spy Hunter, putting stuff back into the trailer, um, I, I sent him a text, and then like within 45 minutes, he texted me back and said, uh, well, the text I sent was, um, well, so you still got the game. Uh, is 500 still the price, or is there a little wiggle room? And he sends back, Oh no, 500 firm. And then he wanted to, you know, he wanted to charge Dave 700 for it. So, I guess that's a dick move. I, I don't know. I wanted to play. I wanted to pay 350. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'll, I'll you tell him what shit was in that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So a little arcade confession here. A couple of local buddies. <laughs> We've done this before. Someone on Craigslist. You know, we don't know who they are. It's just a random person. They're asking, you know, what we think is too much for their non-working game, whatever. Yeah. One person will make them an offer, and they're like, no, 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 that's, you know. They're asking 1000 the one guy offers them 800 So I'm like, you know what, I'll offer them 600 <laughs> So we just, like, take turns, get a low, kind of low-balling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, sometimes they come around, though, you know. I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> Yeah, with with a couple with a friend or something like that, just going, you know, just but yeah, I've done that. I'm guilty too. Yep. <laughs> you know, if it's if it's not working, and you know, I I don't know. <laughs> there could be all not, kinds of nightmares. Not working, you can always tinker around with it. You can yeah. always tinker with the price, but just depending. Yeah. I mean, this was it was working. It had a couple of issues and stuff, but um, you know, like you said, you know, you you got to be patient. And this probably wasn't the one. But I mean, I mean, the guy goes from like eight hundred down to okay, I'll take five hundred from two different people. And it just, I, I didn't like the whole thing. Didn't like it at all. Yeah, well, that's what I was telling Dave. Like, I, I would I would guess that the other people he had that were offering more money, they were not insistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that and happens that's, frequently that's, too. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a typical seller thing to do, and I've done that on occasion, you know, just to to make a sale. I mean, that's what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. call it a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually yeah, but... what I texted Dave. Dick. <laughs> I, I told him I'm like offer him five fifty when he originally was like, oh, will you take it for eight? I'm like, fuck you, I'll I'll give you five fifty. Done. I was selling him order. I was selling him four fifty. Yeah. Five five hundred and one. 
<laughs> Here's a dollar for your troubles. <laughs> <Hot face. laughs> you just gotta fly Carrie out there. She'll she'll close the deal. Yeah, she'll, yeah. she'll knock 50 bucks off that bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. Home use only for 300 bucks or whatever. There <laughs> <laughs> we go, Andrew. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. New links. Although I will say, I'm <laughs> Is that Gollum? Oh, damn it. <laughs> Because I knew there was another, I knew there was somebody else offering money. There was somebody else in line to buy that game, and I was, I was in fact pretty proud that I got fifty bucks off when I knew that. It, it looks like, it looks like, Gollum had sex with a Muppet. <laughs> Dude is so excited to pour that glass of milk. <laughs> Look at his face. Milk. I told you, milk does the body good. You take it. Except the guy behind you. <laughs> uh, wow, the the links that you guys find, it's amazing. It's one thing to post it, it's another thing to say, hey, I have an idea. Let's create this channel. <laughs> I don't get it. What's going on? Did you see Chance's, Chance's uh, machine was painted purple? Oh. <laughs> and, and, all, and all the wiring he had inside was all purple. Game blouses. <laughs> you guys are grilling that, grilling him pretty badly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Was that bad? That was a pretty bad hazing, I would say. <laughs> Welcome to the show, bitch. <laughs> if he wasn't so enthusiastic about it, I don't think it would have been as much fun. Yeah, he was pretty enthusiastic, so it made it a lot, a lot, lot more fun. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta haze, you gotta haze the noobs, don't you? Sure. When they show up with a purple Nintendo cabinet, you do. <laughs> so Jim, weren't you? It's passed to you, right? Are you answering? I, you know, I don't even know what the question is. There's been so much time spent on whatever we were talking about. I think, I think you are the last person. Hours into the show, I don't know what you're talking about. Buffett keeps texting me. Yeah, right, I'm also link. We have had like 15 people on tonight, though. Right. Well, it's a six-hour show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow! All right, is that a the dog photo? Is that a dachshund? Hi. Yes. All right, I'm a proud owner of a dachshund myself. Got a long hair. There goes Carrie. Carrie's just like trained like that. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve years worth of barking for sets of dogs. They barking. <laughs> Taught the next generation to bark, and then they die, and then I'm left with the new generation that's been taught how to bark by the old generation that's dead. So you Kayla, just... play, play your dog back on. I want to talk to her. I would, but she's a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let him talk to that bitch. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
the question tonight, Jimbo, is uh, if you could offer one piece of advice to a collector, newbie or not. Ah, boy. And you can everyone, introduce yourself. Everyone too. said good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Jimbo Dini on Clav, uh, YouTube channel's uh, Dinky Flicks. Um, let's see, advice. I think uh, I think I would just say um, you like study the cloud forms before you post anything on there because uh, people will hammer on you. Don't take it too personally. Um, yeah. And and get familiar with the search tool because everyone's gonna start pointing you. Well, this is all over the place and and it's kind of funky, but you can you can find a lot. There's so much documented stuff out there. Um, but but you'll find out who the, like, the cool laid-back people are and who aren't pretty quickly. And that kind of, I guess my other piece of advice is make friends. Uh, yeah. Um, there's there's plenty of chill people out there. Actually, I think I think now is a good a good time to get on there because um, when I joined, there was a lot of dicks. <laughs> there, was a lo- there was a lot of, of mean people out there. I really want to click on this photo. <laughs> oh my god! But, um, but but I, you know, with all these events too, find find out who your local people are. Um, there, you know, go to a gathering, go to Grinkers, go to Brofest, go to any of these places and make friends because that's that's where you're going to find deals and and get the best knowledge is from people you meet in person and or or even Skype or you know hangouts like this. So uh, and go to events. Yeah, come on this show. We won't give you that's any a, shit for being a new guy. Yeah. <laughs> except, except, well. Just don't come on with a purple Nintendo cat. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody's welcome. Really. Yeah. yeah. We were just having fun yeah. with him. He, he seemed Absolutely. like a good guy, so we were having fun. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and, and like you said, Orange, well, I, m- I mentioned go go to Grinkers or Brofest or any of these events and, and find out if you've got a, a you know, most of the places you're going to find have a local community. Even uh, I know in Minnesota, there's not a ton of us. There's maybe like 20 of us, but pretty active. So yeah, but you uh, got some solid guys out there. Yeah, it's um, it's good times. So yeah, make friends, uh, ask questions, you know, search around. But um, it's pretty easy to to tell who the cool people are on Club. Just mm-hmm. you know, just just take a little time. And you'll know who the, who who to ask questions to and who to avoid, or yeah, right. what, what threads are, are are clickbait, or you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, if you think about it, probably almost every single question that's been asked, or you could ask, has already been answered. Pretty much, right? yeah. I mean, I'll I mean, I'll admit, I think, I think the search tool is kind of shitty on Clav the way it works, but the advanced you can still search find a lot of stuff. The advanced search the actually helps you. Okay, yeah. it's just like, have you tried searching? For Mr. Do, oh, that's yeah. a, that, well, it's that's a, it's because it's because it's, it's two short letters, right? A search usually has to have a minimum of three characters. No, you yeah, can you it? can do a search for if you do Mr. Space Do, you won't find even if you do a title search, you won't find anything in the title. No, no but the way do, the right? way a search al- algorithm works is a lot of times they need to have a minimum of three letters for a search algorithm to work properly. Ah, yeah, it's to filter what? out words like the and a and in and that sort of thing. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Well, and Mister and Do. Yeah. Which are also very common terms. Yeah. So that's it usually has to be more than three. <laughs> or you yeah. know. <laughs> well, that that's where quotations and stuff come around searches. So you can actually you can search on Clav forums from Google, right? 
You can just do your yeah. search in, in Google, put quotations around Mr. Do, and then say site is, you know, Clav, or the actual arcade form or whatever it is. And then you can actually search through there from Google searching if you wanted to. Yeah, I've actually done a lot of Google with Clav in it. And that, yeah. or, uh, the, or forums dot, or arcade museum. Yeah, um, I was actually interested, speaking of Clav, like, you know, I know we've had talks before about, actually the thing came up when we were talking about um, Dave and uh, the Florida, the, the 12 games that are in Florida, and how many people would be willing to pick something like that up. And I was actually curious, how many people are, are actually on Clav? And it's actually just short of 20 grand. Wow. So there's there's like 20,000 people that are on Clove. Now, how many people are not on Clove that are actually either new or even collecting? I know a lot of guys who are not on Clove at all. They're just kind of doing their yeah. own thing. So, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that collect these things. Well, it'd be interesting, too, like, like who on Clove and, like, who is actually active. Cause there's probably yeah, there's like, only, like, 100 people that are active at any given time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a couple hundred at, at the most of us who are actually actively posting and... Well, yeah. if you look at the active users too, like, thousand, but like yeah. I'm 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 hypocritical because I'll just leave the tab open, and so it'll he'll probably always show always show me on there, but like I just because I'm I visit so frequently, I just leave that tab open. So even even the list of people that are currently active is kind of deceiving. Right. I think some of the biggest collectors I know aren't on there. Yeah, I've seen that on Facebook. I don't really post much on Facebook, but I'm like, wow, there's there's a lot of stuff going on that I don't see on the forums. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean this this community is actually fairly large and there's gonna be people that are gonna pay up for things no matter what prices we think is stupid. They'll someone will buy it because there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, if they want it bad enough, I mean Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Mark just put in the chat there, Mark put the the way to search um, Mr. Do from Google, if anybody didn't know how to do that sort of thing. <laughs> I so wonder if Dave's peeing and smoking at the same time. <laughs> it felt dangerous. Let's hope the ashes don't go astray. That, that's kind of like this thing, you know, where it's like, oh, I gotta remember, I gotta inhale. <laughs> or you can just let it dangle off the lip, you know. <laughs> oh, his cigarette, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would just entail squatting and smoking. There's no, there's no external components to have to really worry about. Wow. So we've gone around the room, right? Everybody's uh, had their say? His question? I think so. Anybody not say anything? All right. Uh, open forum. It. Open forum, people. All right, I have, I have something real quick. Uh, I'm headed to uh, San Francisco um, in a few days. Say hi to Glenn. So <laughs> I was wondering, does anybody know of any like arcade things to check out? I'm going to check out the Pinball Museum. Yeah. Is there any arcade stuff over there? The, the, scores. the mechanic music. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, high scores. And that's that's like maybe a half hour from San Francisco. Alameda. Alameda. That's where I'm. Yeah, we're gonna go over there. Alameda. Yeah, high scores and the Pinball Museum are not that far away from each other. Um, oh, okay. In Alameda. Oh and, my God, Andrew. 
Uh-oh. All right, here we go. And, and Jim, do you have that sound bite? Woo woo. Uh, yeah. Woo! Not yet. <laughs> I got one down. <laughs> <laughs> The Musée de Mechanique is on is in Fisherman's Wharf, um, and it's and it is cool in the in really the historic sense. There aren't that many um, more modern. And by modern, I mean like <laughs> the eighties games. A lot of it's really old stuff, but it but it's very cool. They do have one back corner. It's got uh, Death Race and a whole bunch of other games are in there. Yeah, no, there's there's this, there there. It, yeah, there, there's a back corner, but most of the museum is, or most of the, the track is dedicated to really the old stuff, like Laughing Sal, and some of the old peep show kind of thing you put in a yeah. corner. That big-ass circus is pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to try not to go to the Fisherman's Wharf just because we always do that, but I am going to check out the uh, Pacific Pinball Museum, and then you said the other one was called, what, what was it called again? The Arcade High Scores. High Scores. High Scores, that's it. Okay, I like that one down. Yeah, Megan. Megan is on our site on Facebook on our forum. She's really cool. Oh, okay, Megan. Is she yeah, is she on high score? What's up? She yeah. She, her and her husband are, uh, run it. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna spend about a week down there, and we're gonna head head north to the redwoods. Check that out. And then uh, drive back. So it's about a week uh, road trip, you know, stay in hotels and stuff. So it should be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hit up a couple breweries while you're out on your trip. Oh, maybe. That sounds good. <laughs> you, can, you, can and you, you two can judge it and be like, no. They could Have you ever been to Hearst Castle? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. That's Hearst Castle was That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was That's badass. Amazing. I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've done Alcatraz. We've done Fisherman's Wharf. So we're going to try and do other things that we haven't done a couple times, you know. So we're looking at, I don't know, anything and everything. You say you've been to the boardwalk, Santa Cruz? Uh, no. Well, we've done the Fisherman's Wharf stuff. So, they have a they have an old school arcade in the. Uh, I heard about that. I've, I haven't been there yet. It's a bit yeah. rough though. It's, I gotta it's, say. <laughs> it's been about uh, probably twenty years since I've been there, and it was pretty rough last time I was there. Yeah, yeah. It was four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah, probably four or five years ago I went, and the, what I remember was the Tron had an LCD in it. Oh no! Why? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know. <laughs> They had lots of classics, but man, they were just not kept up. You know, they had Marble Madness. The track balls weren't working, and oh, Super man. Sprint. The steering wheels were all jacked up. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> yeah. And the, the the pinballs. I mean, they had some good pinballs, but man, the playfields are just so dirty. Oh. I'm like, it's like here. This is where they go to die, right? You know. Yeah, really. But there was a few that were playable and good, but. Yeah. Ah, cool. Awesome. So. 
So anybody get some new grabs this week? Ooh. Anything new happen? Uh, All right, there we go. Mark? Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> NBA Fast Break on Craigslist for $2,800. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and, I, and I got a good look at it, and I emailed the guy, and he said, oh, it's not working, and... 2800 for a non-working not one. Not working, holy yeah. shit. And so I was like, I was looking at it, I'm like, does it have the legs still? And is the glass still there? And, you know, there was a lot looking wrong with whatever was going on. And uh, and then I and then I took my from my playbook and and said, well, you know, one in this condition usually is only going to sell for like five hundred dollars, which is total bullshit. But <laughs> <We're> <laughs> the guy's like, hey, really? Okay, I, you know that sounds reasonable. And I'm like, okay, um, well, you know, where are you? And you know, so he was just totally into five hundred after his twenty eight hundred. Listing. Well, I think he went to I would think he went to eBay or something and just picked out a number. Yes. Okay. So I go there, and um, the guy's got it on the porch, and he's like, "I have good news and I have bad news." And I'm like, "Give me the bad news first." <laughs> and he's showing me that he's figured out that there's a power switch on the bottom of it, and that's why it wasn't coming on. <laughs> so, but right away I'm like, you didn't know this pinball machine had a power switch on the bottom of it. And then I'm like looking around, and he's like, he's taken bolts off the the side of the head, mm-hmm. and the uh, lock bar was bent. So he had no clue how to even open it or that. Right. I was way off. So you like forcefully pulled the skirt off. He. It was like there's a spiral. Well, you know, he was trying Wait, to take whoa, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> the metal the skirt. The metal skirt. Yes. What? I figured. <laughs> so, so I mean, then he was looking at me like I was gonna like magically come up with more money, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have more money. So, you have a good time with your machine on the porch with no legs and no glass. It looks like the, the glass hadn't been on in years. Oh no! And then he said, "Okay, let's make the deal." And I'm like, "What?" Um, but I yeah, that's a, that's a door. yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I mean, I did make. I did throw in a uh, a, a promise to trade in a, a Miss Pack as well for five and five hundred bucks. Uh, but just like the week before, I'd gotten the air hockey table and Miss Pack for two hundred fifty dollars total. So it's like I had a Miss Pack on hand, and so, and he didn't even give me a timeline for when he wants it. So we'll see how long that has to happen. <laughs> well, um, I would call that deal of the week right there, five hundred bucks for that. Is that it yeah, right behind you? It is. So yeah, I mean, um, I brought it home. He left the. It looks, oh, so it, this thing was originally in the Compact uh, Center, also known as the Summit, where the Rockets played. Okay. I don't think he even paid for it. I mean, it it, it just. Yeah. It just seemed like, okay, dude, we're, I don't know where you got this, but I'm taking this home and leaving. So, 
Did um, it clean up pretty nicely? Or? It did, yeah. I still need to wax the play field. I don't have any of my... Uh, this, I still have all my pins in storage in Minnesota, so I didn't have any of the cleaning stuff I used. But I got it all cleaned up, and I bent the lock bar back, and you know, I was able to you know change my lock. Of course, the the key to the head was inside of the... In, you know, inside the coin door, yeah. where it always is. Exactly. And it was immaculate in there. And the there's like a goodie bag, and there's all sorts of weird stuff as if nobody's ever opened it and oh, wow. taken anything out of it. That's such a good price for that. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that's for, awesome. For 500 bucks, I mean, you can just buy a new lock bar, you know. Sure. You're still ahead yeah. on it. Yeah, well, I've seen some people, you know, that in the past converted them to Medieval Madness, and they still have some of their old parts, so... Is it Medieval Madness? Is that what this thing seems to be? I heard about that. Yeah, I heard they were doing yeah. that with uh, that game and Junkyard. Oh, weird. Weird. Um, so, I mean, I'll keep an eye out. I've, I've got it bent back pretty good, and there were some gummy switches, but, you know, because he'd left the top off. You know, I think That's all a really fun do. game, though, the upper playfield, all those extra shoots and all that. That's, yeah, it's really great. cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, I need to update the ROMs. Uh, which I think just has some minor little updates, but my wife and I are like freaking addicted now. It's great. You get to pick what basketball team, and you know, and it also has a linked play if you have two of them. Yeah, yeah. they had that at one of the bars out here. Uh, they had uh, two of them linked up. And so when I play. when I was going through the tour at Stern with George Gomez. You know, uh, John and Greg were like, "We're gonna link our bars over the internet," and I'm like, "That's a that's a great idea." So that sort of like inspired me to go find one. And literally, like two weeks later, this how awesome! Out. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember that. And then John asked, "Do you have any idea how we could do that?" And, and he was like, hey, that's good. Uh, "Good luck with that." <laughs> I think he delegated the linking portion to somebody else. I don't think he personally took care of that. Although he is on the the patent, if you go look it up. So, very interesting. But it, it's a serial connection, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just got an RS-232 uh, connection on it. I mean, I'd have to, like, put, to put together a cable. Really, all I need to do is figure out how to tunnel the requests into, you know, through, through the Internet to another machine also receiving the requests. So, it's probably pretty easy. Uh, Greg uh, had an Arcade Impossible mm -hmm. episode where he... He got something, I forget, he has two driving games, and so he's looking at linking those two. Those are really more complex than this. This is very you know, old school. It, it, literally, if I had two, uh, two modems, and you know, I dialed the other modem and it answered, and then we just took the RS-232 ports, that would probably be it. So, thought about getting two acoustic modems. You know, old, but I don't have like a landline anymore, so that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Yeah, there, there's ways to uh, simulate that over modern stuff, though. Right. It'd be right. cool if you get it working, though, to do that. Yeah. Look up with John's or something. Yeah, you just need another one. So maybe I need two of these machines to completely sort of work the bugs out. Or a neighbor, but um, my neighbors don't do this stuff, so. Aren't you? <laughs> So that was mine. Yeah, great awesome. grab. Yeah. Thank you. Surprise. Test one, two. Let's see. <laughs> Test one, two. <laughs> <laughs> we heard you. 
The Gleek hasn't been on in a while, apparently. It's been months, guys. Sorry. I don't even recognize some of the people here. Like, that's it. <laughs> Are you from the early teen episodes? I don't really... Uh, <laughs> no, I was on like 10 or 20 of these episodes at the beginning. So. He was on the first season. First yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's all the lost episodes that we never recorded. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there, yeah, there's, there's like six months of episodes we didn't uh, we didn't record. Actually, after after John's arcade went to shit, I kind of like just got disappointed with the whole thing. They'd leave an IRC and they, they never got up shows, so I just gave up on the whole thing. So. On the arcade outsiders, you mean? Yeah, yeah, with all gamers, IRC, and all that stuff. It was so much easier and convenient. Yeah. So, I mean, I got news. I got a, a Fluke 9010A. That's huge. That's huge if you know how to use it. I do know how to use it. It's read a lot of manuals, watch a lot of YouTube videos, and, and uh, go with it. Yeah, I believe one of the last times you were on here, were you not talking to Buffett about wanting to get one of those? Uh, no, it wasn't Buffett. I, this this came out of nowhere. Um, no, no, but you were just talking to him. He was on here. Oh, it might have been. It might have been, yeah. Yeah, and that wasn't a judgment on you or your abilities, just in general, the comment, but like, yeah, Fluke is a great machine if you know how to use it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was uh, working with uh, a Frogger last night because I had the Z80 pod only, and I went through the bus test, went through the ROM test, everything checked out, and then I got to the RAM testing, um, the regular RAM worked out okay. The video RAM was giving me some kind of BTS errors. So I desoldered all the two 114 RAM chips and put all new ones in. Still not it. And because there's a lot of like those TTL, you know, logic chips that could go wrong that can make the RAM error out. So I still got some troubleshooting to do on that. It's a lot, it's a lot of work still. You guys there? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's mostly it's mostly above my pay grade. I, I thought I missed another <laughs> picture or something. <laughs> All right, so it's you better answer the uh, weekly question then, since you're on yeah. now. Advice, some kind of advice you guys were talking about. Yeah, just yep. if you want, give one piece of advice for other collectors or newbies. Well, I am a newbie. Um, I just got started with this uh, collecting arcade games about a year ago. Um, but obviously, um just as old as all you guys, if not older, except for Mock. Um, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There goes my movies. <laughs> no. I bet no. you Mock's not that much older than I am. Uh, it, age doesn't matter. It, it's a uh, But it, it's what kind of... Like, <laughs> uh, is that going to be a really awkward question in the uh, upcoming episodes? What's How that? old are you? <laughs> yeah, I lived through all the arcade rise and fall. <laughs> so I don't have any advice. All I can give you is some um, uh, like experiences I've been through being new. Um, obviously, getting into this hobby, you don't know anybody, so you don't have that kind of edge like some of you do. So, you, so, so by new, how how new? I said year. One year. Okay, I missed that. Sorry. Yep. One year. Okay. Um, you know, so so you're into it. You you do a lot of listing, Kijiji, uh, unfortunately eBay. I never buy anything off eBay, anyways. Club and, and the Facebook, uh, you know, uh, groups and stuff like that. And then you know, 
just just being a year into it, you meet a lot of people, and then you do establish those um, connections, and then you do you do get the the deals that come up, and and most of the good stuff you get are never through Craigslist and or Clove or Facebook groups. It's always behind the scenes with your friends. That that's always true. Do you know? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I've got some awesome deals on Craigslist that. Well, you get awesome deals because of dumb people. So I guess you're right there. It's a timing thing with Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to be right there at the. Yep. Fighting against ten or people getting the same game. True. But you know what's stupid? And and I don't I don't understand this. Like, I'll give you an example. Say like a quantum will pop up for four hundred bucks. <laughs> people will ask like, hey, can I get pictures? And it's like it's like four hundred bucks to say, what's your number? I'm on my way. Yeah. Like, people don't get that. Like. And that's how I get a lot of stuff because people ask for pictures or ask too many questions, and I just send them, you know, straight to I'll take it. Here's my number, <clears throat> you know. But I, I don't know. That's just me. I'm gonna make an assumption here. You always have like a two thousand plus dollar bankroll just in cash, ready to go. Me? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Well, some. You know what? Sometimes, not all the time. I, I know a local guy here. He's he's more of a pinball guy. He's got like ten to fifteen thousand. He's just like ready to go at any moment. No, I mean a lot of my money is invested right now, but I mean I've he's, been he's like got a, he's got a trailer and all the cash in hand, and that's how he gets the freaking smoking deals. Um, he just shows up and buys a shitload of parts and machines from the person. Yeah, well, I mean, usually like the one that the recent thing I grabbed. I mean that took a little while to, you know. To, to figure out, but you know, I I think I dropped about ten ten there, but mm -hmm. about eight of it was mine, and then I picked up a pong for a guy for like two grand just right. to drive it back for him or something like that. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of parts there. I mean, there's yeah, there was sure. a lot of stuff I left there. Yeah, he had a whole wall of Star Wars boards that were just sitting there, you know, but <laughs> just a bunch of other stuff too. I just couldn't get it all. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. But you get a lot of stuff too. You, I see you getting stuff all the time too. Couple here and there, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot it's, of stuff that pops up, up up there too. Yeah, there is. Lately, though, it seems more like I just kind of wheel and deal with local friends. I'm I've been cool doing that, that too. I've yeah. been doing that too. Yeah, that way I can do it on my own time. You know, I don't. I don't have to like. You know, <laughs> leave work early or come home late because I went and grabbed a game or whatever. You know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now, honestly, like on Craigslist, I search. I don't use the word arcade. I I use every other word. <laughs> game. That's a good yeah. one. Video, video <laughs> game. Video yeah. game. No, that's. And then you can you can put a, a negative. Sign in front of and delete words, and yes. that way it'll narrow searches down. Video game happens. machine. That's what happens here. Uh, and Carrie, you actually were over there not too long ago. The uh, Double Tree in Sacramento. Oh that's, yes. That's kind of known as the Arden slash arcade area. Yes. So if you do if you do an ar arcade search in Sacramento, it's all this shit from Arden Arcade. You know, people <laughs> their garage sales and selling some old crap. You know. 
I'm like, never- ah, got to do minus Arden every freaking time here. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, when I do my Craigslist search, I'll include Sacramento because it's, you know, Sacramento, yeah. we're not far away from each other. Yeah. Um, and, and I have family up in Nevada City. Okay. So it makes for an easy uh, slip. But yeah, the Arden Arcade throws a wrench in it each and every time. And at, at least, thankfully, I think Arcade Fire, the group, Band or whatever, finally yes. stopped touring or whatever that bullshit is. Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no more arcade fire. <laughs> I was using minus tickets for like a fucking year and a half. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Price is right, fucking. Yeah. Mountain climber, fucking. And really, I don't. I don't even bother with pinball anymore. Trying to search because there's so many. There's like ten times more people looking for that. Yeah, exactly. same down here. Yeah. yeah, I got one. I got. I got one recently. Just a friend of mine called me out of the blue, and he's like, "Yeah, I picked up a roadshow for you know this much. Do you want it for two mm-hmm. grand?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. Right. For maybe a year, I had a. There was a local guy who was a retired op that. Uh, you know, I bought a few games from him. I, I just told him, I'm like, hey, you get anything in? I got cash. I'll show up, <laughs> you know. So yeah. he would call me first. I mean, I, I got a handful of really good deals, but, you know, the last few times I was like, ah, I'm kind of tapped out on space and money and, ah, you know. So I think he just stopped calling me <laughs> after that. But Yeah, I mean, I get random calls sometimes, which is cool. Like the la- the one before that I got. Some guy just goes, do you still buy, like, just as random text, are you still buying arcade games? And I was like, sure. What do you have? And he's like, he's like, Tempest, Zookeeper, and Moon Patrol. I was like, what do you want for it? bastard. I know, right? (laughs) I was like, what do you want for a three? And he's like, "Um, 900. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give you 1,000. Just hang on to him until tomorrow, you know, so. Yeah. (laughs) And And that was recent, too, so. Yeah. You got two Z keepers now, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Bastard. Tight, <laughs> <Thanks>, Mark. <laughs> Mark said no, everybody. All right. Take care, Time Runner. Later, Mark. Um, how's, your, how's your build coming, by the way? Uh, very slowly. Very slowly. <laughs> yeah. I keep getting distracted with other projects. It, it, I, sold all, I, sold, I sold all mine. My last one I sold yesterday. The project or what? Yeah, it was a project. It was uh, boxing bugs. Oh wow! There's a rare one. Wow! Vector by who is it? Uh, Cinematronics. Cinematronics. Okay. Yeah. Was it working? Sound and everything? No, it wasn't. It was. uh, I said I worked out a few trades with Van and and, uh, got that. So. What uh, kind of monitor is is in that one typically? Actually, it's a 6100. Yeah. Which oh, is sort of odd. Fans, second boxing buds or third or something? <laughs> it's their third, yeah. Yeah, or third. <laughs> Damn. That's a pretty rare game. Yeah, I've never... I've never... Uh, and I said that's the first one I had. And it was missing like a... Uh, it was missing a board. And... Um, uh, guy by the name of Mark H. on uh, 
KLOV was going to build me something custom, but uh, this guy Jason had been look, looking for one, and he's good friends with Mark, so I just sold it to him. So oh. I just I just got too many projects also. Yeah. They're not projects, just non-working games, and I'm getting them worked on right now. So yeah. <clears throat> yep, I got two games myself in the last week and a half, I think. <laughs> I uh, decided to push out a, a project I had. It was a it was an empty cubert and a bunch of parts to slowly try to build a, a Mad Planets. But I'm like, it's so much freaking work, and I got so many other projects. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I need to just move it on. So. I wound up getting a Popeye out of the deal. <laughs> My third Popeye. <laughs> like, what is the deal with me and Popeyes? <laughs> yeah, after, after Grinkers, I was sort of wish I had one now. Sort of the Popeye, yeah. <laughs> so just today, I actually, uh, the crown, or not the crown molding, the T molding on one side was uh, broken, so I replaced that, and, and I put in the, uh, I've had it for a couple of years, the, um, the free play kit, the browsing Risington one or whatever. Yep. So install that today, uh, and then uh, my buddy uh, Tron guy Dylan. Yeah. Um, I uh, got a Galaga from him, so got that. Yeah. Picked that up a few days ago. He's almost my... finished with his zookeeper, isn't he? Yes, I know. <laughs> I put on a little, uh, you know, like, hey, which one of us can finish first? So I actually have more parts than him. And mine's kind of original board set, but his right. cabinet's further along than mine, so. Yeah. Yep. Ah, yeah. waka waka! <laughs> uh, yeah, I do wish that, you know, I, I you, you sent me a link or a message about the, you knew someone who had screens for the zookeeper. Yeah, my friend John had made screens for a zookeeper, and then he never got around to doing anything with them. Mm -hmm. So then he passed. I was supposed to go pick them up, but my one of the guys that's in our arcade, or part of our arcade, went and mm -hmm. grabbed them instead, and I don't think he'll ever get around to doing anything with them. But yeah. he's got the sides, and John has the front. So it's like... Oh, wow. Just, yeah, I sent him. I sent him a message. Just never heard back from him. But uh, did you yeah, see recently? Um, DP Twiz. I guess somebody he knows got screen. They screened a uh, zookeeper on a oh, cabinet nice. that he built. Nice. But yeah, that that would be cool. I mean, I I, I, mean, I had mentioned I can, that to. Go ahead. I can get the side. I can get the sides. No problem. I just know they're really large. Yeah. yeah so I mean, in in grading them or whatever, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're really, it's going to be really hard to shoot them, so you'd almost have to come down here and do it. So right. It'd be pretty well. I mentioned that to Scott, you know, Atari Scott. I'm like, man, if you could do a pre-screened cabinet, you know. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, my the thing is my friend is, uh, I think he wants a quantum cabinet and an iRobot cabinet from Scott, so maybe he can work something out with the screen yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. So I'll try and see if I can and hook that up or whatever. Yeah, reach out to him. Yeah, I, I don't know what, you know, if I could see where he'd say, well, you know, I don't really want to take on that extra step. You know, yeah. if there's somebody local who can screen it for him, 
and then he doesn't have to mess with it. But yeah. yeah. Now I actually had a picture. He actually had made those screens a while ago, and he works at like a movie prop place. So every movie, okay. like major production that comes out, they do props for him. So okay. But uh, he had the screen sitting up, and the coffee guy, I guess it. Uh, just brings the coffee in for the warehouse. Like decided to take a shortcut, hmm. and dumped and dumped his coffee like cart through the screens. The first oh, set. Oh no! <laughs> and I actually had taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a picture of me like looking through the screens or something like that. Like I, I don't find it there. Yeah, shit, that sucks. So, did you guys hear about the the ArcadeHighScores.com site? I don't know if the guy posted in um, Clover or not. I think he did. Is it a is it a high score site or is it the, for the high scores in Alameda? It's different. It's something that's never been done before. Um, his high score save kits will basically they, they come with um, a network that hooks up to the the CPU. And when you uh, get a high score on your game, it uploads it to the site. Wow! wow. You guys so didn't know like, that? <laughs> it's got like a Wi-Fi hooked up to your no, internet or something? They're working on Wi-Fi. Um, right now it's just um, Cat, Cat5 cable hooked to your internet. Okay. Is this called arcadehighscores.com? And a guy that used to be in season one with this chat too, you guys all know him, Mike Kilowad. Um, he's on Claw too. He is actually working with this guy. He's from a different country, I think, um, Sweden or Germany or something like that. And um, they're building kits like faster than than anybody you can name right now. Um, I'm even getting involved too at the. At the tail end of it. I'm not that involved yet. But they're, um, right now, I don't even think the news is out yet. They just uh, successfully completed a missile command save kit last night. I was there. I tested the board. So, there's a lot of things going on. You can actually buy his boards. They're um, they're priced like at 60 European pounds or something like that. And another, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another $20 in shipping. Uh, it's super expensive, but the point is, is nobody else is fucking making arcade kits anymore. Nobody. Everybody quit. Spave and... But this guy's churning them out like once a month, uh, a new game. They're going to get a Crazy Climber uh, high score. Uh, and they're all... <laughs> yeah, I thought you guys wanted to know that. It was pretty cool news. That's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that there's like a Space Dab high score save kit. It's 50 euros. Yep. But then you can buy the one with the upload, and it's 65 euros. Well, you you want to get the ones with the upload. It's boring otherwise, you know. It's really cool. Um, the the high scores is like. So does it actually send a a video feed, or is it just no 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 the just, score just only? go to um the main site arcade scores highscores.com, then click USA United States, and then you'll see like for example asteroids. I have the top scores. I have the the top score of all time for asteroids, which is very low, 23,000. I was going to say, that's the only way you know how to get a high score, I guess, eh? Exactly. No, the point is, that's all Mike had at his home for the, these kits so far, is asteroids and a couple other games. I forgot what he had. Uh, 
centipede is the other one. I, I'm, I guess part of my question there is, is it is intention just to be, you know, just kind of have fun with it, just to record your score somewhere, or is it actually for, like, world record attempts? Well, that that hasn't been that part hasn't been established yet. Right now, it's for fun. Um, okay. It's never been done before. No, nobody has ever done this ever. It couldn't be for world records, right? Because it'd be so easy to yeah, to you can hack it or cheat. Right. That's yeah. a, that's what my point was going to be. Was like for no. the world record guys, they'd be like. Well, they need video proof too. Yeah, you know the I, I whole game. It, it's it's yeah. they never did this with the intentions of being official, and any okay. so yeah. it, it, it's the point that it's it's a live project. They're they're making a lot of high score kits that don't even exist. I mean, the hobby is all about fixing the game first, and then once you fix it, I guess you can play the game. But that gets boring if your your high scores never save. You know, you shut it off and it's gone, like um. Jim Bodini, I don't know if your eyes has a high score kit, but th that would suck if you shut it off and you got to do it all over again. So it saves it to a website or something? It saves saying? it on your local computer, too. It oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's NVRAM and all that, too. So. Hmm. And Did they ever make a high score kit for eyes? That's yeah. what I was asking Jim Bodini. He would know. Did he leave? You know, for a second. How do you do it for eyes if it flips, though? What flips? Uh, All the it rolls over. The score rolls yeah, over. Score. Oh, yeah. actually, it's easy because these guys, uh, Mike Kilowatt and this guy, are you know doing recoding assembly and hooking to the processor and doing all kinds of different routines. So if it flips, they can write a routine to add that address to the you know score. Yeah, somebody had offered Jimbo, I think, already to do a high score that did that, but you couldn't use it in a competition because. No. Um, this is nothing to competitions again. You know, no, this, no, I just, I'm just saying someone did offer them, like, on, on the actual claw thread. I think someone mentioned that they could make one. This is all about saving high scores. I mean, that's that's the first step. You know, the competitions and all the official ones can come later. A question was asked to you about your eyes. <laughs> high score save kit, or is one coming for you, Jim? I, I gave up on it because... Um, uh, in order for, for me to have a, a save kit that made any sense, um, Matt Osborne would have to add two more digits to the the score, and apparently that's a lot of work. I think he was just kind of kidding, because he, he had posted something. He's like, well, I guess I'll ha have to add another digit or two um, for your high score save kit, but I don't think he was serious, because I was, I was uh, messaging him back and forth, and he's like, yeah, one digit's one thing, but two is a lot of extra work. I'm not oh, sure the guys, logistics of it. I just remembered. Did you guys see the eyes on eBay? Four hundred fifty bucks. Buy it now. If anybody was oh. interested. Where is it? I, I, I've been avoiding. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I've been avoiding eBay and Craigslist and everything because Nobody I don't have any space. It was on in New York, I think. Uh, see, for for me, the funny thing is, is. I, I could really care less about having my machine save the stuff. I like what John does or what like Andrew does where you just you have a board. I actually have like an old Coke sign that takes little letters mm -hmm. and you just fucking put it up there and have it in your arcade. I don't for me the the high scores I had thought about and I actually talked to Greg from Arcade Impossible when we were at Brofest about this, about building a website and actually tacking it onto his um what's his site? Uh, Scoreground. Scoreground. Yeah, I was, I, uh, to add something onto a Scoreground, because I was going to build something separately, uh, <coughs> where you could sign up and have your own arcade, 
and you can actually save all your high scores for your own arcade uh, up to the website, and then it would compare your your arcade scores with other people's home arcade scores. Hmm. It would just it would just all be honor system, so it would just be like if you wrote down. I think know, someone had a site like that already. I think there was one like that. There there used to be one, and actually I thought it was was Greg's. I thought it was Scoregrounds, but it's it's not. Scoregrounds just uploads videos for high scores. But I thought when it first came out, that's what it did. And he's like, no, it never did. And I'm like, oh. There was one. I swear. To, I swear that's like everyone. You just sort of like enter your scores. Like off the games you have or whatnot. Yeah, you just start. You, you log in by setting up your own arcade, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, no. that's why I said to him. I said I thought there was one that was like this, but I can't find it anymore. Yeah, I don't know where it went, but I remember that there was one. There was, and I think John even said something about it on his podcast or whatever. Yeah, if, I, so, if I'm not mistaken. So my idea was to build that site, but then to hook it into where you could have a, a Raspberry Pi. And using Python, you could actually build yourself a high-score screen in your own arcade. Hmm. So as you entered in, you know, you go to your computer or your phone, and you could log into the Raspberry Pi, update a score for whatever it was, it would update it on a screen in your arcade, but then it would also go up to the website and compare it against other people's. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm. That would be yeah. awesome in 2084 arcade, Kalen. Well, that's something I've been thinking about making. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, updating the scores all the time. I actually yeah, just bought a, I bought a couple of Raspberry Pis and uh, even one of the little Raspberry Pi 7-inch display touchscreens. Actually, Andrew, I don't know if you're interested in something like this because I know you were doing something like to turn your arcade machines on or something. But the Raspberry Pi now comes out with... They have this 7-inch um, screen and it's it's 60 bucks. For the screen, it's t- it's a touch screen, and it actually has a nice black bezel on it, and it's actually made to mount into a wall. Wow! And it actually is it's HDMI, and it plugs right into the Raspberry Pi. So if you can code Python, um, you know there's there's I/O ports on a Raspberry Pi to to you know switch relays on and off. So you can actually easily build a web interface for this little touch screen, throw it in your wall with a Raspberry Pi turn relays on and off. So I don't know. I know you're talking about doing some of that with a friend, but I don't know if you were you were doing something like this or not. Yeah, the uh, the the shield that I'm using is much smaller, but yeah, same idea. Yeah, I I had another one that was really small as well, but I I thought this one was cool because it's actually it's actually fairly high res and fairly so you could actually have the my idea is to have the marquees across it. How much was that, Brad? This is sixty bucks. Sixty? Okay. So with this with a Raspberry Pi it was like a hundred dollars. <laughs> So on the topic of Pi, have you guys messed with the <laughs> emulation at all? Meme? <laughs> Pi meme? <laughs> uh, I, I, I did it a long time ago. I haven't recently. I got one a couple months ago, mainly for TV-related stuff. But that's, that's what I use mine for, for Cody? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, exactly. what I use my, that's what I use mine for. Genesis? Uh, Genesis and uh, Phoenix and yep. yeah, all all sports and get all all sports games. Yeah, it's pretty slick for sure. Yeah, yeah, I just set mine up like a month or so ago. But I, you know, for fun, I would like to try to set up the the Pi meme on it just to be able to play games that I don't normally am able to play at all. You know. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do you could do the same thing on your computer though if you wanted to. It's not True. that's that's for me. That's what I was like. Well, I'm, I'm terrible at that though. I, <laughs> I've actually got I got two more Raspberry two more Raspberry Pi sitting right here. <laughs> I got them all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it'd be kind of cool because just to get an LCD screen in your place and you can have high scores showing up on it and. It all so on, topic, to on the topic of high scores, too, uh, Kalen, have you guys ever done any uh, like tournaments at your 2084 place? Yeah, we have a high scoreboard there. Um, needs to be updated, but but I mean, uh, like an act, you know, like make a make a night out of it, you know, like we're we're doing these, you know, four games for a tournament or whatever, you know, just make fun. Yeah, like before we we do that, but we just haven't really done that much lately, so uh-huh. I mean, I think me and uh, two other guys are the only guys really into like, changing stuff up anymore, none of the people that are involved with it, just me and two outside guys, so okay. uh, it sort of gets, you know, we're so, trying to so just... So how many, is, is there three of you guys that Me and three here? other guys, me and you three, and three other, other guys, guys. okay. Yeah. So. And it's pretty much equal number of games between you guys? Um... I think me and this guy James have the most. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. Yeah, I mean, me and him, I think, have the most right now. So. Okay. That's There's cool. about eighty-five to ninety games in there, I think. Wow. Yeah. And you're able to ideally make enough to at least pay for the overhead. When you uh, it's not it. necessarily like we don't always cover rent. You know, we try. Yeah. Right, but I mean, it's more like if we do, cool. If we don't, oh well, we're close. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, it just cuts down on storage, basically, is what it is. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. You can just go there anytime and play games and do whatever you want. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. It's a cool little spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know other people have been talking about it. Like I know Andrew and Jeff. And uh, Greg, all those guys in the mid, and <laughs> right central, you know, central, yeah, they were talking about you know, because I know right. they've got a, a decent amount of stuff too. And, yeah, you know, I mean it makes sense if you got enough guys involved. Yeah, I mean if you don't have a huge house with a you know twelve car garage or something, no, exactly, you got this massive collection of games. It's like. You know, you want to have them in a place that they're playable and, you know, be able to interact Absolutely. with friends and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be kick-ass. Yeah, because one of the guys, one <laughs> of the guys just has them in, like, a lot of, I think he has two storage units with stuff in it, and it's like everything I have is in my garage playable or they're playable, you know. Yeah. I, I don't like to keep stuff, like, where it's not, you're not able to look at it or work yep. on it or whenever you want to, so. For sure. But I, I understand that, you know, you know, some people only have so much room and whatnot, and hopefully I never get to that point, but <laughs> I'm sure there will be a time. Yeah. I definitely wish there was more people where I am. I mean, there's basically no other collectors besides me. Yeah. And I'm in a city of, like, 3 million people, and it's it's weird that there's nobody who collects these things. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It isn't. It isn't. I mean, you're you're kind of lonely in that aspect. 
you know, you can't do you can't do your weekly or monthly meetups or, or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've met one guy recently, but he's more into 90s games, not really 80s games. So mm-hmm. we do hang out. He comes up to my the place where I've got my my games and we work on stuff once a week. But um, he well, only good. has like an apartment, so he only has like one or two games in his place. Hmm. Yeah, I wish there was a few more people here. Yeah, there's a lot out here. <laughs> yeah, which is which is what I find is weird. It's just, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, you guys have more, more people in California than we have all in all of Canada, so there's so there's a lot more people down there. But I mean, we are a city of like three million plus, so you would think there'd be more people when we collect this stuff. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Canada. <laughs> Wrong continent. Um, <laughs> that was that was for Vancouver. <laughs> so, you, but you orange, you said it, it's pretty expensive there, though, right? For land and storage and all yeah, that. It's, it's so that's uh, yeah. related, you know. It's the second most expensive city in the world to live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're if you're somebody in your 20s or even early 30s, good luck buying a house. You'll never ever own one here. Yeah. Which is pretty sad. <laughs> uh, oh, someone's giving me a break. <laughs> oh, nice. somebody else did that one, huh? Kind <laughs> uh, Mine are obvious because it, since it goes through my mic, um, it always, I'm, I'm sure I, my face comes up, so um, as if I'm talking through uh, my microphone. okay. Whereas the, the, the actual Google Hangout, the... 12 sound, sounds or whatever that they have. I think I don't think it does the same thing. I think it just anonymously plays, which I wish I could figure that out. But no, never mind. That's just Andrew. No. <laughs> 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 can I- Oops. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say? So I had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Time for a little pussy. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I don't know. Hey, now. That's another idea for a sound effect. Ooh, yeah, but I still think the title of this show's got to be "Don't Be a Dick." Um, but if I had a YouTube channel, which I don't, I, I always forget to introduce myself. You I actually have, do. Yeah, I do. Like I've introduced myself once, but I don't have anything to promote. I don't have any YouTube channels or anything. But if don't I had stuff a, with like dogs or horses on it or something. No, actually, for a while, my, I I did for a while maintain a um, back when I competed a lot in dog agility. I used I, my dog had a uh, YouTube or had a Facebook page where I put a lot of things when we were competing. But anyway, I don't anymore. But if I had a YouTube channel, and uh, then I would say if I would have filmed what I did this week when I wasn't fucking fucking my boards up, god damn it, um, I would would have named my my episode fun with vinyl because I did right. Oh. 
How many? All right. Oh, He's about to get X-rated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had so I had my first, and I don't. I'm guessing most of you have done vinyl. Maybe not. But I had my first experience with vinyl this doing vinyl this week on um, my iRobot. The base of iRobot. So what's it look like? Uh, I'm not. It's looking good. I gotta say, I'm I'm pretty excited. Can we see I, it? Well, I'm not done with it. I, mean, I can bring you want. I I can show you what I've done. Sure, yeah. I'll bring you. Yeah, come on over. Come on over. Come on in, because you know I robot. Of course, in my in my living room, I have to turn on the light. Yes. Um, come this way. Come into my home. I'm down a dog though, so you won't see both my dogs. I only have one of my dogs. Although I guess she's not even getting off the sofa. Ah! There we go. All right. Kaylin, you still have your iRobot you recently grabbed? Yeah, I'm waiting for the panel. Oh, that's right. Wait, let me let me pull it out. I don't know if you guys can see it very well. Whoa! Right. Oh, I can handle it. Don't worry about that. So I have light to really be able to see it very well because this is. Still, even though it's California, it's always sunny. It is nighttime. Um, oh, so, and in fact, actually, I could use some advice. Hmm, I don't think my arms are long enough. So, yeah, you probably can't see it all well. I am always in strange positions here on this show. Thank you, Brad, for presenting me. Oh, um, so, so for the well, everybody knows, iRobot the base is similar to Firefox or Major Havoc. Um, so I what I did, so I vinyled this portion of it. I think it came really well. So it, per, per a couple of weeks ago, um, I had painted the um, I painted my base, and I so this week I, or a couple of days ago I laid the vinyl for this part. Of it, and in the very back of it, it has um, there's actually a separate panel that has a vent, and um, so and I actually have not vinyl that portion of it. I don't know if I will. I mean, that's against the wall. I might just because I'm kind of a stickler, but um, and and honestly, that'll be fucking nothing compared to vinyling this piece of shit because it's ugh. Got, well, you know, from, from the way that these things are laid out, there's like a number of angles. And it was it was kind of exciting doing it. It definitely takes patience. Um, a lot of it. And I bought a heat gun, which I fucking love my heat gun. So after I, I laid the vinyl down, um, I tried using uh, not a squeegee, but um, but kind of a, like a spreader. And uh, I really yeah. preferred my hand. Honestly, and just kind of feeling it and pushing it and getting it nice and flat against the wood, and then I sealed it off with a heat gun so that I could get a nice um, edge along where the T molding is going to go. And it was nice because I um, fresh blade used that on my X-Acto knife so I could get a, a good fresh cut right along where the T molding is going to go. On uh, sorry, on all of this, you just can't see. But what I haven't done yet, so I think it came out really well. I'm happy with it. It certainly, every little thing shows. Like, if there was a dog hair, I swear to God, it shows underneath yeah. this button. Um, yeah. But honestly, I, this may sound silly, but taking the vinyl out of 
when it came, so I ordered um, the vinyl. It's the, it's the stuff adhesive vinyl from this old game. Beautiful stuff. Really liked it. Took it out, and it it just looks like new arcade game. Like there's something exciting about holding this giant sheet of vinyl there. And <laughs> what does it what does it work for? Is it is it mainly for like iRobot or is, is it is it a number of games or? a number of games. Like any of my Ataris. Um, actually, it it matches even my Karate Champ. So I'm going to redo. I'm going to redo the sides of my Karate Champ. Put some new side art on. I've decided that I'm going to take uh, Karate Champ to Cax this year. I'm going to try to get another game if I can get another vehicle. My my car will only hold one game. I'd like. To, I've told. Um, I told John, uh, who's funny, who helps with Cax and um, it's Cax Salon. Yeah, Cax. Yep. There. There's a yeah. number. There's a number of guys in the area that they can pick up multiple games. Yeah, they drive. There's all sorts of trucks that pick up, so they may be Between able. Between now and, and July, we can detail that out. And, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. you can get more games there. Yeah, because I'll definitely bring Karate Champ. I've, I've committed to that, and that honestly will be part of Well, it'll help motivate me to do the sides of Karate Champ because I need to rip all the vinyl off of those. It, it has just the black vinyl, and then like on one side, somebody, you know, there's a bunch of like, stickers and shit on there. It doesn't have any of the side art. So I want to redo the vinyl on the sides of Karate Champ and put some of, you know, get uh, um, the repro of the Karate Champ art. That'll be kind of fun. Um, and I, talk, I mentioned to John about doing that. And then if I can get a second game, I think I'll bring my, <laughs> I think I'll bring my my Tempest cocktail. Um, there you go. Which, which I, you know, is a little bit like, because <sighs> it's a Tempest cocktail, uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> right? Like, and it was broken at Crinkers, or you know, his one. <laughs> right. But I've had a, I've had a couple people say I'd love to see it, and so I'd love to be able to let people see for those who, who know these things and care about these things to be able to see the, the Tempest cocktail. So that would be the second game I would I'd bring if I had a way to bring it. Um, so uh, so anyway, so I'll be doing a lot more vinyl work. So it'll be lots of fun for fun fun with vinyl. <laughs> so, so is uh, what were you you were talking about? You uh, were trying to cap something or work on something earlier. Was it your iRobot that you were talking about? Yeah, I have a handful of projects. I am exactly the opposite of of thirty four K's advice in terms of like. <laughs> yeah. But that's where we go into the whole like know yourself thing, uh, uh -huh. and there's definitely wisdom with the one at a time thing. It's just I I. I think I'm okay with my personality, but I've also gotten to the point where I have seen it and gone, okay, I need to not, like I have an opportunity to, to take on a pretty big project, and I'm like, no, because it will just be too much. I'll be. Well, you, said, you said you'd pulled out a part by accident. Was that out of the iRobot? Yeah, yeah. No, I have, yeah. A, I have a, I have a, I have a manual and everything if you need it, if you need me to, if you need anything out of it. Like part wise, and anything like that. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I've down so I downloaded the um, the uh, manual from Club, but I do, it seems like actually the power. So on um, on Club, the they have the iRobot manual that's downloaded, but then it it references that there's other manuals, one of which is associated with the power supply, and that's what I was working on. That's the board that I was working on where I desoldered. It was the power supply. Yeah, I desoldered C13 instead of CR13, and I mixed the part in with all 
art, or not all of them, but the, the other like half dozen little CRs that I. Yeah, before we get off, I'll, I'll go take, I'll grab it and take a look because I know exactly where the manual's at. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, thank you, because I and am if, not. And if I get, if I get down to my place, um, I'll look up the location and take a picture of where you're, what part you took out, and I can just, I'll just send it, like send you a picture of it through Facebook or something. Sweet. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. No, I'm so I've done, I've done that. I've. I've done that too. I, everyone's done something like that. I've done. I, I don't. Know, I don't even want to talk about shit I've done. But yeah, I mean. I, <laughs> yeah, because I felt. I mean, and I. It was one of those. And honestly, I still to this mo to this day I have not found. Um, like I said, I haven't actually found the the, the CR thirteen. Um, and I'm just glad that I didn't end up soldering in CR thirteen into where C thirteen was. I mean, that was actually good that I was worried about my border collie and so I went then went had to go back and then was double checking. because um, I just I just can't I can't believe I did that. It was just such a stupid No, I mean even even though like you know, like I I I just got late like I was doing a cap kit and I was just slapping shit in there and I I, I always double check my work and the last time I did one like Fuck! Like five caps in a row, I put in backwards. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Oh man! So I mean, I I double check on my stuff anymore, but I mean, you know, some people, you know, I I've gotten overconfident on doing shit like that, and just like I said, I'm glad I double checked my work, but I mean, shit happens, you know. Yeah. Thank Thank you, because honestly, I felt shitty, and and I had mentioned it to a friend of mine, and was kind of hoping for a little. No, at least you at least you caught it before you put it in, though. You know. Yeah. Yes, I'm happy about that, and but I just I'm, I'm uh, I tend to beat myself up a little too much about these things. Um, but anyway, so so on the so I on the iRobot um, the uh, and, and to the question of how many games I have, I think it's like five and a half or six. It's funny. I actually now I'm at the point where I have to count them. Like. <laughs> 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 Which is so funny. I think it's five and a half. I think it's five and a half. Once you get into your thirties or forties or fifties, then you gotta really start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I would love a I would love a thought about how to best do this because, um, again, let's see if I can get you guys back here with me. So, e, hold on. You're going sideways. You're going sideways, and we're down. Um. Sixty-nine, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, although I don't know if this is all that helpful, the um, but I, apparently I do love getting. Hey, look, it's, it's the it's the guts of my machine. See, this is this is it's a true arcade show. So, <laughs> well, it's, any thoughts on on how to vinyl the top? So I've vinyl the I've vinyl the sides of the base here. I think it came out really well. I'm super happy with it, but now I have to do the top. And I'd probably consider a seam right in the middle on the back. Right. That's, so it's like it, a it's two uh, mirror image capital L's basically. That would that's what I that would be the easier way to do it. Capital C. Yeah, because I'm thinking it would be a bitch and a half in order to try to do it as. As a as a full like you know as a, as a C but instead of do two L's but is that cheating like it just seems like it's gonna be so hard to try to do 
No, that'd be almost impossible. Plus, yeah. like, I mean, you want to use um, the factory edge as much as you possibly can on places where the seams are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a tricky one. Yeah, but well, I, I, I appreciate this because actually I have to vinyl my 720 probably next year, so. Uh. I'll give you pointers after I, after I suppose I the only way you could actually truly do that is if you could is it even possible to remove the base are there bolted connections or is it all screwed and uh, glued together I think it's, it's it, I think it's glued together so yeah. when I got the part that's new about this is the base um, the uh, Chris that I got it from, he had a, you know, he got the original um, uh, specs on it, had it had it built to spec by a carpenter friend of his. But, okay. it, yeah, it's fucking glued in here. It's I find it interesting. I mean, this is probably nothing boring to you guys, but, um, but I, you know, it was interesting to me that there's nothing in there. Like, you open it up, and there's fucking there's nothing. an empty shell, yeah. Yeah, I was like, ooh. I could like hide shit in there. Okay. Like if I had if I had a small fortune of gold, like gold doubloons, I'd totally be stashing it in there. <laughs> and and the way that the um kind of the back this back door area is a bitch and a half to get off. It's it's very tight. In fact, I might end up just hand it down a little bit. Yeah, because I was gonna say, you know, if it was possible to remove the base, then you could do it all as one piece. You know, and then trim out the middle cutout that the center section connects to. Yes. But if it's all glued together, I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah, I, interesting. I think. Yeah, and honestly, there's so many angles, and I and what I appreciated was watching John's video where he was like, "Eh, fuck it, I'm painting it," um, and didn't end up vinyling it, but uh, which made me feel a bit better about. Me saying, so he just painted the top. I painted the whole thing, and now oh, I'm just okay. Open. So I so I vinyl the sides. Yeah. I'll, then I need to vinyl the top of it, and then it was yeah. It's just been a matter of do I do it in, in two pieces or try to do it in one. I'm leaning towards the two pieces. I mean, nobody will see, but on the nobody other hand, nobody will see it. Yeah, and I think that you've got a much better chance of it turning out really nice because you can you, can, you know. You can work one piece in with one L on each side. It'll uh, be more workable yeah. that way. But I want it to be as I want to honor this machine. <laughs> it's an amazing fucking game that I have. And I want to do right by it. So what's right by it? Want to do it in one piece or do it in two I think one piece, if you fuck it up, you're going to end up pulling it all off and redoing it. Maybe multiple times to try and get one piece to work right. Yeah. I would probably seriously consider doing two pieces. Um, because two pieces, if you get a good seam that, that, that ends up looking nice, you'll be much more happy with it. Plus, once you have the vinyl laid down, you can you can lay down a straight edge with a with a good ninety degree angle on it and make sure to trim a perfect a perfect slice yeah. on the one side so you'll have a perfect ninety degree. And that seam, I think, once you butt the two ends of the of the, the vinyl together, mm-hmm. you'll end up with something that looks really nice. Yeah. Almost invisible. 
Yeah, and nobody, and it's true. I mean, nobody will see the best. And I will say that you've done, I mean, this may be silly, I, I debated, like, do I just work with my hair? And I'm so glad I got it. was a little bit of vinyl that was pulled off the original side. And, and working, with the, working with the heat gun and the new vinyl that I laid down on top, I actually got a really, a really nice connection between the original side art and that the new um, vinyl that I laid down. And I'm just, I'm really happy because it looks better than it did when I got it. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's a stupid thing. It's a half inch of vinyl, but to me it makes a difference. It just yeah. it makes me smile to see it. I'm like, yes, I, ma I made something better. <laughs> I guess I'll be the first one to say you, your base looks really nice, Carrie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and, and quickly for the record, actually, uh, iRobot and Major Havoc and 720 do not have the same base. 720 and Major Havoc have the same base, but iRobot and yeah. Firefox, it's a much taller, thicker base. Yes. 720 yeah. is actually only uh, about that thick. Major Havoc. <laughs> now, let's throw uh, Return of the Jedi in the mix. Is Return of the Jedi like iRobot and Firefox? I think so. I think iRobot, yeah, yeah. I think uh, 720, or I'm um, sorry, uh, Return of the Jedi is another tall base. Like, yeah. like, um, Firefox. I think the bases are the same yeah. between those three. I think, uh, I think Major Havoc and 720 are the only ones with, a, with the narrow base. Yeah. Base. Yeah. Nice there, Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a Jawa. Yeah, Jawa. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, going, around, going around the angles on the base was exciting, I have to say. But it it was just like kind of slow and patient work. I actually really enjoyed it afterward. I, you know, during it it was a little bit stressful, but working out all the little the you know creases and it, I was impressed. And I really I I um I would definitely order the uh, the this old game vinyl again. It was nice to work with. No, I haven't pulled my seventh. My, I actually have. Like right here, I have not even pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually my 720 vinyl from uh, from this old game um, that I've never even pulled out of the the box. It's still wrapped up and ready to go. So I haven't actually even seen um, how Rich uh, preps that. So do do they come? For the the stuff that you got, was it like sort of pre-cut for the the shapes of the cabinet, or like did you just oh, get no. just a little bit of just like give me some vinyl size? No, no, no. no I she, got she bought a roll, I think. I bought a roll of twelve yeah. feet. Of, gotcha. Of, okay. Did you actually have like a kit or something for your? It's the, well, it's the seven twenty. It's what he sells for his seven twenty. So yeah. it's the theoretically it's the but I have never like I said it's never even I, mean, I can open it right now. Open it now. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 All right, an unboxing. Unboxing. And how long have you had this 34k? Uh, probably about two years now. Nice. Only take one project on at a time that you can yeah. handle. That's right. Uh, Seven twenty. what you preach, right? Seven twenty was the project that I was supposed to be tackling uh, at the beginning of this year. I didn't do it, and I had it for a while before that. And uh, I got the red tents. So yeah, the red tents. Yeah. Focusing on those for yeah. a long time. 
Woo! That knife that action. So yeah, mine. I just got twelve feet, which was the minimum. So I got twelve feet of the um, of the, everything is. And in fact, I I'll be doing one. Look at that. Nice. Smells like rich. I'll be doing one. Mm. Oh wait. Oh crap. <laughs> oh, where's Adam when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> oh, put it back in. <laughs> yes, and you love it. So, Orange Whip, there's another uh, question. Is like, what's the longest ongoing project you've never completed? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me add that to the list. And <laughs> it, it actually says uh, 7:20 on it. Oh, nice. That makes it official. It's gonna be the right one. <laughs> yeah. Is that new old stock, or is that reprinted? No, it's whatever Rich is producing now. Yeah, Rich is always uh, producing something. It's not NOS. Dare, dare I say, if they had something like that for iRobot and I didn't see, I'm going to fucking kick myself, because how awesome would that have been? <laughs> I, I gotta, I'm going to have to lay this down on the floor, because it's going to be a big rolling mess. Rich thing. finally released his elevator action uh, control panel overlay, but it's not silkscreen, though. Mm. All right. Bear bear witness to the (laughs) the gray vinyl. (laughs) I can see see straight away. Uh, Let's see if I can see this. Uh, the, The top that I'm pulling off here is definitely angled. Like the top of the 720 cab. So it's probably, you know, he. Overcut it. Yes, I would hope yeah. so. At least a half inch or inch. Yeah. I've got the, uh, it's the, uh, the correct silver gray color. And it does seem to be cut into pieces. So actual cut trimmed pieces. Like here's a real thin piece. Let's see if I can. Give me a second here. I'll see if I can pull something out without making it a mess. The uh, one thing that uh, Rich recommends, and I know John doesn't hasn't done this when he did the, the top part of his um, iRobot vinyl, is Rich recommends that you actually leave it a half inch long on all sides and then tuck it into the T-molding groove. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whereas John was actually trimming it all off. To the edge of the... To the edge, but he, but he right. actually recommends you don't do that because you could easily tear it or screw it up. Yeah. Or you'll I, see... I think John even said that you'll see a little bit of white, so he put a, like a black yeah. marker along it. Right. The other thing, if it's as thin as like the the regular uh, Atari black vinyl, it's you you don't have to worry about it like like bending up when you put the T molding on. So there's no reason not to tuck it in. And the other thing I would be concerned about is uh, you know the the lifespan with thermal expansion contraction. You know it'll it'll be some shrinkage. Well, yeah, it'll eventually start to dry out and shrink a little bit, right? Yeah, so, so if you have it wrapped and tucked. 
and that's, that's a an interesting piece right here because this is probably the base, oh, which that's... is already pre -cut. Yeah, capital oh. C. I'm gonna have to look to see if he has some. So it's a it's a ton of different pieces I can tell already. And those may be oversized also, so it actually like kind of wraps up the cabinet a little bit, and you have to trim down. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I've never seen actually someone apply the full vinyl package to the 720 kit. Yeah, and that on. A huge number of pieces. I mean, sorry, just real quick here, so you can see, like, it's a huge number of different pieces. Yeah, Kerry, he doesn't yeah. have the robot vinyl. The only one he sells is a 720. Okay. Well, then that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. I, you know, doing that little DIY thing, and, um, and and that's where I was. You know, I started to say with the, the heat gun, I, you know, working the edges. So I didn't. What I did, um, for what it's worth, like I'm an expert, huh? Is um, you know I laid the vinyl. I used my hand to, to press it into the sides, um, work out all the bubbles and everything, and then um, it, I it extended above the T molding slot, and so I used an exacto knife to kind of go along the top of the T molding, and then kind of pushed it into where the T molding will go. I actually still need to. Order some T molding, and like the groove, the groove of the T molding yeah. we're using, yes. yeah. So I tried, so I, so I would allow for as much of the vinyl to go into the T molding as I could. Yeah. In fact, you, you can get a little bit of that right here, and then I use maybe I don't know if it's showing up, um, although maybe maybe Andrew's presenting, um, but I use my heat gun on those edges, so def, uh, on all the corners, and then on the groove of the T molding. And with the heat gun, it, it grips in. So I use the heat gun. It would start to do a little shrinky-dinky thing. And then I used my hands to go in there and press it in so that it has mm -hmm. a nice... And then I kind of did like a quick blast with my heat gun. Um, and then and you can see the vinyl shrink just a little bit. I used my hand to press it against the wood. Mm -hmm. so nice, nice, tight, feel to it. Uh, so I felt like you know, it's really. It, I feel like it came out really well. I'm super happy. There's a couple little spots where uh, I could see where there's a little, you know, the wood wasn't perfect, and maybe I should. In retrospect, I would have sanded if I ever redo it. Honestly, no human being on the face of the earth can see it outside of me. Cause I'm like, oh, my hand on it. And I'm, I'm right. Millimeter of this of this space. But uh, but that's. Really cool that he creates his 720 kit so that you don't have to do kind of basically what I'm doing in terms of trying to figure out how to cut it just right. Yeah, we'll see how it goes next spring. <laughs> next spring? <laughs> what do you mean? You can't get out uh, there now. It's like a what is it? Uh, 20 degrees outside right now. Oh, good lord! Well, yeah, but like during the day, I'm like 17. Sorry. Oh, you live in a crazy uh, place. A high of 34 today. So, yeah, no, you know what? Uh, no, I'm not doing a whole lot of uh, painting or vinyling <laughs> out in the garage right now. High. That's like the low here is 34. <laughs> oh, all right. That's crazy. Hey, Sorry. Man, the high and low should be 34. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, no. So, no, I mean, everything's shut down. My, my projects, I wrap them up as, you know, like, 
October, late October, November is like the last chance I got for projects in the, in the garage. And everything is shut down in the arcade. I, I may go out there once or twice uh, during the winter season and fire the games up, but it has to be a particularly warm day down here. I need to see it like 60 degrees in the garage before I'll turn anything on. Yeah. And I do, I keep, um, I keep oil heaters out there to keep it above uh, 40. So it stays above freezing in the garage, just to, you know, they're just set on like an anti-freeze mode. Yeah. That keeps them, you know, keeps everything in there from getting too cold. So if like, we get like a real cold snap where everything's like below zero for, you know, a few days, which doesn't happen here in Denver that often. Um, the, the heaters out there will keep everything at least kind of normal temperature. But yeah, that, not, not warm enough to fire anything up or paint or apply vinyl. No, probably not. Sorry. The California perspective. I'm like, what? What do you mean I can have the garage during the day? Although I um, heard it was like freezing cold and raining down there the last few days at I'm area. Yeah, it's like 30. Actually, it was really nice today. It was actually like uh, 54, like around 60. We, I took my took my little one for a walk around the block. No, it wasn't that bad. What went over the weekend though? Um, it rained. I, I, on... I had friends that were down Disneyland and said it was freaking cold down there. They're actually <laughs> glad to come up to the Pacific Northwest again. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, they're they're and, from Seattle. And at, 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 at night it got a little bit cold, but not not during the day. I actually saw photos of like ice on on shit and stuff. They they sent me, yeah. It was just where they were. As Disneyland is not too far. It's like fifteen minutes from me. It's yeah, they went far. they went to other places as well besides Disneyland, but I just can't remember where they were. Yeah, it's definitely not normal weather, but. I don't know. They said it's supposed to be really rainy and stuff from the what's it the uh, El Nino or whatever, but I haven't really seen that big of a big of a change. Well, any rain you guys can get is good, I guess. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Except for when you're <clears throat> having solar panels put on your roof, like I was. <laughs> oh, don't worry. The sun will come back. Yeah, had to cancel it and have it rescheduled. It sucked. They <laughs> they just finished it. You know. Have the cost gone down of solar panels? Uh, I paid per kilowatt plan, so it's uh, fifteen cent per kilowatt. It just basically cuts your bill in half. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, Mark. I had mine put in about a little over a year ago. Save me, uh, save me. The net savings was close to a thousand dollars the first year. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was on the fence about it till I talked to Keith, who has it, and um, uh, I went with his company. Um, it's you got to be careful because uh, sometimes you will go with a company that does not evaluate what you need, and they give you too many panels. Yeah, you have to pay for what you produce. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the first company I went with, uh, what was it, uh, Sun City or something like that? I forget, but uh, no, Solar City, that's it, Solar City. They didn't want to evaluate anything. Really? Yeah, there's <laughs> a What's funny yeah. is that's who, that's who I actually have. <laughs> oh, really? 
They, yeah. They didn't want, I'm like, don't you want to see, you know, what, like, oh, no, we'll just throw them up there. I go, well, I just moved into this house. I don't know what, 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 what energy we're going to use. So, uh-huh. so anyway, I went with Vivint and, um, yeah, they, we waited about four months to make sure, uh, what, what I'm going to need. So, so what, what do you guys, do you know what you pay down there? Like typically without the panels for electricity? I'm just well, curious. The, there's tier levels of your usage. You know yeah. how, many kil- how many kilowatts ultimately you use in a month. Right. And uh, it's like that a lot of most places, I think. I want to say roughly it's 400 kilowatts is your first tier, <laughs> and that's around 15, 15 and a quarter cents per kilowatt, something like that. And uh, but then after that, it really starts to jump up. Second tier tier pretty much doubles. Third tier is around 40 cents, something like that. So it's 46 cents or something, and then it's, yeah, so I'm going to be paying 15 cents instead. Yeah, so basically, yeah, that's that's what the solar companies do. They try to provide you with enough solar provisions to keep you in that first tier level. So, you know, if I I get cheaper... If I might be using, you know, 800, 900 kilowatts in a month, we want the solar to keep me, you know, under that first 400. Right. So it'll provide, you know, 500, 600 kilowatts yeah. per month. We're a lot cheaper up here. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I think it's like 15 or 15 and a quarter cents per kilowatt for the first We're, year. I'm just looking at ours right now. So ours is 7 cents. Per kilowatt, but that's seven cents Canadian, so that's probably like five cents American. Oh man, it's like a third the price for thirteen hundred and fifty kilowatts. And uh, the solar panel, the solar people will only raise it. I think the maximum two percent. Yeah. And unlike the SDG&E, that'll just raise it and raise it and raise it every yeah. year. Yeah, it could go up ten percent. You know. Yeah. The elect, you know, PG&E is where I'm at. They could they could raise it ten percent a year. So yeah, and our, our seven solar cents is, only goes up one one percent. Our seven cents is for the first thirteen hundred and fifty kilowatts, and then our step two is only eleven cents for anything above that. Wow. Yeah, yeah pretty much no need for solar up there. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't get solar really because it's so cloudy and rainy here. Yeah. But we also we we produce all the power, right? Like a lot of California and other areas actually use our power. Yeah. Gigawatt talk. I was just curious because I just want like how much people pay uh, to have their arcade games up and stuff. Because we have. You know, uh, I really don't notice anything with the arcade games. It's more the in the summertime the air conditioner, yeah. the, pool, the pool pump. Yeah. See, we don't. I don't yeah, need an air conditioner here because it. I mean, it hits a hundred. You know, for uh, maybe a week out of the year, but other than that, I've had you know five, six hundred dollar a month oh, yeah. electricity bills. Thanks to the no ozone layer anymore. <laughs> right. Please. <laughs> I have month. neighbors that pay upwards of a thousand dollars a month. The worst month of the year. Every summer it's hot. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Ours is so low; they only bill every second month. Right. <laughs> we have so many hydroelectric dams up here, right? Because all the mountains and rivers. So that's where we get our power from. 
<laughs> well, they they put them up today. They finished up today, but um, I guess STG needs to come out to approve it. Woo! All right, I gotta click on this. I heard it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Who's scruffy looking? <laughs> <laughs> Nerfer. <laughs> so we're going to call it a night at midnight? It's 3 in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. We, we certainly can at, three, at midnight, yeah. So, what about the other people that used to be here, like Seabart and Andrew? Chris, he was on earlier. Seabart bailed to somebody else to come on because we were full with like five people waiting to get in. Uh, I was happy in the YouTube chat. I even saw <laughs> Crafty was even in the YouTube chat for a while, I saw. Yeah? He was, we, are, I yeah. Was, we were getting messages from uh, Buffett. Mm. Yeah, I sent of... him the link on cloth. Oh, he know. he messaged me after we started saying he couldn't come on. Oh, okay. Man, this this uh, hangout gets the most uh, tech <laughs> guys here. I mean, really, we got. Seems like uh, huh? who who's it came on tonight? Uh, Ian Kellogg. Ian Kellogg, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how Ian found it, but huh. but Ian Buffett and uh, um, the one circuit, Adam. Adam, yeah. Adam, yeah. Adam comes for the chocolate bars. <laughs> Stay, stays for the tech talk. Stays for the porn. <laughs> was was Adam on tonight? No, not tonight. Yeah, he was last week, right? Yeah, he was on last week. Yeah, that's right. Cool. So, is, are we calling? Are we calling it an evening? So, all right. I you know, last week Carrie seemed very disappointed when we called it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Actually, I had her presented still at the end, and I didn't realize it. And when I looked at the video at the end. It's just her, and she's just like at the end. We're all like, okay, I guess we're gonna say goodnight. She was just like, oh. Was that last week? You had you had someone presented for like an hour. I can't remember who that was. I fucking got smacked last <laughs> no, week. No, it wasn't last week. We just carry at the end a little bit, but I was in pain the next. I I happen to have, I honestly I don't usually drink so much. I get a hangover. Yet last week. Oh yeah, you were texting. Yeah. <laughs> How late were we fucking? Like, oh shit! I drank so much last week. It was. Bad. It was bad. I went to bed and I'm like, oh, I drank too much. And if I'm going to bed and thinking I drank too much, I drank too much. It was Ooh. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. This is <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're, we're approaching five hours, right? I know. Jim, I, wasn't I like, oh, yeah, we last week was six. Another drink with me, right? <laughs> oh, hey, I'm working from home tomorrow. <laughs> No, Actually, you know what? I had to go to work last last Wednesday too. I was like a fucking zombie. Good thing I took the bus. 
I actually slept on the bus. <laughs> nice. Oh, you probably smelled the booze too. Yeah, I drove. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm walking into the the attorney's office, and I'm just thinking, "Oh my god, I hope no one smelled like." <laughs> if only they knew. <laughs> it's oozing out his pores. Like, what, what what a model. <laughs> What a model employee I am, walking into City Hall and just being hung over as hell. We were both way too fucking late. But so, so Brad, my only we can sign off, and actually we can we can even talk about this afterwards. I but I do think next week holiday episode, right? Like like our question. Talk about it now. We can do it quickly. Huh? Yeah. So you want to make it a certain uh, topic? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying, like, our question would be, like, Kiss my ass. Kiss your ass. Kiss your ass. You know, I just remember Halloween. And I remember that Halloween, like, one person was dressed up. Like, we, we sh I think we should make a commitment. Like, we should have a holiday episode. We could Somebody put on was dressed up on Halloween? Yeah, somebody starts to put on, somebody put on a mask. But like we could do holiday sweaters or a Santa hat or whatever, something kind of festive. The question could be related to like you know if Santa brought you a game, what would it be? Whatever. There's, it's easy, I think. Like, like Kaylin's video. Do we all have animals? Why don't we bring our animals on with us? There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, we can actually talk about this now. Sorry, we did not need to talk about this now. Oh my. I'm thinking ass hat. Yes, thank you. <laughs> One thing you can call like Hallelujah! Holy <laughs> shit! So, when was, uh, you know, I missed the first podcast hangouts. When, when did, when was the actual first one? The date? Like, was it this oh, year? Oh, fuck. That was, no. It was last year? No, it was this year. I think it was like the beginning, the beginning of January last year. Or this year. Uh, this year? Okay, so yeah. 2015 was the first year of ever doing Arcade Hangout. Yeah, we did it for like six months or so before we started recording it. Holy okay. Shit. Was, it, was it video or was it just chat only? We were doing this, I just didn't. I just wasn't recording it. So I don't think I didn't get a webcam too. for like a few weeks. I think, I, I think it was like a month or two until I I was using my camera. cell phone. I was using my cell phone until I bought this camera. Yeah, it was pretty nonchalant. There was like what four or five of us right after um, Arcade Outsiders. Yeah, it was. It was. That's how we started. I just wanted to chat more because I was on the West Coast and it was early. Right. Right? It was only like ten o'clock when our Arcade Outsiders was ending, so I just wanted to talk about it more. And I think I asked Andrew if he wanted to come on. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you posting the links and stuff, but I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, Sean, oh, I'm so freaking tired." Well, Sean, Sean was just talking about that this last weekend. Yeah, Fish Boy was like shitting about it all the time. Now we're like going on longer than they are almost. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I want to say it was like like Jim and Brad and I that started the whole thing. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty small. Sounds right. Small crew. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Mark. Yeah, Mark was there. That's and I think I think Crafty yeah. came on pretty early too. Crafty yeah, he did. Early. Yeah, no, Crafty was there right away. Yeah, there was like five or six of us, I think, when it first started. I don't. I think there was one person watching. <laughs> so tonight we got up to quite a bit. I think we were up to in, in the twenties tonight. Yeah, I mean, and pretty early on, Joe came on too for a couple shows. 
Yeah, he was on for like, like, yeah, like the third or fourth week or something. Oh, really? Yeah, like. yeah, Scott's just saying in the YouTube chat, it was Talking Outsiders is what I originally called it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I right. Remember. You want to get them mad. gone mad. Yeah, well, once I started recording it, I felt oh, I'll just change the name just to leave John's property, his IP alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it was Thanks, just John. supposed to be like, I don't know if you guys ever saw like um, The Walking Dead, and then they have The Talking Dead after it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I got it. Totally, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah, that's where I got it from. I, I told John, I mean, I talked to him a couple times. Uh, about this. Yeah, I, I never asked you him. You should I think, go on the show, man. You know, it'd be fun. Andrew, I think, asked him or talked to him, and he said he was okay with it. I never actually talked to him about it myself. I did, yeah. I had a conversation with John about it. Yeah. I was actually, it kind of came up, I think, when I was talking to Carrie and John at BroFest on the beach one night, but John was so hammered. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that I don't think he even remembers anything that we were talking about. No. <laughs> Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. <laughs> cool, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that off there then. The Christmas stuff, we'll end her here. We'll wrap it up. All right, sounds good, guys. All right, okay, thanks right. everybody for joining us. Uh, episode 23 of the Arcade Hangout. Um, my thanks go to, let's see if I can go in order here. Uh, Andrew, Carey, Jim Bodini, Mr. Gak, uh, Gleek. Uh, Kaylin, <laughs> Mock, and myself. Make sure you check out the new audio-only podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and the upcoming Google Play Music podcast system. It's like the four-name four name. It's crazy. I've got, I've got the great uh, outro music for, in, in light of Carrie's uh, response last week. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, night everybody. All right, see you next week.